Greetings from the Seventh Circle. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Seventh Circle of Film. I'm your host, as always. Today, sponsored by one of those random mobile games, still somehow less ethical than the Monkey Slave Company. Joining me today, we've got our <laughs> resident expert on all things evil. That's, I shouldn't be as proud as I am now. I've got one of yeah. those real, like, I've just shit my pants and I'm happy about it grins. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more happy about the Leon Nut Kennedy that you the joke that you made during the uh, live action films. That was better than that. That that but, was that was great. Yeah. Um, hello, it's me again. He's back somehow, crawling yeah. and trained. He is tied up in the corner of my uh, room at the moment, but that's irrelevant to the situation, and I don't know why you're asking. <laughs> and along with that, for grab a third to go through all this stuff. I didn't know how good they were going to be, so. Might as well grab an extra conversational partner. Uh, the person who did all the backstory stuff in the start of Alice for the last bit, our friend all the way from Germany, Ronya. How you doing? Hi, nice to have uh, be here on this podcast. Um, yeah, um, hopefully my voice uh, won't be that uh, tired and uh, outdrawn as in the intro I had to do. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. You'll be energetic as shit. I mean, at least I get drunk by about hour three. <laughs> usually and i'll i'll be a lot more morose i'll go from basically like leon in vendetta eventually working my way up to leon in degeneration just little by little as the alcohol yeah, he piles seems, on he seems surprisingly put together for an alcoholic doesn't he it's a functional alcoholic i think i'm, I'm standing up for my own kind here it's very <laughs> functional granted what was it we said after watching through um, Damnation? He's, he's drinking just WKD. Yeah, pretty much, I think. Passing over to the Russian guy. Yeah, passing over to the Russian guy, and he's like, this piss, this is fucking nothing. This is Elkopop, yes. This Bacardi Breezer. <laughs> Fuck is this? So, uh... <laughs> so if you haven't seen them, there are free CGI films. I don't know how well-known they are, how uh, out there, if you want a Resident Evil fan. I didn't know they existed before Steph mentioned it last time. We were going to push over them, but hey, they're not too bad, actually, bizarrely. I don't usually like to make that um, onus before actually starting a review, but hey, yeah, Resident Evil stuff, not games that are borderline decent. Who fucking knew? All between the years of 2008 all the way to 2017, three of them. Uh, pretty much focused on Leon throughout the entirety of it. There's a bit of Chris, a bit of uh, Claire as well, no Jill. But yeah, all, all the fun old lots. Uh, kicking off with 2008 Resident Evil Degeneration. Quickly go through some of the cast and crew. And just as a just a prior warning, I don't know most of these people because I, I don't do any anime stuff. Um, and a lot of the games that they touch on, which is a lot of these are voice actors, obviously, I haven't played most of them, to be honest. And I'm going to be kind of going over the same beats in terms of gameplay, stuff I actually know that I think you as an audience might know as well. But otherwise, just look up the names after I butchered them and try to put through some fucking Google Translate and you'll find them eventually. Uh, directed Resident Evil Degeneration 2008 by Makoto Kamiya, Kamiya uh, who did Tokyo Gore Police, a film uh, Resident Evil Damnation as well, which is the later one, and Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, uh, which I've been told is all right. Written by Shoto Suga. Who? Shotaro Suga. Well, that yeah, that works. 
Yeah, she sp- she spoke Japanese for a bit. She knows potato, potato. Just, just a bit, but, yeah. Japanese realism, English colonialism. <laughs> Did Resident Evil Six, the video game, later on wrote that uh, film, Alchemist Brotherhood, which I actually have heard of and seen, and it's uh, it's pretty decent. And the Seven Deadly Sins, which I've well, I actually like that. that. Okay, apparently that's decent as well. And well, it's me saying that, so probably not, but. <laughs> At least it's not fucking Mike. He's got <laughs> dreadful taste. All that fairy tale shit. That's as far as, far as I, I take anime. I've watched like three of the fucking things: um, Cowboy Bebop, Full Metal Alchemist, and uh, the bold, the bold fucker that can hit things really hard. One Punch Man. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's as far as my knowledge <laughs> on the whole. description of it ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's weird that I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it, but yeah. Pretty famous, and, and uh, yeah, everyone. It, it seems yeah. like everyone around the world loved them, so. My only other exposure to any anime was at that Comic Con thing that I went to with Mike, like 2018, 2017, something like that, where uh, some guy was making a fairy tale film, talked about how he put in pointless cheerleading boob shots that the Americans tried to get him not to do, but he did it because he wanted to do it. And I've got respect for that. Yeah, it tends to be a lot of anime these days, but I tend to watch a lot of anime anyway, so... I'm 100% just living up to the Japanese stereotype. Beautiful. Uh, I'll also quickly jump on the animation lead as well, but I think it is kind of important for some of these films. They are animated. The first one quite badly, as far as I'm concerned, but hey, it it's, still takes work. Yasutaka Akama who did Summer Wars and Gantz, oh, Zero, one of the two. Oh, oh right. I, I imagine it, though, yeah. Yeah, it, it's Gantz, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've read the comics. Oh, sorry, uh, I've read the, uh, what is it called? Um, manga. Manga, there we go, thank you. Uh, I've read the manga. I've never actually seen the, the show or the, the film that's out. I it's on my to-do list. It's just the I life don't watch many shows. Action so. is actually pretty good. I, I can recommend. Like it's it's pretty outdated with CGI right now because I oh, from when is it? From 2011, I think, or 10, something around that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, it was pretty good. I haven't watched it recently. I cannot tell how good how well it aged. Um, I probably should rewatch it again because at, at that time I really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it in cinemas in Tokyo at that time. Uh, it was really good. Also, uh, apparently, uh, Summer Wars is also pretty famous, if I remember correct, and the animation are supposed to be really good in that. Uh, it's a full-on anime, not not just uh, CGI. But I heard very good recommendations about that one. It's not something I am going to watch. But so they have someone on animation lead who is actually doing a pretty decent job. I think Gans is also pretty well produced. Just but like, yeah, apparently in this one, um, he did not uh, live up to his standards. I don't know. Just as a side, I feel so useless right now. <laughs> just everything, <laughs> just yet, yeah, this, I don't know it. This, I don't know it. Happily, obviously you've got two different uh, voice actors for each character, one on the Japanese, one on the American side, for at least most of them. There were a couple, actually, that just did both. Um... But I do know the American ones, and I know most of the shit they've been in, or at least I cherry-picked the stuff I knew. This mm-hmm. is my show, I can be a bastard and put in the shit that I can actually talk about. Uh, starting off with Claire Redfield, uh, the character 
and played by Alison Court, who was Jubilee in the old X-Men series. Uh, absolute classic. She was in the Garbage Pail Kids TV series, which, just for clarification, I did want to look into it, was released after the film came out. And the reception that that had, presumably produced at the same time, because it was, it was very short in between. And that had a full run. So someone watched it. Uh, she's also in the Beetlejuice TV series, which was, yeah. And she was in Care Bears Movie 2, A New Generation, which I've heard good things about, weirdly. <laughs> I, I, you you know... always learn new things, because I did not know that there was a Care Bears movie at all. You never know if okay. that's if it's a fucking like My Little Pony thing where it's a group of weirdos in the corner that enjoy their thing, but I want them to be as far away from me as possible, or if it's like a Cinderella free twist in time thing where you go, holy shit, it's actually amazing. They're called brownies, thank you very much. I don't care what they're called as long as I don't talk to me. <laughs> I've also got Paul Mercy. Oh, I should say as well, um, most of the people in the first film are the voice actors for anyone prior to Resident Evil 6. They voice the actual characters for it. Same with, um, I believe, Alison Court. She voiced Claire Redfield all yeah. the way through. Uh, mm-hmm. Same here as well with Paul Mercier, who voices Leon S. Kennedy, who um, Biohazard 4 Incubate, which I briefly looked into, and it looks like a game summary, pretty much. Kind of in a red vs. blue style, if anyone's seen that, the Halo stuff. Just walking through the game in a machinima-esque show, film. You know, just showing what the actual plot is. Kind of useful if you don't touch these things. Uh, Tut's Treasures as well, Hidden Secrets, which looks shit. And Sarah's Key. There's a live action. Awful. Uh, I've got Laura Bailey, who's playing Angela Miller, the most generic fucking name in this whole thing. You can tell that one was made outside of any of the games. Uh, most famous probably for Critical Role, the whole Matthew Mercer thing, the role play, also in Constantine, City of Demons, my personal second favourite comic book character of all time, fucking love them. Uh, Blood Rain, the classic games, not the film, thank God. I think she shat on them. Uh, I think we mentioned that actually. Yeah, when we go yeah I think Rain. we mentioned that, that the, she does the voice for uh, Rain. Rain in the games, and I think there was like a there was a snippet of like a interview where she was like, "Yeah, thank God that I wasn't. They didn't ask me to be part of that because it's shit." So, yeah. Uh, also sitting in Darkside Chronicles uh, with Sherry Birkin. Not Shirley. <laughs> Not Shirley. Yeah, and Shirley. yeah, Fallout New Vegas, which I'm trying to remember which character she actually plays now. I know she plays Christine in uh, Dead Money. And, oh, Julie Farkas in The Followers. There's me nerding out for once. Uh, uh, Michael Sorich, who plays... I, can't, I don't think I wrote down his name at any point. Evil Senator is what I'm going with. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what his name is. Uh, he was in Scooby-Doo 2, where he played the Tar Monster, and one of the others, I can't remember which monster it was, and he was in Ghost in a Shell and a shitload more, and I just don't know any of them. They're colourful anime art stuff. I, I don't know how to pick and choose what's just bottom bin basement and actually watched. So just look into it if you're that desperate to <laughs> go through Michael Sorich's catalogue. Uh, so in terms of budget box office, I've not got the budget for any of these. I couldn't find them so my life. I did try my hardest, but they're just nowhere to be found. Box office-wise, though, did get that stuff. 
So two of them were released theatrically, the middle one wasn't, if I remember rightly. Um, so theatrically, the first one, this saw in dollars, by the way, at the time of release, uh, 403000 in Japan theatrically, and then on DVD sales eventually worldwide, and this is over quite a long period, 10,315,900, if anyone cares. Yeah, about £10 of that was my own money, because I, I bought the DVDs for this first one. Got all three, haven't you? You made the difference. I've got all. F- Actually, I guess technically, I it's twenty pound for this one because I bought this one twice, and then ten pound for the other ones, maybe. Supporting, uh, I was going to say small business there. It's fucking Capcom. <laughs> yeah, it's far not. from that's possible. Yeah. Supporting local animation. I'm support- supporting a company that make fucking pachinko machines out of fucking great TV. Uh, <laughs> Great games. It's not Konami. Just be happy it's not Konami. Oh, there, that too, yeah. Uh, so, trivia-wise, I've, I've got nothing, to be honest, for all three of these. Uh, basic stuff. So, Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, and Ingrid um, Huntingen, who, from what I could tell, she plays... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't even remember the character's name now, but in Metal Gear Solid, where you get the person on the phone come over and tell you kind of what's going on, tell you what to do. She kind of plays that role. Um, I'm presuming for Resident Evil 4 in the games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's in 6 as well in like some cutscenes, but yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, um, she voiced by the same actors, all of these. Later on, actually, as we get to the 5th and the 6th film, they're also voiced by the same actors, but you're going on to kind of Resident Evil 6. Same people, all sitting in. Uh, Tricell yeah. is teased in this. Uh, set between game four and five. I don't usually bother with like comic book references and shit, but I think it is kind of interesting Tricell being pushed in this game because I'm pretty sure it was released prior to Resident Evil 5. I uh... might have to relook that up. But that does mean that these were canon. I know they are canon, but it means it was kind of planned to then push into the later ones, which is always kind of fun to have multimedia esque strategies. Yeah, so it was released a year before Resi 5. Yeah, it's quite nice. A tricell yeah. being pushed around. It's not much, but yeah, little hints here and there. And um, whether Resident Evil 5 eventually just used shit from this film or they had a, a predestined plan of where they were going to go with. I'd like to hope they had a plan. <laughs> it seems it, to be fair. I've, I've seen yeah. parts of 5 and it looks decently written-ish. I mean, 5 came out, like Resident Evil 5 came out in uh, March 2009. This film was 2008, 2008, which means that they would have cross-referenced because they they should have been like uh, mm-hmm. into plot production for the game like a longer time ago. It, yeah. it takes more than a year or a few months to produce the game, and and especially things like plot are one of the first, so they should have known and and made it probably on purpose to put Tricell in there. So there you go. If you're a diehard, diehard Resident Evil fan, these are definitely worth jumping into quickly. Uh, so outside of the trivia shit, I'm going to very quickly go over this, which is something me and stuff, because we watched all these films like last week, just sitting down on a couch, going through them on Amazon, and then eventually just, for some reason, I can't remember, just scrolled through to see what the ratings were. I think we just happened to see a rating out the corner of our eye, and then what the fuck, and then just carried on looking through. So Amazon's mm-hmm. ratings, from what I can tell, if anyone's ever looked up a film ranking on Google, uh, you'll find that pretty much nothing hits under four and a half stars, absolutely nothing. 
because you get this slight problem where the only people going out of their way to review shit on Amazon and Google are people who either fucking love the film they just watched or fucking hate the film they just watched. You get this bizarre just counterance of incredibly angry detractors and people who thinks this is like drinking Jesus's jizz. That's the <laughs> audiences you get. And so I'll just go through very quickly a few of the films and their ratings, and more importantly, I think the number of ratings, because I think this is more bizarre, if anything. So Resident Evil 1, that's the first live-action film with Alice way back in the day. 4.5 stars. I should say, these are all 4.5 stars all the way through. Everything on Amazon is 4.5 fucking stars for some reason. 4.5 uh, out of 5, we have to add. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is like nearly perfection, and I don't see it. I don't I don't think these people do. As I said, I've not given any of the actual reviews in words to save Steph of Trip to the Hospital because some of them are fucking brain dead. Which I suppose is fitting for a zombie franchise, but still. Uh so yeah, Resident Evil One, four point five stars. Current number of reviews, one thousand six hundred and fifty five. Resident Evil Apocalypse, four point five stars. Number of ratings somehow goes up to one thousand seven hundred and eighty three. Now, with that, I can almost believe it, because I've heard people, you know, they prefer the second one to the first one. Maybe more people have seen the second one because people were showing it. Mm. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense is after that, the fourth film in the franchise, Resident Evil Afterlife, which is, I sort of almost defended, but is shit. 4.5 stars, of course. 3,110 reviews, pretty much doubled. How the fuck that happened? Why anyone decided to watch this film rather than the first two? To go, let's jump into the fourth one and see what's up. But what makes it, it released? even less sense than that? Uh, I think Afterlife was like 2012, 2011-ish. Yeah. I think my, my assumption is that it would have lined up with games and would have been like, good promoted. Oh. Right, I, I oh, want to point out. So people were like, yeah, yeah okay, I, I, what, I like the game, so I'm going to watch the movie. Oh, they, these were buried. <laughs> so, so hard yeah. if game fans could... If game fans could get their hands on the producers of this, the producers would be more than zombified. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. want to point out, so the Resident e the live-action Resident Evil films have literally nothing... After after 2 have nothing to do with Resident Evil. And they all There's... shit, we agree on that. But yeah. the thing is, like, like but... it's just a thing of, like, that people just actually, like, wanted yeah. to watch it because it has it, been, like, advertised. It's the people that aren't playing the games. So I had someone at work uh, a few days ago actually ask me a question like, oh, so what's the difference between like the live action films to the games? I was like, fucking everything. But um, like Alice isn't a thing. There's no fucking super soldier serum. It's just like that, like all that bullshit that happens in those films is because they were like, oh, for some reason, people are still coming to see this. Um, I guess we need to make a next one, but we've already like written ourselves into a corner. So let's let let's erase that corner and pretend no one actually saw the last film or the ending of the last film, and then make up a different scenario for the start of the next one. I know, I'm completely of the opinion now that these are just how Paul W. S. Anderson gets off, and we're just basically watching his his erotica on yeah. screen being played out Maybe. by his hot wife. Maybe it's just the two of them rating the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's, a thousand times. They have like a it's like Mila1 at google.com and Mila2 at google.com. Did you ever <laughs> see... Uh, on and then she just like rates them. You know, the, the, you ever seen the comedian Doug Stanhope? Back in the day, he used to do a show where he'd he'd get his mom to review porn films and his mom would do like flicking fingers out of five. Do <laughs> you... Presuming that's what's going on. Jamila Jovovich and Paul W. Sanderson, can I wank yeah, off yeah. to it? Four and a half stars getting there. Fucking perfect. Or I suppose yeah. five stars and then every normal person puts it to one, slowly dragging it fucking down. I, I imagine I imagine it's like let's not make it super obvious that it's us. Let's not give it five stars. Let's give it five and a half, maybe five five point eight, and then we'll can, be okay. Can you? Right. So they would have just like, okay, with this one I give five, and with the next rating I give four, and then just like continue like that. Yeah. If we all write, if both of us write a hundred reviews each, you give four, I'll give five, then it'll even out to 4.5. Or exactly. they're masturbating, and during that process, they're giving it five stars. After a hundred reviews and they finish, they get some post not clarity, and finally go, shit, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> one star. <laughs> Yeah, but that would that would actually like like yeah, unless they're like then just like rating it a few times instead of like a lot of times. So if you if you like rate it five and then one, that would like will eat in the middle, and that's not four point five. Automatically. Yeah. No. Can I can I um just to say I did warn Ronya that we do ramble a lot. Um, yeah, we haven't, we haven't rambled yet about Paul, uh, about a director just wanking off to his wife. So that that's a new one. <laughs> that's a plus. We haven't done that for oh twenty five minutes. Lovely. Just to quickly yeah. finish and revise on this, um, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter somehow got seven thousand one hundred and one reviews, which is doubled from Afterlife, and fucking quadrupled from Resident Evil One. How the fuck that happened? I've got no idea, and just for reference, Resident Evil Generation, uh, four and a half stars, of course it fucking is, and got uh-huh. 1,389 reviews, the least of the lot of them by far. Yeah, yeah finally people realised that it's like not worth watching, I think. The CGI films were done 2008, yeah. so it had been roughly about the same time as Extinction, I think, bordering on, which has about 3,000 reviews as well. So I, I want to say... That I think the CGI films right. It's so it it it's not going to be a surprise to literally anyone that listens to this. Is I think the CGI films are better than the live action ones, but that's because I'm a Resi fanboy. But they just they make more sense when you look at them like sequentially. Whereas. I'm not going to go into it. Just listen to the fucking previous episode where I ranked about fucking Resident Evil, the live-action one. Oh, yeah. On a bonus, I should say, uh, for one, this film doesn't start with a fucking background narrated by Mila Jovovich. Uh, yeah. Let's just be happy about fucking that. It start- Thanks, God, for that. I, or I would have done like another one of these for the podcast as well, and thanks, God, I did not have to. It's generic news, which is... Oh, fucking overdone in the zombie landscape since like it's not generic news yes, it it's is. telling you it's telling you the plot of what's going to happen basically who the it fuck needed to know who, who needed to know any of this 
That's one of the few grievances I've got with all three of these films. No one is going into this except fucking idiots like me and I'm sorry, but Ronya at this point. <laughs> no one's going into this with no knowledge of Resident Evil except us two morons. I mean, to be fair, they are like this one was um, prepared to be streamed in cinema, right? This one was so, released theatrically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I assume that they thought that people who just like zombie movies or maybe like voice actors also um, would actually go to the cinema without being like into the franchise a lot. I should. It was released theatrically and, in Japan. Yeah, exactly. So, it, yeah, they've got a far bigger um, animation boner than we do here. They, they love that stuff. Rightly so, they've got good animation studios, as opposed to us, who have fucking Illumination, and whoever the fuck made Norma the North. That's what we've got. We've got, like, they've got Totoro, we've got Minions. They, they deserve good okay. animation. I the Minions. The Minions are great, okay? Don't, don't fucking go there. I will. I will. Complete. If you say the minions are great again, I am going to take all the audio and I'm going to just transcribe some horrible shit for you to say during this review. Some <laughs> awful stuff that will get you fired. Doesn't have taste. That, that That's all we can agree on. Fucking terrible. Right, either way, talk, talking about terrible animation, I'm getting to uh, at the 30 minute mark. We'll jump into Degeneration. Sorry, I keep Damnation Degeneration. They really should have changed that. Um, yeah. It's really bad animation. It's it's fucking ugly as shit. Yeah. All, all the way through. Uh, not Can just we... because they look like paper mache that's been left in water for slightly too long. And they're, they're a little bit off. Um, I was looking through some reviews and stuff, going over what other people noticed, and someone mentioned, and I can't unsee it now, that Leon looks slightly Japanese. And mm-hmm. he fucking they does. They all look the same. They all look the same, and now it kind of like makes sense. They all look very anime which with the animation head does kind of make sense because because he usually does anime um yeah they, they look like you would try to like put cgi over an manga or anime their, their face shapes and everything it's just they all look so generic so generic european kind of like like but but still not and yeah it's, that's what puts me off in all of the three i think it gets better, like the the face gets better in the third one, um, but they still look all the same and generic. It's just like put another wig on them, and, and they are different people. <laughs> I think it looks substantially better by the second one. To be fair, the first one is yeah. just that bad. It's, yeah, there's no differentiation. They're like um, yeah, plastic anime I, I molds that you just shove wigs on and I, play with. I will. I will say the first time I ever watched uh, this one. It's a bit of a spoiler for the end. What Angela changes her hairstyle, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> that tells everything. Yeah, oh, she's generic as shit, though. She was so boring yeah. for the entire the, thing. The, the only reason I knew it was her is because they've had a beauty spot on her face for the entire thing, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's supposed to be her." Well, you just started oh. falling asleep again, and you went, "Oh, that must be Angela." I mean, outside of that as well, outside the people looking like complete shit. Um, the environments just looked like trash. This is a problem I have with all Resident Evil games as well, frankly. The first half of them are brilliant. I, I really love the setting, the style. The second game has this, you know, with the police station. It's really fun to go around. Spencer's Mansion in the first game. Um, 
not really a problem with the really new ones, the, the most recent two that look really interesting, and Resident Evil 4 that was all on, obviously, Los, um, Los Plagas, the Spanish island. But this, this thing, including the Alice films as well, weirdly enough, where they start in an interesting location for the first half of the film, or like 60% of the film, and then immediately go to Grey Research Lab. Every fucking Resident Evil media does this. It just okay. goes from fun, interesting, grey, boring research lab. I fun police station, grey research I... lab. Spencer's Mansion, grey research lab. Every I... fucking time. I will fight you. I <laughs> am I not? Am I wrong? Fucking, even the one game I'm, I properly... I'm a Resi fanboy. The game yes, I played properly all the way through, which is, um, I can't even remember the one, where with Claire, Claire Redfield and Steve. Uh, be, yeah. No. That's no, not Vendetta. That's what I was thinking in my head, but I know it's the film. Begins with a V, though, yeah. That has, Veronica. like, Veronica, yeah. Uh, interesting prison island, grey fucking research lab at the end. They're so boring. So fucking tedious to walk through these things. I want an interesting mansion or a fun outside, a fun police station. Or in the second film, my favourite part of any of these, an interesting kind of Eastern European rebel situation. That's fun to watch. I don't want a grey fucking research lab which all of these are. The problem with the first film, because it starts in an airport, which is grey and concrete and fucking boring, it then moves on to grey research lab. Jesus, I hate it. It would have been great to know the budget, though, which no one could find online. Because um, if they don't have, if you don't have that much budget for the animation, and just having generic, repeatedly um, backgrounds, or also, like, characters you can reuse easily makes more sense because you don't have the budget to um, do them all individually, um, as it would take more time to produce. So either if you are in a hurry to drop something out, or if you uh, don't have the budget uh, to pay the people for doing a lot of CGI work, then it does make sense that you use more generic. That's why some anime are awesome backgrounds and a lot of characters and some just like look like they have the same scene all over and all over again because it's just like production budgets and timing no, okay, yeah, I, so can that. I don't know how the situation was with that like maybe they were like oh fuck we need to drop this like soon or um and, and then kind of like ran out of time and we're like okay um we have to get this done i don't know maybe or they didn't have the budget um they wanted to have maybe we can Maybe it was all intentional, we don't know. Yeah, the timing we can get down is it'd be somewhere between the fourth and the fifth film, wherever the fourth film ended, um, and then to 2008. The fourth game, sorry, not the fourth film. Yeah. Whenever the fourth game ended, which I think that was released, what, 2006? I'm trying to think now, 2005? Based I on don't that, know, I don't like that one. Entirely off the graphics, like back in the day. Okay, yeah, so they had three years, which isn't much for an animation, to be fair to them. Yeah, yeah, that that is... Yeah, that I've had to have really like pushed on. It still looks like shit though. Um, another problem: the lip syncing. This isn't a problem with the fifth and sixth films. I say, I keep saying fifth and sixth. This isn't a problem with the the other two, but with this <laughs> film, it it's atrocious. The lip syncing in this is just it, it's just awful. I don't know how it is in the Japanese version. I'd have to exactly. I think you have it. to like yeah. Like maybe we should have uh, watched a, a tiny bit of it in Japanese as well, because if you produce something for a Japanese audience, 
primarily for a Japanese audience, the, the lips are of course different as you would for an uh, English uh, version. And if you just like, if you don't have that much budget again on the dubs, then of course they won't be that good. But it is still a failure on their part. It has to be mentioned. There are films out there. Um, I'll go back again to Studio Ghibli. Films like Howl's Moving Castle, where you have a dedicated team that not only uh, pick the words and the phrasing to use in the English language to get it as close to the actual lips as possible, but will also edit scenes shorter or longer to get it yeah, but as close as possible. You, you cannot compare Hayao Miyazaki's work to Resident Evil. I'm super sorry. I 100% <laughs> can, just, and I am going that, that, to. That's... That's another level of perfection. Look, this I'm is calling. the reference I've got for Japanese movie. animation. This is where I can come at it from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like that's like the highest I think you can go. That's... Like, uh, beat me on that. People might not like uh, Ghibli, but uh, I'm I'm a major fan. So yeah, um... it's that's the only shit in Japan I've actually watched and know vaguely. And that's that's where I'm going to compare. That's what I'm going to compare this to. As unfair as it is, I am like putting Mike Tyson against a fucking geriatric old woman. Mike Tyson against Stephen Hawking here, but that's the only reference points I've got, so it looks like Mike Tyson's kicking Stephen Hawking's face in. I've never watched Howl's Moving Castle or any of that. You've never watched any Ghibli film? Nope. And yet you've watched okay. all the Resident Evil films? <laughs> yeah. Me. I watched shit. I think we've... Like, why, the... why are we friends again? Because <laughs> I'm awesome. Fuck you. <laughs> Jumping in to the actual characters and everything. The first one we're properly introduced to is Curtis Miller, who I I don't think I'm wrong in saying he isn't part of any of the games at all, right? Nope. These are both new, so Angela Miller, a pointless, really boring character, is luckily never touched, never seen or heard from again. To borrow from early <laughs> vernacular. Uh, yeah, just abandoned, thank fuck. Curtis Miller, I think I, I described in my notes here, just looks like a tenacious D game villain. Is yeah. It, or, uh, um, when we when we watched it, you said that he looks like the main protagonist of Hatred, that game that got like blasted for being <laughs> super violent and like serial killery. Yeah. So I mean clearly he's a biochemist. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a doctor, of course. I swear to fuck that obviously related, okay, it's Miller, Angela Miller. You find out later in the film, and everyone in the Resident Evil franchise is fucking related, all of them. Have some mm -hmm. treat. I swear to God, they should like look through the BSA's membership and say, "Is your brother in any medical field?" Yeah, we're going to kill him then. I'm sorry, but we're going to fucking kill him because he's doing something with zombies. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking guaranteed. Is he a biochemist? Yep, he's getting murdered. I don't give a shit if he's saving cancer patients. He's doing something with the fucking T virus. To be fair, Angela Angela Miller isn't BSAA. She's just shit squat, uh, like a shit swat team member of. Seems of it. I mean, maybe at this point I should just go, do you have any knowledge of biochemistry yet? Or are you oh. fucking dying? Yeah. Just go down the list, one by one. These are all trash fucking people, every time. And he, yeah, he's just a miserable, mopey bastard throughout the entirety of it. A really boring fucking villain. And that's the other problem I've got with these films. The villains have got nothing on the villains from the game. Absolutely yeah. nothing at all on that the fun like Wesker had. Partly the reason why I don't like the villains in these is that that specific reason. They just they they're introduced to be killed. That's literally the entirety of the main villain's plot. In the third one, they try and make him seem sympathetic or just fucking crazy. I don't know, but 
in this one, they try and do the same. Do you remember when everyone was like, uh, I think I said this to Run, you were watching them. Do you remember when everyone was at the time where they were like, oh, we want like sympathetic villains, we want to sympathize with them and blah, blah, blah. I Just give me a villain that is being a dickhead. And he loves being a dickhead. That's that's it. That's being all I expect. Good at it and not being obvious at it. Like yeah. the thing, I, the problem I majorly have with the villains in all of these three movies is like you have the first scene, and the first scene is always shot directly, so you know that it's the villain. Like they they had a checklist probably. Like what what do we have to have? Oh yeah, dark background, evil voice. Uh huh. Check that. Like that. It's a reason like for generic, being evil villain yeah it's just generic villain like like out of a disney movie like yeah. so like every five year old knows oh that's the bad guy we have to kill in the end and this is not what's going to make a good plot you want to have like more twists and you want to be surprised by who actually is all behind that and that's not happening clearly in these movies and yeah that's that's kind that. of a bummer if you know who the villain is you want to have fun with it at the very least you want to go like albert wesker and go yeah he's gonna go over the top Fucking exactly, insanely yeah. evil, and we're just gonna have a campy fun all the way fucking through. These guys are miserable, mopey pricks all the way yeah. through all three films. They're yeah. so boring to watch. I, I, I compare them less to Resident Evil villains, and they're closer, nowhere near as fun, granted, but they're closer to Dead Rising psychopaths. It's just so one note. They've got this one yeah. gimmick that they're just throwing at them and going, Yep, yeah, you go ahead with that. You're gonna be a miserable, mopey prick who lost his family. Great. And you're just going to focus on that all the way through. You're going to be a person who wants to save your country, and that's all you are throughout the entire fucking thing. And you're going to be an arms dealer who wants to fuck his old wife as a zombie for some reason. Get a handy from a necrotic hand. Fair enough. We we go there later. That could have been interesting. But it was just... (laughs) Necrophilia could have been interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, one one other thing I should say about the graphics before we do go on about the CGI, Claire, um, Claire is probably the best looking of the lot. It, the only problem I have with her is the animation. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but she just looks gormless, like brain dead through certain moments when everyone else is explaining something and she's kind of the the layman. She's the audience's um, viewpoint. She mm-hmm. just looks like a moron. She's sucking fucking paint mouth breathing i think that's the um that we are basically missing facial expression yeah it's so bad with like doing any facial expression so if you just have a blank face yeah she just like looks retarded yeah pretty much she she looks like a window licker for half of this just uh... claire actually is just terribly used for the first film Pretty much every action scene, she's incapacitated, or for some reason doesn't have a gun. We'll get yeah. into that in a minute. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that. Uh, and she's a, a moron throughout all of this. She gets everything wrong constantly. I, I don't know who had something against Claire's character, who had it in for the bitch. I don't know if maybe like um, Alison fucked the director's wife at some point. I don't know why I went with wife, but yeah. Allison killed his <laughs> child at some point, but they fucking hate her character. And she, luckily, to be honest, doesn't turn up again to be butchered even further. Like, what, was she that stupid in Resident Evil 2? No. Or that useless? No, she, she's basically been trained by Chris in, like, combat and shit. So she's, she's like a 20-odd-year-old woman 
with the combat abilities of a fucking a boulder punching dick face. <laughs> um, and they were just like, you know what? In this film, we'll we'll have her like jump into very dangerous situations where she's very she's very clearly not defending herself against an oncoming zombie horde. But we'll get to that again. Yeah, I suppose let's start with after we get to Curtis, we're introduced to the other kind of um, villain, like mini villain, yeah, mini trio, like the three villains that are pushing along, and he's he's the third wimpy little bastard. He fulfills the role of pathetic prick that you enjoy punching down on, quite literally yep. in Claire's case, which is her best scene by far. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I've always wondered with these guys, with these fat balding pricks, who the hell voted them in. At the start, this is the senator. He's evil. He's just pure fucking evil. He wants to, yeah, like that, so, arrest so everyone in the airport. He's just a twat. Who the yeah, fuck that, voted him in? There's like a TV interview where they like they catch him off guard, and they're like, "Oh, what do you say to all these allegations about these people in India that have had this zombie virus put on them?" And he's he's like very clearly like. Well, maybe Halloween came earlier to India, maybe. And it's like, who the fuck, as a senator, who's like, right, that's going to be my, that's what I'm going to say on live TV to a fucking uh, reporter. Yeah, not even Trump would have been that stupid. Yeah. Uh, To be fair, he, Trump did say grab him by the pussy, so. Maybe it did try to nuke a hurricane. Maybe least, we, we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna we say expect uh, too much of a senator from the US. At least, at least Trump was occasionally funny, like nuke the hurricane. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Sweet one about him. That was pretty funny. In uh, blaring stupidity, uh, but that is I, I, pretty I would, amusing. Yeah. I would just say. He's <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine anyone voting this prick in. Not even like the southern states, anything like that. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to discriminate on that side. Southern states aren't all fucking racist. It's not uh, 1970 anymore. Did, did you know that Alabama, like their first black player, and um, which is lovely, in 1972, into the N- in the NFL, <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I can only imagine like some Alaskan village in the north that hasn't seen the sun in the last 30 fucking days voting this prick in. Like, seven of them that <laughs> fuck moose. The same people who voted in Sarah Palin. It's the only demographic in my head that this makes sense with. Yeah, he, he's just evil. Yeah. Unabashedly evil, which is he, refreshing. He's not even evil. He's just a dick. Yeah, he's pathetic. And you want him dead in the very first second. That's like, this, yeah, same with all of the other evil characters in, in, in this film. You you just want them dead in the first second. You see them. That's their whole purpose. So not mm-hmm. even catharsically want them dead. You don't love to hate them. You just hate them. Like Albert Wesker, I hate to reap on about him and kind of praise him up, but I did love to hate Albert Wesker throughout the entirety of it. From what I've seen for Resident Evil Village, we got all the new villains. And Resident Evil 7, you love to hate the villains. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. way through it. Um, the dad, Jack, he, he was fun for all that. He, he had it's like charisma to him. Same with everyone in the Resident Evil village. I've, I've seen all the villains in that harped on about that were great, except Miranda. But yeah, Demetrescu, everyone wants her to step on them. So they've yeah. got to have done something right. But I, mean, I, I can't see anyone who's made fucking fan art about this senator. <laughs> Rule 34, finally disproved by a fat fucking Oompa Loompa. He's missing the boobs, I think. That's the problem. Who'd have thought? Oh, he has tits. Just not the kind yeah, that you true. can actually do anything with. 
not squeezed into a corset. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the whining man baby for all of this, it just goes through the ringer, basically. Thank fuck. And eventually, yeah. about halfway through, he's just taken out the plot entirely. Which, again, thank God, he's just miserable to watch. Um, start introduced to a plane wherein someone's infected on it and he's not doing anything, no one else on the plane is doing anything. Am I wrong yeah. in saying that everyone does know Raccoon City was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. In this world, like in Resident Evil, the G-Virus and all of the other viruses coming from the G-Virus are a thing. So people, like in general, like should be aware of like kind of like zombie security regulations. I don't know. Like when there had been some major zombie fight attacks in some locations all over the world, like I think at least like at the airports, like that that's literally the first thing a country would do with something that can spread a disease or virus or anything. You shut down the airports and like or like at least put in some security measures to like thanks prevent COVID. spreading. Yeah, thanks COVID. <laughs> I mean, it did not work. Um, COVID, <laughs> like perfectly, but at least you put in the effort. Like, they did not put in the effort at all. Like, I think, like, all flight attendants on this flight should have been, like, trained in basic zombie care. <laughs> it should be a thing at this To be point. fair, I, I think that just means stab them in the head. Yeah, uh, or just, like, like, like lock them in the, in, in the fucking bathroom and shoot them. Or, I don't know, at least lock them up and not be like, Oh, are you okay, mister? Hmm, you do not look that well. Yeah, yeah like, no Wait, shit. When someone passes you a note with a crinkly black hand, you're like, okay, that like there's a white guy with blonde hair and he's got like a necrotized black hand and he passes you a note. I think you'd be like, I'm not gonna touch you. Yeah, also, like... do you mind jumping out of the airlock? Or a very simple, this is America, here's the Sky Marshal, he has a gun. Just want to introduce you to for no reason really. Yeah. Just stand in front of this door, please. But yeah, apparently uh, a zombie security is, is not a thing there. They are not uh, quarantining uh, any I mean, zombified people. To, to be perfectly this fair, time. to be perfectly fair, they do the exact same trick in Resident Evil 6. They infect an entire plane for some zombies. How does this work? How does this continuously work? This It, it just baffles me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not being fair. They did this a lot, actually, in the first film, where they don't show anything on screen because it's, it's fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, actually, no, no, it is believable because the stuff you see on screen paints everyone in this universe to be functionally retarded. Yeah. Everyone, bar Leon, pretty much. I mean, we've already established Claire's a fucking window licker. And Angela is worse, far worse than that. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I will say... Uh, so it's a bit further into the film, but like Leon, Leon arrives. It's like, oh, we've all we we've got in a specialist to deal with this fucking bullshit. Um, and he's like, right, I'm taking two members of this special tactics team that that know how to use guns and whatnot. I'm I'm a specialist at dealing with zombies. Listen to my information. Don't just do what you usually do because you're going to die. And instead of going, oh, yeah, we'll listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. They were like, yeah, I guess we'll empty a clip into a room full of them and kill no zombies. 
Yeah, I will, I will touch on that later. That I think that's what really grinds my fucking gears about this film and what I liked about the fifth one. The fifth one, fuck me. The second one. I don't know why I'm going four, five, six. The, the second one, tiny petty grievance I've got against most films, frankly, with Special Forces, but yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Quickly jumping through, though. So everything's kind of kicked off. Claire ends up in an airport. I Did I ever establish exactly where it is? And I watched this twice, and first thing I thought, oh, it's India, because she's got um, a limo driver who's clearly Indian with her niece. Right. But then I'm pretty so... sure it's America. Yeah, it's in America, but they're flying from India, or Claire had just come from India to America. Right, I get that. Okay, perfect. Established, fine. It was with the protests and everything, I was slightly put off, but I thought, oh, maybe they're flying them in. That doesn't make much sense, <laughs> but now, yeah, now, now I've kind of got, they look like fucking hippies, no one's going to fly these pricks in. Hmm. And they're useless, frankly. Uh, what kind of got me as well was in India, I could almost imagine you could get away with doing this. In America, if you went up to a centre in a zombie mask, you'd be shot in the face. In like yeah. seconds. No, no like... Okay. Go ahead. Silence. Please, go ahead. someone, go ahead. Okay. So, knowing the fact that Raccoon City was a, a public thing and zombies are a matter of fact at this point, walking up to a senator in a zombie mask will absolutely, absolutely get you shot in the head. And then there'll be no repercussions because if you dress like a fucking zombie and try and attack a senator or come at a senator in, in some kind of mocking whatever that was, you've got no one to blame when you get shot in the head except for yourself. I don't think you even need that zombie side. It's just post 9-11 America. You'll be shot. <laughs> that, that, that's what I wanted to say as well. Like security measures in airports, they are pretty high. Like, you cannot even, like, have your fluids on a plane. Like, why would anyone with a mask covering his full face be allowed to just, like, walk around there? Like, people would have stopped them right at the beginning, like, right at the entrance. Security would have been like, hey, put down that mask. It's not allowed here. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to make the same. I don't think that they would, like, immediately been shot, like, if he entered the, the airport like that. But he would have been stopped. He would have been addressed. And then, like, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to make it sound anti-American or anything. I, I, I wouldn't judge them if they did shoot them in the face. <laughs> Straight up. Like, if once they put on the mask and went up to the senator, if they shot them in the head, I'd go, yeah, fair enough. That's that's exactly what should happen. You're a moron. You're d- or at least shoot him in the leg. Like, <laughs> at least make him stop before oh, he's, like, uh, I don't know, two feet apart from you. That's it. No, fuck it. I'll go over it now. Right? Special forces in God knows how many films. It just pisses me off. Are portrayed like such pussies. In everything. There's a twofold problem. One, they're portrayed as incompetent half the time. They can't shoot for shit. They can't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Which in this film is to the nth degree with half of the... Um, obviously, clearly Special Forces, because they're going in as just two. So they're not part of a mm-hmm. squad or anything like that. And they've got... This is going to sound really fucking bad. They've got morals. To an extent, like they won't shoot to kill. Special Forces shoot to kill. They will just murder you. Immediately, the best of the best will just kill you, straight up. There's no doubt about it. The Israelis, um, our guys, the SAS, the SAS actually quite interesting. Back in form during World War Two, they were cunts. I don't, I don't mean to say that harsh, but they, they were built of rebellious, anti-authority arseholes. Uh, like half of them got promoted to sergeant and then got pushed all the way back down to private because they were so belligerent. 
all the way through their careers. These aren't nice people. And that's why they're special forces. They're rebellious, shoot first, ask questions later kind of people. But in no films are they portrayed this way. In fucking none of them. And granted, it might be a bit more boring, but like the gonko fuckers like Greg. <laughs> Greg! Just don't work in this archetype whatsoever. And Angela's even worse. Like she'd have been... S- taken in and spat out of any training course for any like SEALs operative function she'd have not got anywhere close to the level she's at now and rightly so she's useless has to be the petty woman yeah apparently this is a very stereotypical uh, movie with very outdated portraits of uh, gender so we have to have that. I think everything outside of the fifth, uh, fifth fuck me, second film, uh, Damnation, doesn't do a good job writing women at all. Mm-hmm. The, the sixth, Jesus. The third film's terrible for it. Vendetta has <laughs> awful fucking female writing. Yeah. This, this film's pretty bad as well. Um, Vendetta, yeah. Vendetta's atrocious. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but in this film... Uh, the women are kind of it, it's really fucked up to say but they're really meek like uh, right so plane crash sorry get back to the plot plane crashes into the airport fucking loads of zombies fall out of the airplane start p- attacking people all that shit everything goes haywire the senator's like oh please over come get me and then, um, basically, Leon flies in on a helicopter and he's like, fucking shoot them in the head. They're zombies. They're generic zombies. Like every other fucking zombie film that you've ever seen, shoot them in the head. That's it. So they all go, hey, no, stop. Stop, stop resisting arrest. Sorry, this is the uh, Angela at this point. Stop resisting arrest. I'm going to shoot you in the knee if you keep coming further. Then she shoots them in the knee and she's like, oh my god, why did that not kill it? If, like, if you shot me in the knee, I'd be like, ow, fuck, but I'd still fucking want to stab you. You just shot me in the knee. But she's like, yes, so everyone's a fucking moron. Um, including Greg, because Greg just walks into a room. Greg's an idiot. Greg's yeah, like, Greg walked I should say, what one piece of idiocy I did quite like. There's a scene where basically news reporters being filmed, um, mm-hmm. and the camera guy, Eddie, runs away, and you see the camera going around, and she responds with, Eddie, why'd you stop rolling? And then immediately gets eaten. And I just mm-hmm. love the fact that Eddie didn't decide to go run. He went, nah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck you. I, I, I and watched, just I ran away. Out. Yeah, she's film. She's obviously, she's a reporter. She's filming because she knows that zombies are attacking. If your cameraman drops a camera and runs away, you must assume that there's a zombie right behind you. So don't turn around and look. Just run and deal with that bullshit later. You see, I think so, but her cameraman hated her enough not to let her know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she is just that thick. Oh, well, I mean, she's a woman in this film, so... (laughs) Yeah, the the, the chances of being intelligent as a woman in this uh, franchise film... uh... CGI uh, universe, uh, are pretty low. So, um, yeah. Also, like talking about women, like why is Angela allowed to wear earrings? That's what bothered me through the whole <laughs> fucking movie. Like she, she's supposed to be a soldier, 
you you're not wearing long earrings as a soldier like that that's a safety regulation like come on you know what at this point in horror i'll just take the fact she's not wearing high heels as a win for everyone yeah, out there that's true. i'll just, I'll just that's go on true. that okay you're fair <laughs> yeah the, the whole um plane crashes in everything goes to shit obviously and that's when we get introduced to the other group which is where angela greg and uh, Leon come into it. Fucking Greg. Greg, I, I don't... Actually, no. Fuck, fuck Greg's. Greg's a terrible name. No one should shout Greg out in desperation. It's awful. And he wants someone like Paul or Vinny. Any of that shit. It just sounds terrible. It's like Aaron, Alec. Alex, you can shout in protest. You can put energy and effort into. Greg, you fucking can't. Greg's what I shout out when I've got fucking cold sausage rolls coming in. <laughs> That's exasperation. That's the most energy I can put into Greg. Mild annoyance. Oh, Greg's. Yeah, fucking exactly. Who shouts Greg out? Yeah, anyway. The two groups set up. So we've got Rani, who's a small um, girl who's the niece of the uh, Indian um, chauffeur that was taking Claire around. You've got Senator, and you've got a airport uh, attendant because the senator's secretary and all of his special forces staff just left him alone, which yeah, I don't blame yeah. any of them. His, his, his bodyguard died, and his secretary ran off because fuck staying with that guy Yeah, when there's zombies attacking. If you can run faster than the fat senator, you're probably safe. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that should be hard because look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, yeah, running is a bad word. Twat. I think twaddle or tweedle. Tweedle along what? sounds right in my head. Waddle. 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 Waddle, waddle, waddle. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Yeah, and so we get introduced as well to Leon with special agents Dipshit and Dingus, who have to yeah. pretty much be model mommy coddled throughout the entirety yeah. of this thing. So Leon turns up, literally opens the tent, like opens the tent flaps, like, hey, you're good. you guys are special forces? Yeah, I don't need all of you. I'll take you two. Um, and then that's it. And um, basically, his idea was like, the more of us that are in there, the more people they have a chance to grab onto. Misfires can happen, and you don't want to have to shoot your own friends in the face because they've just been bitten, turned into a zombie. No, which and is then... it's sound reasoning because when we went to Afghanistan, um, sergeants went around and said, "Well, I only really want two of you in case more of you die." That's that's how we uh, did things there. In, in case the terrorists kill all eight of us, we're only going to go out with two on the patrol. That's that's how we did things. Um, same like, same with Vietnam, World War Two, World War One. Famously, okay. there's only about three people per trench because the general so, uh, said, "Well, more of us might die, so I, we should I only take three. I want to point out that open warfare is different to biochemical, like biological. Oh. Bullshit! If this was actual chemicals coming down with gas and fucking stuff coming in, then I'd get you'd have a point. But it's zombies. The more people you have to shoot the zombies, the better off you fucking are. No one in Shaun of the well, Dead went, oh, more no. of us are dead. Thank fuck. That's a good thing. More of us died. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about him turning and killing me now. Great. My mum's dead. That's good. That's one less person I have to worry about. No one fucking does that. if you... But if we then again like just take the two people, I mean, I can I get I get Steph's point that you don't want to have like the full team like turned and no one left, um, so you might want to stagger them. But then why? 
I, I, I never understand why the main character just goes in with like a just like normal firearm. And I don't know where he stuffs the other magazines for that because he apparently has like a thousands of shots with it. Um, why doesn't he take a machine gun or something as well? Because you can clearly shoot more if you're like as he's portrayed the perfect uh, okay. shooter. Then you can just shoot more than one. Well, I, I will... He only found handgun ammo, unfortunately. It's the early part of the film, so he didn't find any um, machine gun ammo. He's just again, again, I'm a Resi fanboy, so I will explain. If you my genuinely reason. say that he only found handgun ammo, I'm going to strangle you. I want you to know no. that now. No, no. If you've got a fully automatic weapon, when all you need is a headshot, it's a waste of bullets. You have a shotgun. Do you know how difficult it is? But how many, how many rounds do you time. have in like a normal firearm? Like what was it, 15, 20? I, where's the additional ones? I mean, right. that looked like a, a standard like M1911. So you're doing like eight rounds, one in the chamber. Nothing. Worse. Yeah, it's nothing. Right. right. Also, again, it's easier to carry a multiple very like version like multiple magazines for a pistol. Where does he store them in his very tight I, I, pants? Again, though? I don't know. But <laughs> to take a pistol into that kind of situation isn't a bad thing. You're in a in a, 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 a an airport kind of thing, uh, an airport terminal, but everywhere's crowded with zombies. Do you want to be holding a gun? That take is like two foot long, and takes a while for you to aim it. Or would you rather pull out a pistol and very quickly aim it? Okay, different question. During um, attacks uh, into buildings by special forces in the real world, what do they use? Shotgun. Yeah, they use shotguns. They use rifles. They don't use pistols. No one fucking uses pi pistols. Worthless compared again, to everything I, else. Not... Okay, again, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Saying this is a normal fucking. This is an animated film. This is a game. It's like yeah, a if game. it was That's a game, you... I would not yeah. argue against it because okay. in a game you would just be walking around and like collecting your magazines, like you do in games. Like, oh, yeah. I'm running out okay. of ammo, so I need to find something. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay with that. But you know what? We'll, film, we'll go to something we can agree on. Yeah, we'll go to something we can agree on at least before we go around in circles. And um, why is he carrying two pistols? <laughs> There's, there's... Why is he, he can actually one shoot two then... pistols. In okay. 6, he, he, he doesn't does shoot pistols. two pistols in this, though. And he doesn't yeah, give it to anyone either. Can. Also, he... yeah, but why then doesn't he, like, give the pistol to someone else, like, right from right. the beginning? Why does he only hand it over when it's, this like, is... a dramatical moment? This is something I wanted to talk about, but you guys just carried on talking. Okay, sorry. This is, this is something we can sit and agree on there. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to bring us back right. together. As friends. So, Claire, on. In, 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 when they all meet up, when Leon finally takes the dickhead SWAT or the special forces down into to rescue the, the fuckhead senator and Claire and everything, he, he actively goes, she's one of the very rare people that survived Raccoon City, and he knows that she can fire a fucking gun. He could have easily just gone, here you go, I've got a spare. That would be nice for you to have. But instead, he waits till he's getting attacked by a zombie literally on him. 
He throws it to Claire, who's surrounded by them at this point, and then he pulls out his second one. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it is literally just supposed to be for suspense in oh. the 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 film, but it's a fucking stupid plan. You missed out the worst part, the though. You missed out the worst part just after that. And I'll let you oh, say yeah. it. Oh, she gives the gun back? Yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. why? I, do that. I, I don't know. Maybe um, she ran out of magazines because she doesn't have them tucked in her tight pants. Yeah, but, she, you know, every RPG character has their ass somewhere. That's, that's how the guy got the zombie mask past at airport security, stuffed it up in his RPG arse pocket. Again, just 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 a thing. In games, if if you're going to like a country, you wouldn't just take a handgun. If you're like going to rescue the fucking president's daughter or whatnot, like what for is, you wouldn't just take a pistol. I mean, just I would saying. give this film so much credit if Leon just like grabbed an RPG out of his ass, started firing it randomly. Yeah. Or just stood there with a knife, just slowly swatting away, then stepping backwards a little, swatting more, <laughs> stepping backwards. Getting actually a sword. Yeah, just would have cl- even had made more sense. Be <laughs> great, Claire. Looking over, what the fuck are you doing, Leon? Oh, I'm sparing ammo in case there's a boss coming up. Just really fuck with it. Um, okay. So yeah, I've gone through most of the airport attacks, to be fair. So a couple other things. Um, Gary dies. Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg, I should say. I've put Gary and Greg. Gary, <laughs> Gary's a better fucking name than Greg. I'd prefer to Gary. Yeah, Gary, Gary's better. Uh, Leon punches Gary and... Gary. Greg in the gut at one point as well, for some reason. Just elbows the prick straight up as they run past. Right. Again, because it's me, um, fucking Angela runs off thinking she's going to go save the day, even though he's told her that pretty much the entire uh, entire airport's full of zombies. Um, she runs off like, I'm going to go save people. Like, Leon's like, yeah, don't do that, you fucking idiot. Stay with the group. You've played D&D before. Don't fuck with it. Um... And Greg, like, tries to hold him back. And then Leon's like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. So let's, like, fucking sucker punch him and wind him. And then fucks off. Angela. Fair enough. I reverse what I said then. Angela's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's even better. I can rag on a woman instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Makes it a lot easier on my side. A lot more believable. I'd just like to add in like three or four phases. I'll get cancelled over yeah. later in the day. I mean, there's a woman in this call and she's probably really angry at this so, point. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'll add I'm it. just boiling oh. in rage and at some point it will like uh, over the rim and then it yeah. will explode. No, yeah, but you see what I'm going to do? I'm going to edit my part out and just make her look like an angry woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Just reinforce everything. <laughs> Helping oh, misogyny no. one review at a time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> with all that uh, gut punched. Um, special forces fail to kill anything. She's on the first airport. All these grey buildings. And one thing I fucking hate. So generic. That violin. You'll you'll know it if you've watched any horror films going. Any film, frankly. It's that... 
just slowly rises up and up and up. I don't know where it started. It needs to end now. It, it's still happening. And it, it's always in shit films. Clearly, it's public domain. I know it was in the Babadook. Someone mentioned it, and it it, yeah. it is everywhere. This fucking thing. It's an insidious. Can it's a conjuring. Download it from SoundCloud or something. Oh, hundred percent. I bet you it's on the front page. I guarantee you, if you type in horror violin, that's the first thing that comes up. If you type it into YouTube, I bet you've any money. That's the first fucking result that you're going to get if you type in horror violin. It's the most generic shit ever. It needs to stop. Just now, please. Thankfully, again, doesn't actually come up in the uh, second or third film. And the second film's a lot more horror than uh, this one. In fact, the, mm-hmm. the third film's a lot more horror than this one. Yep. But, like, the first 20 minutes, at least, of both. A lot better as well. Who'd have funk? Horror survival, if you do actual horror, it makes for a better film. Who'd have guessed? Um, we also get introduced to the Umbrella of Doom. Uh, the Umbrella Umbrella. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's, that's one of the... For like... everyone liking the games, everyone must cheer now at this moment. Yeah, I, I do get the kind of... Um, I know what that is. I know what it is. The kind of Palpatine in Star Wars 9. Just generic fanboys clapping their hands. Member berries. I remember that. I know what that is. I clapped because I knew what it was. Clap, clap. I I wouldn't even mind, but she brings it up in in the actual film. She's like, well, can you see the irony in this? It's like, yeah, you're holding an umbrella with the umbrella symbol on top. It's Yes, it's very on the nose. No one gives a shit. Move on. You know, I do like the idea of, though, that presumes then that Albert Wesker has been in several meetings where they're asking um, like the R&D division, okay so how do we franchise this? How do we franchise Umbrella? <laughs> we have an Umbrella. I mean they kind of made them, to be fair they would make a lot of money with that. Do we do thimbles? Should we get thimbles and pencils maybe? T-shirts? Like with, little, <gasps> with these little jiggly zombies on top of the pencils? Like the pencils like in, in the Umbrella uh, company um uh, colors, and then you have like the the brand logo imprinted on it, and on on top you have like a little jingly zombie. It would sell. I can tell. Oh, even better, like Albert Wesker face masks. <laughs> Shit, you're getting pound land. <laughs> yeah, but you need douchebags, douchebag sunglasses as well. I don't know. Yeah, they look like shit. Those things. You just take a picture of the guy in the front, and then just print it out onto an awful fucking. Yeah. Piece of card. Yeah. Sure, those out umbrella greetings cards. No wonder Albert went fucking mental. He is egotistic enough as well to do all yeah. this kind of shit. Um, right. Uh, with all this, yeah, they meet up Claire and Leon. Uh, Greg dies. He gets bit, and he decides to stay behind. I think, if I remember rightly, he gets off three volleys of shots, and then he's yeah. killed. He thro- he fires. Basically nine rounds, so it's like the, the, the burst fire. He fires nine rounds, and then it goes quiet for like two seconds, and you're like, yeah, okay, Greg's dead. <laughs> what a useless shit. Yeah. Like, start walking backwards. Yeah. But like, aren't they supposed to be like, yeah, okay, we had this discussion already. He's supposed to be like trained on killing people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his job, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think just, I, just putting this out there again. Any of us three could have done a better job there. Just walking backwards, fire, walk backwards, fire. This video Never games in my life hold a gun, and I swear to God I would have done a better job. 
fucking easily. This this guy is. I mean, fair. He balances out the gender dynamic at least. He's he's, <laughs> he's the worst fucking person in all of these. We we have to. Okay, it's now women and NPC. <laughs> <laughs> and with this, yeah, we get the whole Claire and Leon gun thing, which is just stupid. But that all happens. It's at a point as well where um, basically Senator Palpatine's creepy fucking uncle starts running off. Uh, to try to save yeah. his own skin, charging off, pushes the little girl away, which is kind of funny in how evil it is. That's that's quite blatant. I, I can appreciate that. And Claire decides to shield the little girl, not by like grabbing her and running, no. She decides to actually physically uh, put her back to the zombies and just hold around, waiting for death. Because uh, yeah. that's what Survivor of Reckon City would do. Yep, sorry. Didn't, wasn't just, like, like... sacrifice myself to just like... Um... Why why can't we have just a little girl die when we can can have like the main character and the little girl die? That's basically what she's up to. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Sherry, um, or Sh- Sherry, yeah, no, I was about to say Shirley. Sherry was in Resident Evil Two, right? Sherry Birkin. Sherry Birkin, yeah, yeah, yeah. And presumably, I know there's an A and B scenario, so Claire would meet Sherry Birkin in one of the scenarios. Oh, so or is it literally they're... just Leon that meets her? No, it's Claire that meets her. It's Claire that meets Sherry, and in Leon's scenarios, he meets Ada. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm presuming Claire has to slightly protect Sherry through that. Yeah, basically, the entire game is like a, a like, okay, I I guess I'll be protecting Sherry Birkin through this with my pistol. And a grenade launcher and like a Mac ten fucking SMG. But in this, she's just like you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have my back towards all the bad people. Her, the little kid's face will be facing them, so she'll she'll get to watch me be eaten alive. And then she'll be eaten alive. Maximum. And bear in mind trauma. again, trained trained in combat by a special tactics and rescue member fuck, or, or one of the lead members of that that whole fucking special team but whatever fine, I'll, I'll just hold my back to him. Yeah, she gets the gun manages to push out of it the, the writer really must just hate Claire vehemently throughout all of this. I, I, I imagine it was, oh we need some tension but we need the woman to be able to save herself when she has a gun. So that's when they're like, oh, we'll throw the pistol. Leon will throw the pistol. She'll grab it midair while doing a fucking round of house kick to a zombie. And then she'll like sequentially like headshot every zombie within like a 10 foot radius. You are that skilled. Why didn't she have a gun from the beginning? Like, exactly. If I'd be that, if I'd be Claire, and I like know that I can like fuck up people, shoot them clearly in the head with a single shot without aiming properly, like I'm basically goddess at this point. I'd be going up to Leon in the very first second we met and like, hey, do you have a spare gun? Or like to any of the other soldiers because yeah. to be fair, they might just have a spare weapon. I mean, Frankie, fuck um, Leon, just grab one of the guns that were dropped by the uh, guards exactly, of the senator. Exactly, like the the, the soon to be zombie fight. Like, just get one of them. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like being like the helpless, cutesy little woman. 
Like 90% of the show and then just like have a little shiny moment before it's taken away from Leon again because you can't have too much women. Oh no. The only thing that I can think is the reason she doesn't have a weapon is because she did her fighting in Raccoon City and she was like, okay, did that shit, didn't really enjoy it. Oh, so... Definitely, like she doesn't She's have in... to have a gun like going to the airport. Like she was about to have yeah. like a simple life and like like everything's fine. Like I totally get that. I I don't like want her to be like fully armed going into this, but as soon as there's like a zombie attack and you're like from Raccoon City and you've gone through all of this already before and you're apparently capable AF Hey, that's something to arm yourself with. Uh-huh. Uh, again, I'm I'm with you on this. I'm just trying to I'm trying to justify to some, yeah. Just, yeah. So the, the, that's they bring it up later in in the actual film. Like uh, Leon and Chris took like fighting roles. <laughs> they they actively go out and look for like infections and viruses, outbreaks and shit like that. And they do what they can to kill as much of the infected before someone else gets hurt. That's that's what they do. Whereas she works with a corporation that is against bioterrorism and they work as like a anyone that's in like a biochemical field, they root through everything that that business does and fucking puts it into the spotlight. Like, hey, well, look at these dickheads. They're making like biochemical weapons that fucking like melt the skin off your dick and whatever. So she actively goes right i'm not doing fighting anymore and when she's in that scenario obviously she she's she's more than welcome no she more than happily goes hey if i'm the only person there to defend us i will do it that's why she's got the umbrella umbrella to go rescue that fucking douchebag's secretary but once the professionals show up like the the people that actually can there are and... no many left like literally they're in a situation where basically like what do we have two people left at this point three people you don't have many left no. and, and it's about like you're being flooded with zombies i think like instinct kicks in and you just want to survive this and yeah i think i get where steph's coming from and i think if i was gonna do that um and spoiler alert for co veronica let's skip a minute if you play the game steve burnside mm dies in Co-Veronica. That's how I'd do it. She has to kill him. If I was mm-hmm. going to do it, I'd sell up like, PTSD from that. Yeah. And she doesn't want to touch a gun again. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah I'd, I'd... But I'd mention that specifically. And say, so, yeah, this yeah, is I'd, why. I'd, I'd, I'd at least explain it in the film that it happens in. Because yeah. I'm, I'm only going off things that like happen in canon from like... This is like if you play fucking Resident Evil like religiously, like some people do, that's how they can explain Death. it. But if if it's yeah, me. Um, <laughs> but if you go into this film blind, again, you'll have the reactions that you two do. That like, if she's this person that survived this really horrible thing, why wouldn't they? That's the problem. The, it's a film at the end of the day, and they need to do it in the film. For people, yeah. um, they they can't just make it for fans of the game. Frankly, because it's not viable to do mm-hmm. that. It costs too much uh, to just it's... make it for 
people who play the game everyone knows that like the audience percentage of people who play games and watch films fucking completely different mm-hmm. and they aren't going to go out of the way to just watch shit just because it has the resident evil logo stamped on it look at resident evil fucking six if you look at the last of us show that's out now everyone and their fucking sister is going like yeah yeah fucking this this was great i've never played the game but this is great it's if anything it's better than the game you've probably oh. never played the game yeah what? no i, I okay <laughs> i'll very <laughs> very like quickly like t- yeah i have seen it 10 seconds okay. very quickly give an opinion on that and i'm, I'm gonna be watching the rest and um, the world design's amazing the actors are really good mm. everyone's perfectly fucking cast possibly with the exception of Elliot, i'll have to see more on that uh but pedro pascal is the best choice i could think of for joel and he's doing an amazing job all the way through it um except for the texan accent that's a bit here yeah. I'll live with that. It, it's <laughs> so close to the game so that I couldn't give a shit to watch mm-hmm. most of it. When I say close to the games, you haven't played the games. Um, I'm not saying that it takes some of the similar plot points, some similar rooms here and there. No, it straight up just takes most of the dialogue and the scenes from the oh. games and directly, directly fucking transposes it into the film. Like shot for That's shot, great. half of it. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Because I can just play the game again. Why would I want to sit through a film of the same thing I played? Because if it wouldn't be the same, people would be complaining that it's not like the game. And those people are morons. Because they can just play the game again. That's why I hate remasters. Remasters are pointless. Fuck remasters. I mean, I'm a person who happily still touches Baldur's Gate. Back in the day where I have no memory for a game I tried to get running from 1995 and failed on my own computers. That's that's a story for another day, but I'll happily go through that shit. I don't care about the graphic quality, um, and then with someone like The Last of Us, you shouldn't really care anyway, because it's all about the story, regardless. And so why would I want to watch it again when I've got it available already? Yeah, that, that's. I'm not going to go into any more of The Last of Us. It's a good show. I would recommend it to anyone, especially if you haven't played the games. Definitely watch it. Um, but just for the acting alone, it's worth watching, even if you have played the games. It's a disappointment more than anything. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I'm going into that. If you've got something you need to say about it quickly, to be fair, go ahead. My my point was, if if you're going from a, if so, if you're trying to translate a game into a film, you need to make it like slightly different or more accessible for people that are coming into it blind, and the people that are coming into it from a game, just so you're not going through the same beats as what you've already played through, like. Oh, there's a shocking twist where Albert Wesker's alive. Like in a game, that's really fucking good. It's like, oh shit! I, I, th- what, what the fuck happened to him last time? Oh, fucking like, bleh. But if you have it in a film, it's uh, and you've already played through it, it's like, oh, yeah, there he is. What's happening? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even worse, and on that basis, for people who haven't played the games, when you're saying, oh, Albert Wesker's alive again. You know, who the fuck's Albert Wesker? It feels like you're watching the uh, Alice films where everything changes every single film. And you're sorry, what happened? What's going on? Eh. Right. Just as these plot points and contrivances are shoved in yeah, from the it... game. So Albert Wesker in the games is like a really background character. So until like five. Yeah. Like he shows up, does a bit of like, bear, uh, like uh, conniving bullshit and then disappears. But in the fe- in the live action films, it's like, oh, we shot him in the face with a shotgun. He's alive. 
Yeah, it's all a balancing act to work yeah. out. And um, I, I don't need to re- no, no, fair enough. I don't need to reiterate that the film's completely failed. Yeah, to manage that. So back to the CGI films. Yeah, that's the CGI <laughs> ones. Uh, so yeah, pretty much that that goes through the first act more or less. I think it's about thirty minutes in to the yeah. end of the airport. Rough. I'm taking roughly speaking. It's about ninety minutes the whole film. Uh, and then we get into the second act where they get out. They're in army camps and talking, and it's the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. The second act is miserable. Just thirty yeah. minutes where the pacing goes from action, action, action to nothing. Thirty minutes. I think they minutes. tried to do story points and they did try to get some depth into the characters, but they just miserably failed. Like for example, Angela, it's just yeah, you don't care enough about her. They are not very good in portraying her whole story. So yeah, so. You're supposed bit, to click with the characters, but you don't at this a bit, point. A bit of like the second act is like going over shit that's happened since Raccoon City. If people hadn't paid attention to the games, it's like they're gonna miss out any other. It's been five years since that happened. Fucking people are moving on because fucking obviously, um, probably going to fucking therapy meetings for their PTSD of almost being fucking eaten multiple times and being chased by a fucking Mr. X. Um, and then the nothing character that is Angela Milat. I fucking love the voice actor, fine. But she's a nothing character in this. And she's like, oh, you mean Curtis Miller? That That's my brother. His family was also killed in Raccoon City. It's like, uh, I do like that everyone turned around just completely unsurprised, pretty much going, yeah, we knew he was related to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Fully aware of that. Every, everyone's As related to someone in this, so it's fine. Um, they should just, like, reconsider some sort of bloodlines, I think, at this point. As far as, like, Game of Thrones, houses and umbrella at this point resonate yeah. even with proper dynasties going on that just need to be purged yeah. outright. I mean, or to be fair, just get get the good ones to keep breeding. <laughs> it's so really bad. Just force <laughs> force Claire to have children. Force Chris to just have as many kids as possible. Just get some of the good ones out there. I mean, you Train get, them you, how to punch boulders. Yeah, you yeah. get a couple of evil kids, but for some reason, like genetically, some lines are angels, some lines are fucking evil. Mm. I, I, I think actually Albert and Alex, they're genetically um, engineered to be evil. Which you find out at some point. I think I was reading yeah. um, while yeah. looking at Alice, Alex. Yeah. So I, I don't know enough to properly delve into that, but there's a question for them at least. But for Chris and Claire, there's never really anything said except Chris is a god who can punch boulders. Yeah. And with this, Angelo Curtis. Curtis is. His family were killed in Raccoon City and he wasn't allowed in. Uh, just generic. Relatable, um, fucking empathetic villain backstory bullshit, and he went insane and does stuff that's so stupid, such with such a logic leap that you lose any sympathy you might have ever had for the guy. Not that you mm-hmm. had any to begin with. Is it such a generic fucking yeah. anime style villain? Is his plan? And correct me if I'm wrong. His plan is to infect himself with the G virus and kill a load of people. To show how evil the US is for infecting with the G virus. Right. No. His plan 
is to sell the G virus to a terrorist so he can infect people and show the world how horrible the US is. And then third bad guy who's a douchebag British evil smarmy prick that we haven't mentioned yet because he doesn't really do anything. He blows up the building that Curtis is in and because Curtis gets hurt he's like well I guess I need to infect myself so there's an infection here boys and then hopefully someone films me. I'll be honest he seemed alright through most of that. He didn't seem that hurt. Like he was yeah, walking about, all right. He was yeah. uh, talking. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he could have walked it off. To be fair, yeah, at that, that moment, yeah, I, mean, I know this is a lot later, but yeah, I think he could have been fine. I think everyone in that building was fine, even though there was a there was a large explosion. But uh, Claire has a piece of glass stuck in her leg, like a very tiny piece of glass mm-hmm. stuck in her leg, and that cripples her for the rest of the film. Somehow um, she's the most injured of anyone mm-hmm. in that building. Yeah, Curtis is literally the bum goes off like twenty feet behind his back and he's fine. Um I did see that there was a shitload of uh, I think the second time watching it this week, um I saw that there was a shitload of scientists in the in the building. God knows what happened to them. I assume they're all fine because the bum fucking hurt no one else. So. Except unless they're women, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the women they have unless to be you're clear because <laughs> then you're apparently not hit by a, a bomb. It's just stopping two centimeters away from your body. Yeah, so that's how it goes so, because you're a PC. Yeah. The, the the floor had fallen away or had been blown away, like literally to the point where she's lying on the floor. So it's, it's, yeah. Except for, the glass. except for the glass that's sticking out of her leg, she's fine. Yeah. She's that's just amazing. fell over, maybe. Can I just say how I appreciate that we've skipped over the second act just entirely? Yeah, nothing <laughs> happens. It's fine. Yeah, you know, I'm going to very briefly, like, yeah. Curtis's house is on fire. Leon and Angela bond over that and later decide to date, I think. Um, sort of, it's implied, and then she's never seen or heard from again. Because yeah. Ada's, I mean, look at Ada. That's yeah. why mm-hmm. she's just just Ada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then nothing really happens. Claire goes for tea with the evil pharmacy rep. He, he's got a fucking British accent. I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Again, he, he's also fucking tedious. Claire's a moron as well. That's reinforced during this as the pharmacy rep. Uh, proceeds to tell her that there's a time bomb that he's found on level four that he implies he's right next to. Surprise, surprise. And then he blows up, uh, presumably from Claire's perspective, like eight seconds later. She finds out he survived. And then in my head, I was going, all oh, right, well, this is where she puts two and two together and says, oh, he must be the villain. He was lying to me earlier. But she doesn't do that. She says, oh, he survived. Great. She, she's yeah, such an idiot. Back again to the point that women in this are not portrayed very well. Like, everything is a fucking revelation to this girl. Fucking everything. I could tell her yeah. that time is chronological, that it's Tuesday today, it'll be Wednesday tomorrow, and she'd put on that gormless shit-eating face. It's, it's, it's sad. It really is. I, I forgot how much I hated this. <laughs> I, did. I, I like the rest. Let's just say now, I'm going to be a lot happier. A See, lot more I merry was, with the rest. I was angrier at the th- at 
third one than I was with this one. The third one I can switch off, and I'll be too drunk then to be really angry. Yeah, it's fine. I'll progress. I'm like Leon. I'm not leaving but, uh, these films, actually. I <laughs> just slowly work my down. He's a miserable bastard in this. I didn't mention that, actually. He's a depressed little morose prick in this. Yeah. It's a lot It's a lot more fun, go lucky, go happy in the uh, later ones. A lot more in-fitting yeah. with the character of 2 and yeah. 4 from what I've seen, actually. He has more, like, quips and shit that he says in, the, uh, in 2 and 3 of the CGI films. Whereas in this one, he's just like, shoot them in the head. Yeah, they're zombies. It's fine. Pretty much. Run away. Like, it, it sounds like a... like. I, I think maybe it's just the... Right. Maybe it's the voice actor trying to add inflections onto stuff. And maybe he's like, right, he's a proper professional. He needs to be, like, clinical and precise. But all I get is depressed. Well, this is the RE2 and RE4 voice actor. Yeah, he, I know. He was better in those. Far better. Uh, so I, I can only imagine the writer, actually, to be fair, not the voice actor. He's well, giving just proper... Right. Or the director, maybe, that's giving uh, the okay. wrong I will say, on that. He's, he's the voice actor for Resident Evil 2, the original. Oh. And that was campy as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I, I, I do forget that, like, the, the RE1 voices, <laughs> like, back in the day. Yeah, so eh, like, swings and roundabouts. Fucking but, insert Jill sandwich joke here. Yeah, I'm too lazy, and to be honest, I have too much respect for myself to actually make one. But carry on. <laughs> I can't remember where it was. Something about Resident Evil 2's voice acting. Yeah, it, just going from Resident Evil 2 to uh, he wasn't in three, so going from two to four to this, there seems to be like almost a progression but at least in like four he was like still quippy and shit he was still like mocking and everything to the bad guys and fucking when he was on the the phone to hunnigan and stuff like that he had like a like a witty like dialect kind of thing in this it's just yeah and it seems just like he's like meh whatever but i think maybe they were just like play it professional like he's a clean and club professional but they also forgot he was an alcoholic so yeah i'm gonna put most of the blame on the writer director not the voice actor mm-hmm. i yeah, don't think it was him uh, but it, obviously it's still a problem and the only other thing that comes up during the second act which i think needs mention is they find out that the pharmacy has access to the g virus uh which was used by william birkin i think Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect. The creator of it, yeah. Yeah, who um, I think he's one of the founders, if I'm not wrong. Uh, he was so William Birkin and Albert Wesker worked together on the G virus. Ah, right. Um, but yeah, so Claire is like, oh, you've just shown me the G virus. The smarmy British prick is like, oh, don't tell anyone because uh, I shouldn't really have shown you, but. He she gets on the phone and calls Leon, and then just like a little like Microsoft notification comes up on his computer, and he's like, "Oh, um, one of the servers is down in like like the in oh fuck I section about that. four, and instead of going, hey, no, no, you need to fucking stay here because you're fucking burning the G virus. 
she's like, okay, walk out of the room, goodbye. She's like, not, not only... She hasn't realized that he's the villain yet, because apparently she is portrayed as that dumb in the series. Yeah, it's not a case of, like, she's letting him go and then she's going to phone Leon and tell him what he's doing, which would be stupid mm. still, but she phones Leon and Leon has to be the one to tell her that, no, he's going to burn the G-Virus, you moron. Yeah. And then... <sighs> it's just tragic. While on the phone, the fucking bum goes off. She gets glass in the leg. She hobbles down to, like, some, like, fucking security room that sh- where she can trigger the fucking... Um. Oh, the 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 lab research facility is built over a two thousand foot drop for some reason. They like um, they like doing that. Yeah, I don't know how how build. I well, I I am a technically a builder. I know how buildings work, so that would not stand. Like, and by the way, million. aren't there's like okay, so there's like this big ass tube going into the earth. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on top of that is this dome thingy. Mm-hmm. And they, in the beginning, they were talking that this dome thingy is just held up by different air pressure, which, by the yeah. way, does not make sense. Mm-hmm. So if, if we go along with that air pressure, then this air pressure, how, how are they able to like lower the air pressure for I don't know how much cubic it is? Like, if, you, you would have to do this for the 2,000 yards, meters, whatever it was, down to the ground. Like, was the pure volume of air in there impossible to lower the pressure? Mm-hmm. No one can do that? Like, even, like, taking aside the fact that it would not help with anything but to basically suffocate your people? Yeah. D- just putting that yeah, yeah, it's never used either. It's just pointless. It's mentioned yeah, it and then never used. At any point, I was thinking, okay, maybe they're going to do a total recall thing. They're going to have someone's head blow up as the air is just sucked out. I think, no, yeah. no, it, uh, it could have not been mentioned and nothing would change. Nope. I, yeah, Isn't no, it doesn't that stand. also when these little stations start dropping into the hole? Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. apparently their that, uh, so, security system. Like, yeah, their, their security system is <laughs> twofold. It's to soak everything in gasoline and then ignite it all. And then if that doesn't kill anything or kill everything, which, you know, fire is usually a pretty good, like, deterrent. Um, it's just drop it into the centre of the earth. You've got to admire the simplicity to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you it's know. Just these, bury these it are... and it's going to be all right. Is probably these are supposed to be some at. of the smartest people on the planet, but. We'll drop our labs into the center of the fucking planet. I mean, I mean to be fair, if uh, whatever is in the labs hasn't died, being set on fire, you probably do want to drop it into the center of the Earth or send it out into space, because yeah. then nothing kills it. So- to be fair, that, that would have been a plot twist. They've got rockets underneath each lab and it just fucks off into space. Yeah, in a weird way, <laughs> that would be more realistic and believable. <laughs> Honest to fuck. Um, One question I do want to ask as well to our, I was about to say, resident expert, I'm not going to do that again, mm -hmm. uh, to Steph. So the G-Virus, while we were going over it, you said that the G-Virus, and they mention it in the film as well, it makes you want to mate with relatives for some reason. Yeah. I I blame the Japanese on that. Do you think that Curtis knew that before he 
injected himself. Absolutely. He was like, my sister's fit. She's fine. I've lost my family. Doesn't mean I can't make family with my actual family. So this was all an uh, excuse just to have yeah, sex with Laura Bailey, not, yeah, basically. Yeah, probably. Um, no, it, right. So how how the virus works in the game is basically you you can infect others, but because the the virus has bonded with your DNA, it has more success, more chance of a success if you bond with someone of the same dna so you can't you can it wouldn't work with your wife or anything but someone born or someone that gave birth to you or you or you blood gave, relatives basically. yeah blood relatives that it would have a higher chance of succeeding in creating another g virus like tyrant thing then again how ineffective is this G virus in itself then? Because if we go on from that, like the mortality rate, like inbred, is right. a lot higher than it is in I, normal I, reproduction. Right. So, so the virus is actually pretty stupid if it works like that. In in again, the game's law is basically the T virus is the zombies. Um, and that can be spread to fucking anyone. The G virus was supposed to be like this, like commander weapon sort of thing. So only like only like two or three of them are needed in a conflict. So, bleh. We won't give too much thought about what it, what it can create. Oh. It won't be able to like create others. Or if they are, they're like really shit versions of them, so we can clean them up afterwards. But doing that, they've made it to breed with blood relatives. Uh, it's I weird and creepy. I but just realised that that means that William Birkin was trying to fuck his daughter, I'm presuming, throughout the games. Am I wrong there? Maybe he had a sister as well. Oh, he had a um, sister. Okay, thank God. Oh, no. It, no, I, uh, just my thought. No, um, his wife, he kills his wife once he turns into a G. Yeah. Um, but yes, in, in basically the original of two, uh, actually, I think he does impregnate Shirley, uh, Sherry. Oh. Shirley. But they find a cure for it. So she's basically just fucking super. Uh, that's not a bot. That's just, and they find a cure for it. Yeah. That's She's just traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's not no better. <laughs> they don't have sex. I I want to point out they don't. He doesn't have sex with the child. It's basically like a. a mm, I'm not sure if you can make this any better now. <laughs> he he plants an egg in her stomach. Yeah, that's worse. I don't, that's yeah, so that's much worse. <laughs> Through her mouth. That's still bad. But yeah. So Curtis is now the G by uh, the the G the G man. Let's go G man. Yeah. He's a G-man. Um, a load of dickhead soldiers come in because apparently they're like, apparently the incinerator won't work. So let's go in and shoot it to fuck. They all die because, of course, they do. Uh, the incinerator doesn't actually, in fact, work. So for some reason, they start dropping segments of the lab into the planet. They're 2,000 feet down. 
hoping to kill it, but instead of dropping the the segment that he's on, which part of the set, which part of the lab he's on, they're like, we'll just drop him in sequence, and then everything's fucked. We can't save anything of our research. Um, so there's like the whole G virus is chasing Angela to try and give her baby. Um. And Leon runs the opposite way to basically get in front of the thing because it's basically like bitch slapping him away when it comes up behind him. Um, so Leon runs, does parkour bullshit, uh, grabs Angela just before that the last segment drops, of course. Um, Cars, she is also a damsel in distress and has to be saved because that is yeah. the theme we're going with so mm -hmm. then g uses penis tail to grab onto Angela's leg and has the whole uh just let me go leon i'm not worth it nah. and she isn't that's fair yeah let's face it i would have fucking dropped her um and leon quotes a fucking saying that was brought up in like the act two but who gives a shit about that um that's that gives her a new lease on life apparently so leon shoots literally shoots the g virus tyrant in the head once and that kills it it falls to its death that two two thousand feet down um there's a whole fucking bit where the walkway falls and last bit of ooh ah action. Leon stops Angela from fucking bashing her head on the floor, which, let's face it, wouldn't have made her any smarter. And then it tries to push a romance thing at the end. Uh, yeah, quickly jump onto the villains. Then they're both captured and taken. Uh, senators, you see at the end he's basically been evicted from the Senate entirely. Um, found out that he was trading stocks illegally and all that fun stuff and la la la. He's taken out basically. They find out he's yeah. evil. Which I mean for Isn't me it? it it's the equivalent of like looking at Jimmy Savile and saying, Yeah, of course they were fucking evil. Look at the prick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a major surprise. But apparently it is for Claire. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need evidence. It really is just a look at the prick. He's bound to have done something. Fucking do him up for that, and yeah, he's taken out the doctor as uh, the doctor as well, who went from Umbrella into the new company. Uh, this is one thing I am going to mention here. Uh, he says he changed his identity. He got a false identity. Jumped into the new company. How the fuck he managed to go into a high level research division, dealing with one of the most dangerous things on the planet with no background, presumably no references. Or anything. How he managed that shit, just to be fair, tells me how these companies went to crap mm -hmm. so quickly. The, the, the yep. complete lacking of security. You know, thank God for the statute of limitations. I can actually say this. I've lied on CVs before. I mean, look at <laughs> That's for how entry level jobs. Built. I've got they, in. Look at how they built their facilities. So, are you even questioning their securities now? <laughs> yeah, they're fucking idiots. Yeah, exactly. I do, I, you think at least a call to a university to ask, sorry, did this guy actually attend your uni? No. Okay, we're going to get rid of him? Yeah. Just anything before you put him as the head researcher of this place? Jeez. Oh, smart. 
I, I mean, it's working with the umbrella viruses, the T viruses, he, and he was a creator. He was on the ground floor. You'd think someone had recognised the guy. Maybe he wears sunglasses now. <laughs> Dyed his hair. Put on a beagle puss. <laughs> it's a different t-shirt. Yeah, and then to finish, as uh, you said, on a romance being set up between Leon and Angela, who's never seen or heard from again, and Angela trying to justify Kurtz's actions, which, to be fair to Claire and Leon, they both go, <laughs> lol, fuck off. Yeah. He injected himself with the G-virus. Shut up. Yeah, and like at this point, I think you're supposed to like feel with Angela losing her brother. Uh, you don't, because like she's never been portrayed as someone you can relate to. So yeah, yeah you're basically I, I just like eh, shrug and be like, yeah, go away. <laughs> I want to point out she doesn't seem overly upset of the loss of her brother when she's like, hey, do you want to fuck Leon? Yeah. Basically, so I mean, maybe it's a coping mechanism because she's definitely traumatized after like trying to be impregnated by her other zombie fight. So uh-huh. um, I I can just imagine that she's like still in some kind of like shock and totally traumatized and it's like pushing her all of this basically away. So she jumps into a relationship or wants to jump into a relationship with Leon. That, sorry, I'm just trying to make sense out of this at this point because it doesn't. So, and uh, to be fair to all of them, I general note here: if I died and Jill Valentine hit on my little brother, um, I, I'd give him that. But from beyond the grave, he, he could tap that, and I wouldn't be yeah. uh, angry yeah. in in the slightest. Yeah, I, um, I'm sure it's the same with you and your brother. Like, if you died and your brother got a shot at. Sure, Valentine. Sure. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him that. Begrudge or judge? Yeah, but I think he would. I think he'd be like, well, especially because it's my brother. My brother's a bit of a. My brother is a nice person, so he'd be like, no, I can't do that. My brother just died. Yeah, I mean, I, this is I, a film. I isn't it? I, yeah, I so personally wouldn't be like, yeah, it's fine. Movie logic, 90 minutes is enough to make an everlasting romance in this shit. Yeah. To be fair, in this one it isn't because <laughs> she fucking leaves after yeah. this. And Leon clearly didn't get a game Ada. He's got Ada on yeah. the side. You ain't going to beat Ada. I haven't played the games enough, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, you do you. If he wants to have a second, I mean, go for it. But yeah, you, you as a viewer of this you just don't care enough about Angela at this point yeah. to be like oh yeah this is like a real relationship that could work and it's like build upon something nah. yeah. It, it like yeah not the way it's protected like, if they w- would have been like hey they're just like I don't know in a weird situation and they kind of make out so okay I'm I'm fine with that like that would have fit better into the plot I don't know why they wanted to have bit of a romance in this film because I don't know maybe to balance out the shooting or to attract maybe some female viewers because uh, apparently they think in stereotypes I have no idea I was about to say who's a sexist but... now but no fair enough yeah <laughs> um, right yeah no, that's the sort of views take from it from a I... producer's kind of view in uh, who produces this <laughs> go around so basically yeah the end the ending's trash Three out of ten, four out of ten, just garbage. Um, to be fair, I like I like this one. The, the rest are better, you got at least, or at least the the second film is better than second. this one. The second, by, I can the second agree one, one is the best one by miles. 
Yeah. By a fucking long shot. It does have its flaws, but it's a, a thousand times better than this one. And the third, story-wise, eh. Third but then more we fun. also have the, the better CGI, which kind of like is a little bit of an eye-catcher. Yeah. The third had segments I really enjoyed. Um, the, the first film has nothing. Absolutely nothing. And on that note, we'll jump into the second one. And so, pushing into Resident Evil Damnation, released um, on the year of our end, 2012. Uh, okay, cast and crew-wise, director... I know I've been corrected already, and I'm forgetting this shit. Um, Makoto Kayama, who, again, Tokyo Gore Police, Resident Evil Damnation, just this, I don't know why I put that Resident Evil, um, the, the, the first film, and Godzilla <laughs> against Mechagodzilla right. again. I copy-pasted that over. I'm fucking doing that. Uh, writers... Shotaro Suga. There we go. Uh, again, Resident Evil 6, the game, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood stuff, the better version of Full Metal Alchemist and Seven Deadly Sins, which apparently is decent. Uh, Alex Von Dowd, who did five centimeters per second, uh, which looks to be an American film, and then the disappearance of Haru... Fuck me. Ron, Haruhi you can Suzumiya. Thank you for that one. You're <laughs> <sighs> welcome. Like, I need, like, phonetic outlines for these. Cast-wise, uh, Courtney Taylor, who's playing Ada Wong. I, I think she plays Ada Wong in the sixth game. I was looking this I up. I imagine so. I, yeah, I, I can't believe now. that sure she did. Uh, She's been in a shitload of video games, just loads of the fucking things. I can't list them all now, including my personal favourite game of all time, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. I think she played Heather. Uh, I can't remember now. It might have been... No, it wasn't. I'd say it might have been the... Um... Fucking uh, Ming Zhao, but no, it definitely wasn't. I think it was Heather. And a couple random others here and there. As well as Fallout 4, where she played Nora, the female survivor. And Mass Effect 2 as Jack. Mass Effect 3 as well, obviously, coming off on that. Uh, we've got Matthew Mercer, another Critical Role darling, coming in, who was in Resident Evil 6, Critical Role. Uh, in Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, absolutely amazing film. One of the best animated DC films out there, as well as Dragon Age doing various voices um, and a shitload of other stuff. I, I mm. couldn't, if I started listing every role he'd ever done, along with Courtney Taylor and Laura Bailey, to be fair, I'd be here all day. They've, they've been in something you've heard of, I guarantee it. David Wittenberg, who's playing Buddy, or JD. See, uh, Afro Samurai, which is very good. I've actually seen bits of that. Uh, Naruto, which I've heard of. So I shoved it in there. I don't know if it's good or not. I think it might be one of these Dragon Balls that he esque, just mainstream. Some mm -hmm. people hate it, some people love it kind of things. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Falls, I think he played the stupid cop. I've seen all that, it's very good. Ben 10, classics. Uh, God of War 3, and Marvel Spider-Man, recent game. Also, again, a shitload of other stuff, because it, as far as I can tell, voice actors in video games, there's like two of them, and they're all yeah. in Resident Evil everything. as well. Yeah, it's probably a shame. But I suppose that's what happens when you aren't unionised. Tragic. But none of them are Nolan North or uh, Troy Baker, so... They do appear in Resident Evil shit. I, think, I know Troy Baker oh, does. Troy Baker definitely stuff. does, but... In fact, I think he's in one of these films. Uh, I think I think he might have popped up in the... In the I was about to say fifth. In the second one. Fun. Yeah, in Damnation. I think he's somewhere in here. Uh, Wendy Lee, which is, it's just Wendy. That is the dumbest spelling I've ever seen in my life. Who's playing Svetlana Belikova, the president of the country, who's in Cowboy Beat Bob the movie. Uh, great show. 
Monster High, Boo York, and Dragon Age Origins again. Uh, and then finishing off with Robin Sachs, rest in peace, one of my favourite voice actors in all of gaming, who's playing the Resistance leader, Ivan Jadavanovich. His last film ever, this actually, died in 2013 at the age of, I think, 61. Uh, it was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, obviously, absolutely excellent in that. He was the wise voice in DAO. I love him that much. I remember exactly which fucking bark he was. Uh, he also played the custodian in Dragon Age Awakenings. And he was Zaid Masani, if anyone ever played the DLC in Mass Effect 2. He's in a load of other stuff as well, but those are the things I grew up with personally and still adore him for. Budget, box office-wise, again, no idea on the budget. Box office, little less, I think. <laughs> I'm going to have to go up and check, actually. Uh, but $3,338,180, split pretty evenly between domestic and international. Domestic, in this case, being Japan. Trivia-wise, fuck all. Just to let you know, this is set roughly between uh, 5 and 6. And after looking through some of the uh, direct commentary and all that stuff, um, it's implied by them that Leon is off on a romantic fucking cruise with Ada during the events of Resident Evil 5. I think when I say this is set between 5 and 6, it's almost during or like directly before the ending from what I gather. And between 5 and 6 then, Leon goes off fucking Ada from what I could see on the director's side of it. Yeah, because they bring up in the film that Ada makes like a smarmy comment, like, do you want to do that thing that you did last time? And he's like, yeah, any time but now, like in a war-torn country, sure. Um, but, yeah. He's got a much better resistance than I do. Yeah. Much better head on his shoulders. <laughs> Ada offers herself out. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 the, the dick is mightier than the brain in this case. I mean, to be fair, when you are like in this kind of war situation, like have the time. I think you're putting too much faith in me there. Okay. For one, I don't take long. For two. <laughs> fair. If you put it like that. Right. Okay. Uh, we're kicking off with backstory exposition in a. Alice way, not with Mila Jovovich, thank God, it would have been really fucking funny if they'd got Mila Jovovich to do it. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Just terrify the Resident Evil nerds, getting Alice to do all the backstory. How is she Ukrainian, you know? You, you've got the whole Eastern European thing. Just really scare the shit out of them, going, yeah, it's going to have Alice in it. <laughs> Back out. Oh, so good. Um... Yeah, just backstory, basically about a Slovak country that's part of... Uh, it's reformed and rebelled from the Eastern Bloc into Eastern Slovak. I'm not sure of the history, Cold War-wise, in Resident Evil. I don't know how much of it's changed in the alternate timelines. They have changed a lot, I think. In, like, I think the problem with that is that it's Japanese-produced, and they, unfortunately, did not care too much about... Um, actual history in Eastern Europe. Yeah, I mean from a European perspective, this feels borderline bad taste. <laughs> it, yeah. It's close, especially obviously um, we're releasing this in 2023. At the moment, there's uh, stuff going on that makes this look a lot fucking worse. Yeah. Um, 
Eastern Slovak, I think, is meant to be Chechnya, basically. Uh, so it still is Russian controlled, technically, or at least allied, very much so. But it, it just doesn't fly well, especially when you get to the ending, when they say that, oh, the Russians and Americans are bombing us. Mm. Just geopolitically a nightmare on this and it just yeah with, with yeah it's it's, it's not how it would be uh in how it has been in history and how it would be uh it, yeah it, it I, I consider this as a parallel universe where things are a bit different because uh yeah yes otherwise uh, it simpler. does not make sense yeah a lot simpler and i'll, I'll leave it there interesting i'm a massive cold war buff huge i um I love everything about Zukov, that the fucking film. Uh, Death of Stalin was my favourite of the year. Absolutely adored it. Anything around Stalin-esque stuff. Um, or the later eras, I absolutely adore. Brezhnev, anything around that. And this, uh, it, it does really rub me the wrong way. But I'll, I'll leave that there. Leave it at the door and just go alternate universe. Fine. We're pushing into this. Because I'm a Cold War nut and Eastern Europe, I love the setting. And it holds up. As I said, the first half of any Resident Evil is set in an interesting location, and this is no different. I absolutely love Eastern European blockades, war-torn town kind of thing. Does go into grey fucking research after it, and retains that all the way through, where the town turns grey pretty much, and just boring. But the first bit is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. It is a bit stereotypically in the beginning, especially when they introduce the first characters. I yeah, yeah, it's generic yeah. Eastern Europe, but yeah, it's it's super generic, like pulled out of like auto. Uh, yeah, I suppose I could have appreciated some just like, absolute. This is definitely like Polish influence. Actually, that might be more offensive with the Russian stuff added in. If they went for one country specifically, that might be worse. Um, and I think I don't even think they went for one country because they apparently did not know where borders are. I think they just like googled pictures of Eastern Europe and um, then like took everything they could grab and smashed it into one word. Which is, like as I said, it's an, I, I consider this an alternate universe and I'm okay with it. Um, it does look pretty um, uh, character-wise. I think it starts off very stereotypically with. I don't like that much, but okay, I, I I will roll with this in this world. What with the kind of um, Eastern Europe uh, leader who's gruff, silent, and just doesn't talk, is uh, stoic. They do have that a lot, and I I think it's it's kind of stereotype as well to have this Eastern European guy who's obsessed with America. I don't know exactly. where that started, but that yeah. is a thing. <laughs> It's just on oh, now. Now I think about it, it's been pushed on. His friends are stereotype as well. They're stereotypes I can live with. It's, it's it's at least interesting. It's better than Angela fucking. I can't even remember a second name anymore. Or Curtis something. Was it Walker Miller Miller Miller? That was the Miller, one. Yeah. I, who gives a fuck anymore? Um, the graphics were a lot better as well. Definitely, they this. improved yeah. in the fa- on the faces and uh, everything. They're not Japanese anymore. A plus. Yeah, not not generic animated. Yes, that that is. Uh, I mean, they're still generic. That's the the critique I have with all three movies. They still look kind of all the same, but not as much the same as I did in the first one. <laughs> uh, and safe to say, Leon is a lot more fun in this. Again, I'd, I'd have to go to Steph to ask which one's closer. 
um, to the original character. I think from what uh, I'm gathering, it's definitely this one. Yeah, this one's closer to the character, like of Leon. Like, so in in the in the original of two, again, he's literally a cop on the first day that got drunk because he got broke broken up with the day before, missed his first day, and then drove into the town a day late, and then a zombie apocalypse has happened. In four, he's a lot more like professional but he still has like the quippy like ha 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 you can't cut me bitch kind of attitude which falls into this one like he's making like so they're all given code names um he's the tin man he has to go meet the the scarecrow which is like his contract that uh, contacts name in the country and like he makes a stupid quip about it so it feels like in it feels like the same character as what would be in four at least yeah it makes a stupid comment it's, to be fair actually in this case felt a bit that bad timing of an yeah hour. yeah like the guy's the dead, man. Lying dead on, yeah the dude's lying dead on the floor and he's like spitting up blood and he's like yeah i guess scarecrows aren't exactly known for their rousing conversation like yeah fucking put a med pack on the bitch and then he'll fucking tell you the information, money. Maybe like just rest in peace. <laughs> just yeah. any, anything decent. I don't know. Poor guy's dying, man. Leave him be. Fucking dude's got like his innards on the outside. You don't want to shoot him in the head to put him out of his misery. And <laughs> now make a fucking <laughs> snippy comment about him. <laughs> With that snippy comment as well, we get um, something about the cowardly lion as a liquor jumps in. They look good. I, I can't really say anything against them. They look, they look decent in this. Mm -hmm. uh, not as good as the live-action version, which might hurt Stephanie to say, but, but live-action liquors were, were decent when I'm looking back. I think from the, really? from the second film, yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But I, okay, I, I, I want right. to point out, these, right, so these CGI liquors in this film look good because they're in a cgi film like they mm -hmm. fit they fit the background they fit what's going on in in the live action films they're cg things that you're supposed to feel like are real but they look like gelatin plastic men with the brains on the outside so in my opinion they... this looks better Maybe I'm i think they just look cgi in the movies like i think they legit look like they've been pulled out of I think this quality of game. I think if what I, remember. I might be doing is conflating it with the first film. I, I can remember liking a liquor in one of the films, and sort of liking the design roughly. And the, yeah. the dogs were really nicely designed in the first one. It might have been the first film. I just I quite enjoyed how they uh, pushed on it. Yeah, the liquors in this they, they they look good though. Just as a side comment, this is like uh, this is the second time when Leon's been on vacation. And he gets called off it to do some bullshit in a war-torn country. I think it's the same vacation time, or does he just have really long fucking... I imagine, I imagine he uses this vacation to go and bang Ada, and then he's like, oh no, no, I wasn't selling the country's secrets, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like to think it's the same week of vacation that's just constantly held over. Yeah, they were like, oh, I, I need to go up... up the Fucking, you know, the US are in a bad place. I guess I need to go over to this war-torn place in uh, close to Russia. 
And then Ada's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, you go do that. And then gets a phone call about 10 minutes after he's left, like, oh, you need to go to this war-torn country that's, like, close to Russia. And she's like, fuck, I guess I'll see Leon again. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of find out that the liquors are being controlled by someone, but that's left largely in the dark for about 40 minutes, 50 minutes, I think, until the church comes up. I was kind of surprised, actually, how much the film they push through until they get to the proper um, underground climax. No, they, they... No, well, they, they give that shit away in that scene. I said, they give it away. You see that it's being controlled by the um, the leader, but they don't really say how they're doing it, what they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep so, they keep their cards sorted to their chest. They're showing it a little bit, I'll grant, but it's kept with Robin um, Sachs's character mm-hmm. until later into the film you find out, yeah, they're all doing this shit. With the um, is it the Lost Plagas or the Ouroboros? This in this one, it's the Lost Plagas. Well, yeah, no. What am I saying? Yeah, the Lost Plagas, the one that um, Michelle Rodriguez injected into her neck in uh, RE Five. Yep. yep. Yeah. I thought that might piss you off me using that as the reference point. No, I couldn't give a shit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> with with the five thousand Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez clones in that film, then it's fine. There's more things to hate than that. Um, that that but, you know that that's my one regret that I couldn't get Michelle Rodriguez clone to replace you. Listen, I'm working yeah, on it. I'm yeah, working on I know. It yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure if if this podcast gets big enough, we can probably do that. Paying clone Michelle Rodriguez. Get one of those um, Blade Runner. Everyone um, that's listening, can you things? just message Michelle Rodriguez and be like, "Hey, would you want to do an episode of this?" podcast where you pretend to be a clone of yourself i'll have to um pay her on what are those fucking apps yeah you left it yeah you left a venmo or something <laughs> those where they they can yeah. say things for you on shit she's gonna be so confused Camille? But, Camille? Yeah. Camille, right? Camille, yeah. Yeah. you should be so confused but god it'd be worth it hello i'm michelle rodriguez and i'm a clone <laughs> and i stand on the ceiling and spit down on people <laughs> Uh, fucking bad person. Right, uh, so Leon, captured by rebels, taken in to a small bunker. One little yeah. trite, they don't gag him. They just no, put uh, the hand over his mouth. See, in my head, I'm like, this shows that he has plot armour. Like, in this, in, oh, in this yeah. next film, it is very clear that they have plot armour. Um, like, any any other time, any other situation, like a dude that just randomly turns up and kills a shitload of like some person's liquors that they've been controlling, would instantly be like, oh, this dude's gonna pass out, I'm gonna fucking slit his throat. Done. They don't need to question him. There's no reason for it, but they were like, yeah. You need we'll the pay. main character. Yeah. No, You could have written it to the point where like he escapes and fucking follows them back, but nah. He he passes out right next to the guy. Look, the plot armor is just a failure of proper writing. If you need yeah. plot armor, then the situation that you've crafted is unrealistic, and you should throw it out and rework it. Shit, I mean, later in, he's got plot armor as thick as a fucking World of Warcraft character's pauldrons. It mm-hmm. gets beyond ridiculous with the automatic fire later in, yeah. where he's yeah. he's definitely dead. Definitely yeah. kills him. It's almost as bad as Stormtroopers in Star Wars. Yeah. 
They uh, at least were like. Yeah, and uh, Alec Guinness um, was a. His precision can only come from stormtroopers. Jesus Christ, that line did not. That line didn't age well in the same fucking film. Yeah, um, captured by the rebels, and then the proper torture begins as he's introduced to the character of Buddy slash JD, who yeah. I, I can only imagine if he ever visited America, would be wearing like one of those novelty cowboy hats, holding a foam number one America yeah. glove up with a massive and shirt, have, and he'll have the t-shirt that says "I love New York" or whatever. While he is munching on a hamburger, probably. Yep. It'll look, who's that character from um, Street Fighter from American Guile? It, it looked like a walking picture of Guile. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Just without the muscle. Yeah, 100%. He's slightly endearing um, midway through the film, I think. Maybe on the second watch, I, I was a bit more sympathetic. But at the start, he is just really fucking irritating. Yeah. See, I think see, I think this is like maybe the one of the only people in this like these CGI people, uh, other than the main characters that I actually give a shit about. Cuz at the start, you f- you fucking hate this guy cuz he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got so many DVDs." And I'm like, "I don't give a fuck what you've got, mate." No, that that was you... kind of funny. No, I've got like, so many DVDs and none of them are pirated. Like, America is the bomb, yo. I I I I love all your fucking food, man. I eat all the hamburgers. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. But towards the end, I'm like, oh, no. I think they could have done it better but if he wouldn't have come off so stereotypically and, like, strong in the very first moment. Because mm-hmm. for me, it put this character off a little bit and I did not grew to like him as much as I would like to like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. like, like if it would have been like not like if he just would have been like a jokingly sweet character as he's like he's portrayed portrayed as this nice kind of guy you want to like because he's funny, he's kind of witty, he does some bad things, and you're just like, oh no, don't do that. Like you, you just want to feel with him, but I think it's just portrayed so much over the top. That I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, it's a little bit annoying. So I'm like, I'm, I really want to like him. He's a bit too much. Yeah. So when I say he's one of the more likable characters, I still don't enjoy everything that he does because, like, he starts off annoying me, then he gets better, and then he annoys me again. Literally with like the last thing that he says. But we'll get to it. I think an important qualifier there as well is he's one of the better characters. It's in relation to all the other wet fucking rags that, that this yeah. series has. Yeah. I, I mean, outside of original characters, I named them earlier in the cast list. I couldn't fucking name the two Laura Bailey and fucking emo hatred twat. I couldn't yeah. name them now. I named them, I know, like five minutes ago. But yeah, I, I couldn't give you anyone in the third film outside of the actual um, main characters who've been in the game's yeah. legacy characters. Yeah. They're so tedious, so fucking boring. And at least this guy, and I know the other one's called Sasha, and the only reason I remember that is because the heavy in uh, TF2's gun's called Sasha, which feels like a stereotype, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, but Buddy, JD, 
I think the other thing that's annoying about him is he's clearly meant to be endearing. They try to write him in that way, and it's it is so overt. Yeah. It's just transparently um, yeah. pushing an agenda. Yeah. That, I mean, you know he's gonna die. He's got fucking innocent comedy relief that dies to produce a serious tone in the last half. Yeah. Written all I mean, fucking. To be fair, they're all again very stereotypically. I mean, you have the the bad villain politician you can clearly see from the first shot that she's the villain, and yeah. Yeah, okay, actually, talking about the president, one other thing I do want to mention, and I'm going to go back just for like a second on what I said earlier that I'm going to leave history well enough alone. Um, there's a scene where she says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here: five years ago, we should have been in the um, United Nations, the UN. Fair enough. Mm. And now we should have entered into the EU. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... No. It kind of depends on what country you are and in which situation you are. It can be faster, but nah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we took... Well, no, we're still leaving now. We're still, still getting yeah. there bit by bit. That, yeah, that that took us, what, like, six years to properly push out? Yeah. To leave it? About, and about three... No, about five politicians to try and do. Yeah, fuck off when you do that in five years. That's, that's I think Turkey's but, taken about 12 at this yeah. point to try and apply. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to start with the history stuff now. I just found that hilarious. <laughs> Get dreaming, love. So, uh, with all that, probably back into the film. She she is good, by the way. I actually I actually do kind of like some, some of her parts. The, the bits that aren't expanded upon, I actually enjoy she's a martial artist uh martial art instructor that's given she's got a massive scar on her back that's never brought up which i honestly i, I can appreciate mm-hmm. just adds something and yeah serves a purpose she's clearly battle hardened don't need to go into it further than that hmm? yeah i like her ada wong is pretending to be part of the bsaa in this again if you're a president of an, a president of a country how hard would it be to find out if someone's actually part of the BSAA? Like it's a, it's a, it's a worldwide corporation at this point. The BSAA is that's stopping like bioterrorism. They actively fight against it and shit. So how hard would it to just be like, let's call the generic phone lines and be like, hey, do you have like an Ada Wong on staff? No. I mean, we've already established that no one is checking CVs in this world anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 100%. It's a scientist can get top rank in Tricell, then... I think you can, at this point you can literally just walk up to anything and just, like, show your uh, Mickey Mouse Club card and be like, Hey, I'm XYZ! <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that... Developer, uh, I don't know. It's like that quest in Fallout... Is it Fallout 3 or New Vegas, where it's... Uh, uh, there's a doctor that's just walked into a fucking. He's walked into the dam. New, Ve- New Vegas. It's a power yeah. plant. Yeah, he walked into it? the power they, plant. They asked if I had a degree in theoretical physics. Um, yeah, I said I had a... a theoretical degree in physics. Yeah, and they gave <laughs> no. him the job on spot. And now he just presses buttons when people come into the room, just to make it look like he does something. It seems yeah. like they do. They do that in this. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Everyone has that Doctor Who ID paper on them. Yeah. Just show it. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't even change for anyone. It is just a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse card. 
fucking Tesco's club card, and it works just anywhere you go. Fuck, I don't want to live in this universe. Be chaos. It's no wonder that Umbrella's like gone from company to company. I know we mentioned this as well. I was talking to Steph about it and wondering if this thing in the games, where Umbrella's shut down, obviously, because Mm -hmm. everything goes to shit, and then all their stuff is just moved to a different company, and then everyone's surprised that this company becomes the new Umbrella. And then once Mm -hmm. that company shuts down, all the stuff is moved to a different company, and the same shit happens again. And everyone's just, well, I don't know what's going to fucking happen. We, uh... To be fair, I think that would be possible to happen in our world as well. No one would notice. I swear to God, this is how it would happen. <laughs> I'm not fighting that theory. People, like, tend to just, like, close their eyes and, and do not want to see. Yeah, to be fair, but... there's probably a few companies that make fucking, like, nukes and shit, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. They're just like, oh yeah, do you want to build a new key ago? Here's the plans. And by the way, we're also like selling water, so it is something totally fine we're doing. So just ignore like the uh, other parts we're doing. So, oh, a hundred percent. If this went from company to company, Nestle would have its hands on umbrella stock. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> within within fucking months, within like the second shutdown, it'd be owned by Nestle. After that, I imagine Disney. Yeah, um... you get you probably get like water bottles with like little umbrellas on it or something. Yeah. They'll incorporate it into their logo or something, but um, yeah. So that this happens to this, there comes a scene where Ada Wong fucking tells everyone if they didn't already know what a BOW is, um, which annoys me. It's like it's like the EMP bullshit. Like who who doesn't go into a film now nowadays and doesn't know what an EMP is? Yeah, they describe it as one well in the third film, like out and out that they say yeah. the acronym. I mean, to be fair, they did say it, and what did you say it was, Kieran? When we were watching it, <laughs> I don't know. What what does BLW mean? I'm gonna plead ignorance on this. <laughs> bio something weapon. No, yeah, it's a bioorganic weapon. But during during watching this, he went. Oh, I thought you meant like prisoner of war or something. And I was like, they've literally okay. said it in this scene. Okay, I'm going to clarify this right. What we're watching through. I mean, I'm deaf as shit. I don't hear stuff, and they only go through the acronym in this. And what I heard was POW, and I thought, oh, so they're sending Leon in to get rid of like prisoners of war being used in military conflict. I mean, that's, that's what the Geneva Convention's against. I suppose I don't quite understand where the uh, president's coming from. In trying to battle against this, and then yeah, I don't know yeah. why I thought like Resident Evil are going to some bizarre prisoner of war style commentary, um, but no, it's 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 POW. In case yeah. anyone else has that problem, I don't know. Maybe maybe someone else was very confused, and I've just helped. I, gonna... I doubt. I doubt it. I think it might just be you. I'm gonna hope and pretend. <laughs> <laughs> but um. um uh, on that line of reasoning, JD's a moron and breaks his own phone. <laughs> okay, you've written that in your notes, but he breaks Leon's phone. Oh, is that? Yeah, because yeah, okay. he's, wear- he's wearing Leon's uh, bulletproof vest and he's got his assault rifle. Okay, I did so, not realise that. Yeah. Okay. Hunnigan tries to call Leon because he was like, I'm going to lose my American citizenship for a bit, click, and then fucks off. So that was Hunnigan calling him again. And he was like, whatever you do, don't pick up that phone. So JD's like, 
yeah, I'm not going to have them trace it. And then he does that, like, I'm going to smash your phone. He throws it to the floor and steps on it and shit. And Leon does that cocky thing of, like, yeah, you got them. Oh, that's, that's just... Mm-hmm. Is that the scene where he has, like, the, the, the perfect Flynn Smolder impression? Yeah. I, 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 remember. I fucking love that scene. Oh, it's such a shame. I, I really hoped he, like, broke his own phone like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when I started liking the character, because I thought, you're such a... You lovable prick, lovable moron. No, he was breaking Leon's. That he broke his own phone because he was worried <laughs> someone was going to track him. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, can still like him. Okay, right. So filmmaking stuff as well, very quickly uh, on some transitions that are really good in this. Ada has a scene where she's explaining the master-slave relationship between the BOWs and the uh, Los Plagas. Um, and it immediately cuts to Robin Sachs' character mm-hmm. dying, which is just a nice, uh, quick showing that yeah, this is going to kill you eventually, and it's a bad thing, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's it's a nice visual way of arguing against Ada, I suppose, or just signing off. But this actually leads on to bunkers eventually invaded by the president's soldiers, El fucking Presidente. And uh, they're dealt with almost immediately. They're fucking useless. And you know what? I'll, I'll almost, almost buy that some special forces might not shoot to kill, but generic Eastern European film soldiers, they, they always shoot to kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they fail to kill literally anyone. The old man kills them. And then... Um... Leon hits them with a chair. Yeah, Leon hits one with a chair, Run! they all run out. The ones that I can't remember the name of shoots him, shoots the older guy. Uh, Sasha. There you go. Sasha shoots him, and basically it's... Sasha goes, all right, I need to go take this fucking Las Plagas now because we don't have anyone controlling liquors anymore. So I'm going to go like look into something. Then he disappears for a bit, so it's just JD on his own, which... I mean, this guy was not shot, and he was dying. Yeah, he got got shot in a bulletproof vest, and then he's like, go on without me, it's time to say goodbye. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, so they faked out his death. In the best way possible. Yeah, and then... He goes, yeah, I should have realised it's made in America, and then... Oh, that's... That, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that line. I think I like it. I think I like it. That's that's yeah. how I. That's how you do it. America's actually decent. <laughs> Point, I think. Yeah, a sycophantic. Yeah. Yeah, so, for some reason he sends JD off on his own. He, bearing in mind that JD is pretty much the least effective member of any squad ever. So I like I like this whole segment where they're underground because it's very like tense. No, it's proper horror. That's what it yeah. is. Dark, claustrophobic kind of like they look like like old bunkers. Yeah, I mean besides maybe the third film, uh the start of that, this is the closest to proper Resident Evil mm-hmm. stuff. Proper like original Resident Evil game. Yeah, like pre pre four, and it's, it's just I mean, great. It, yeah, yeah. It still doesn't stop Leon from like killing zombies with shears and stuff, but 
Also in Again. slow motion most of the time, which yeah. I do not like in this movie. Nah. Because they use a lot of slow motion and it's just... Uh, yeah, I, I, in a game it would be the quick time event where you like press a certain yeah. button and that's kind of what I'm like expecting to do in this situation. So. See, I was getting that like when the door came in, I could just see the prompt yeah. flashing on screen in front of me. Yeah. Just press Q to open the door with the crowbar. <laughs> yeah. It's the only a lot of these this, games. A lot, like, uh, like I said, if uh, I think I mentioned this to Rania um, when we were watching it last, if I played through these, these would be like ten times more enjoyable. It but, still feels like a lot of cutscenes cut together. Like that's yeah. probably where we still are. Like the first movie is fully cutscenes. Like I, if you see them individually placed within a game, I would be like totally fine with them, with the graphics, with everything. But as a movie, it's not that enjoyable. It gets better with this one. Um, and then we have the third one, which I think, like, just from a movie perspective, like I, I, I don't like it that much story-wise. <laughs> but movie-wise, it is a lot more produced like a movie. Like you have a lot more scenes created, like you would do with a movie, less than you have in this one, where it's basically like it's either a time event or cutscenes with conversations basically lining up with each other. But it's missing this this motion you have within the movie with the camera flow. Yeah, they definitely don't do much with anything. Yeah. Um, the the cinematography is, I hesitate to say boring, for a lot of it. I just can't remember anything that was done that was interesting. I, it's all the slow mo stuff, and um, they work with angles during the bike, but the bike in the third one looks shit, just dreadful. Some of the fighting in the third one as well is a bit at the end. That's there's some kind of interesting angles done there, but generally speaking, there's there's nothing that. Well done. There's no, nothing not, innovative. But it, it does get better, but it's not like up to a standard like a horror movie of that category would have, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. That budget, like like franchise level, if you if you compare it to to a similar uh, horror genre movies, then uh, definitely cannot compete. But um, if you just see those three movies individually, the third one does improve a lot, I think. In camera um, dynamics and uh, filming. Like, filming in quotation marks because they did not film it, but... It's fair to say that. I, I do quite like the, the first 30 minutes of this. I am kind of with Steph. <laughs> the, the, it is tense. It's claustrophobic. Uh, the zombies are actually a threat. They feel like it, rather than in the first film where you had the open airports. And, yeah. frankly, you always had in your head, well, Leon can shoot most of them. Why can't he just walk around them? If this fat fucking penguin-looking motherfucker can run past them, What's the threat? But down yeah. here, it's a okay. There's about five of them. Um, for some reason, when you blow their heads off, it turns into this weird swirling tentacle vortex thing. Yeah, I'm presuming that's something. I think to do with the fifth game. I remember fourth. seeing. Oh, it is the fourth. I mean, I'm sure in the fifth game they have these oh, like, weird tentacle heads. Yeah, it's in five as well. But basically, uh. In four, it's introduced like you shoot your headshot certain enemies and fucking like tentacles pop out. But in five, they've basically Wesker has taken like I guess 
the best parts of each virus and kind of mashed them together. And that's why Ouroboros is a thing. So in this one, uh, sorry, yeah, in this film, it's still just Las Plagas. Oh, okay, cool. But, yeah. Definitely, definitely good to know. <laughs> I, I have fucked up with my notes on several occasions. Just, I don't yeah, the other I, I two are reading through, yeah. I just, for the viewers out there, I feel like you should know. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that segment ends with them getting out eventually after after a slightly tense door scene, a few fights here and there. And I'll be honest as well. Okay, this is a general criticism. This might sound bad. A criticism of most Eastern fight scenes when it comes to hand to hand or melee fighting. Um, it just goes on too long. For my person, I understand this is a personal taste thing. And that's. I've compared it before, films like The Raid and um, Legend. I think it's what, mm-hmm. when I was talking about it with Steph. If you look at that scene in Legend where Tom Hardy's basically playing two Cray brothers, they go into a bar, it's the first 20, 30 minutes. Each hit, you feel the impact and people drop. Like immediately, you've got brass knuckles on the guy, Tom Hardy smacks one on the Crays, and then the guy drops. Yeah, blood on the like, face, everything. Wh- like, like one of them's dual wielding hammers, and basically everyone he hits goes down. Whereas in films like The Raid, I think this is the thing that you're gonna go for is like every every enemy takes like thirty hits to take out, yeah. unless they're like generic guy number six walking through a hallway, and it's like that. Okay, you're unconscious. I'll move on. It's just it loses the impact. It loses a lot of the mortality. I think a lot of the vulnerability that a lot of people in this have. The Chris fights, I think, in the sick film are some of the best actually, where they do have very um, lethal punches from both sides. Yeah, both both characters do take serious damage. Leon's a bit more acrobatic, which I just don't like. It's frankly, it's not realistic. I don't think Mm. that no one fights like this in real life. Yeah, I mean, I, I've. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the animation uh, background from from the studio where Although, this is coming from. Like, it does have this manga anime feel. I think it's fair. Film. I said it, it's my problem. I just don't yeah. like the style. I, I don't like it as well. I don't like it either. But um, I've got. I can see where it's coming from. People who like it, I've got nothing against that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's badly done. It's just not the style I like personally. In my fights, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that. But the only the only argument I've got against it for these specific films is because it's based on a game. If if you're playing a game and you get killed in one hit, like fucking, like I know some people like Dark Souls, but it's just not for me. But um, if if you get if you are playing a game and you get killed in one punch, you'd be like, well. Eh, I've lose I lose interest in it very quickly. See, so I'm... obviously you've got a health bar. You see, I'm one of those masochistic motherfuckers who plays Fallout New Vegas with realistic bullet damage. I'm one yeah. of those pricks. I-, I also know that you're one of those people that play Warhammer, and Warhammer is just fucking yeah. deadly anyway. Um, but yeah, so in a game, you play a game, you take, you've got like a health bar, so you can take a load of hits. So I can perfectly understand why 
Leon would get thrown against a fucking brick wall and be perfectly fine because, like, in games, you technically get you get punched the fuck out of by Mister X in re uh, the remake of Two if you're bad at it, and he's just like, ah, I'll fall to the ground and like stumble back to my feet. And that's him when he's not a fucking badass professional murderer of zombies and tyrants. That's what's what's the phrase? Pseudo narrative dissonance. Yeah. Um, but you have to have the gameplay. It's the same reason you find ammo everywhere. You know, it's it's yeah. just it's the medium. It's necessary. It's in film. You don't have to do that at all. But I know. I, I, it's yeah. I, I get where you're coming from because it comes from the games and this is yeah. the style they had in the games so clearly mm. they're going to have to retain it. And you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give that... I don't want to say a pass because I don't want to make it sound like it's bad. It's a certain style. A lot of people mm. like it. The Raid, I did like the film. Um, yeah. And it is mostly fighting. I still enjoyed it. But I just... Yeah, I, it, it just doesn't feel impactful whenever I yeah. watch stuff like this. I prefer a proper brutal like green room-esque when someone's punched or hurt, you fucking know they've been hurt. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, I've I've been in a few fights, and when you knock down to the ground, that's it. You're out of it. You are just on the floor, and you're going to feel the kick, and that's you're you're done. You ain't getting back up. I don't care who's doing it. That's yeah. I, I, maybe it's just because of that. And it's the same with Mike. Mike had a fucking miserable school he went to. And he stands by that kind of stuff. He prefers a proper, um, impactful thing. Yeah. He, he knows what it feels like. I suppose to be kicked in the head. It's just, mm. it does you win? Yeah. The zombie killing otherwise against the, the generic ones, especially with Chris, I like. Um, and in this, uh, Leon's too acrobatic for me, but I, I can live with it. Too stylized in a weird way. You know, the perfect yeah. version, actually, thinking about it. And this is very stylized, the violence. And there is some kind of back and forth in it, actually. But um, Sin City, I think, off the top of my head, is the best proper violence and fights I've seen done in a, in a stylized manner, where, where you feel every blow and you feel every cut. See, I'm just I, going off the top I of my head don't. and remembering. The, the only thing that I can think of where it's stylized but you can still feel it is maybe John Wick. Because that's... Like when he's taking bullets to the suit, maybe not. But when he's like actually like fucking hand to hand fighting people, it feels like okay, these guys are getting fucked up like on both sides. Oh, I like John Wick as well. Great, great film. But great use of action through that. I was just thinking yeah. since the Elijah Wood fight, um, is all that's going through my head at the moment. Where mm. he's scratching at Marv. That's uh, Mickey Rourke's character. That back and forth, that's great. But anyway, uh, we're back into this actual film before we go off on too much of a, <laughs> a tangent. Yeah. tangent. We're wandering off yeah. again. Uh, we get find refuge at church, working with Leon and uh, eventually both Sasha and little JD. Um, oh, I suppose I this is actually before, sorry, uh, an infection. I completely forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a moment in a square where a soldier's infected. This I take a bit of umbrage with as well. Where there's about like seven, eight infected, roughly a little under a dozen, right? Yeah, ish. And uh, JD goes in, says, "Oh, we should help," and Leon stops him. All I can think was, "Mate, there's about eight, nine of them." 
You can probably take them. See, the only thing that uh, the only thing that I understand, or I could probably say against this, is because they haven't given Leon a gun. They don't trust him yet. So it would be him with his hands and feet fighting like nine infected Las Plagas. And let's face it, JD couldn't even shoot one down in the catacombs. Like, Leon killed all of those down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Leon could have taken a pistol. Exactly, off he could have, have just asked. Like, yeah, he probably, yeah, yeah, he probably could have. Yeah, if he just took one, I imagine he'd probably be like, yeah, I've, I've, I've saved the fucking soldier. That's technically fighting against you, JD, but there you go, I saved him. Yeah, I, I think pistol back, but... very easy way I'd have wrote myself out of it um, is just to show Los Plagas uh, in a load of windows. In a load of buildings, and I kind of look. If we <laughs> shoot, there's going to be hundreds on us, and yeah. we, we're going to die. I think that for me, that's that's the best way of handling that. But as it's shown, Leon's a dick. <laughs> Leaving yeah, this poor twat to die. It's just, just a touch out of character. But mm. what was that uh, quote he gave in the fourth? Fourth. Fuck me. First film again. Uh, uh, yeah. If you don't try to save one life, you'll never save any. There you go. That really stood up to time, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just like, let, let that soldier go. That's yeah, what, what he gets paid for. Unless you're generic Eastern He's European. He's already past that. More vodka for Leon. More alcohol yeah. pop vodka for Leon. Sorry, let me clarify. Yeah, I will say that he's got a, he's, he had the bulletproof vest and he had a special pocket with a hip flask in it. So... It's a nice detail. Okay. Yeah. There are priorities. 100%. It's probably gotten to the point where it's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just take a hip flask with me to this really dangerous mission. <laughs> uh, that, that shit's probably re- they realistic. just built this in his quest because they're like, fuck, if he doesn't take the alcohol, he's not going to function at all. He's yeah. just going to lay around and whine on his bed, or I don't know. So let's better get him pumped. <laughs> I like to think they've called him out of vacation so often now that he can't roll it over to the next financial year. So they've just said, fuck <laughs> it. Right, look what we'll do. We'll sew alcohol into your clothes. And you can just drink <laughs> while you're there. And then, look, we're not fucking you over. You don't have to take us to the union. It's all fine. Just do it that way instead. Uh, yeah, the town, as we said earlier, as Ronya mentioned, very generic. Eastern European. Um, I don't mind that so much because it's... I don't know, I, I like the vibe, it's different, at least. I've not seen it in a Resident Evil property before. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, from what little I have seen. No, I don't think I have done it. Steph, have they done Eastern Europe? Or Europe? Generally? Wait, what? Have, have they ever done Europe in uh, Resident Evil? Is, um... uh, isn't the last one supposed to be in Europe? Okay, yeah, they've done Village. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think that's it. I'm just trying to think. Six goes all over the fucking place, so maybe six. It goes to China. They go to Japan. They go to China. They go to somewhere that's like, like Russia. They go to an underground lab, obviously. Oh, for fuck. That needs um, to be in there. Why? They go to a ship that's somewhere. I don't know. 
Yeah, there's a lot of places in six. They go all over the fucking place. Okay, there's there's nothing obviously Europe though. So yeah, this, this nothing is a, obviously. A change yeah. of pace at the very least. Um. So actually, I've put some of the shots for a little flat. Okay, I did mention it. Well done, me. I remember to actually do some film reviewing. Uh, with all this, it, it kind of barrels on. It, it stalls a touch, but not for long. There's only about five, ten minutes that it, it's paced a little um, badly, and nothing really happens for a while. I think they could have sliced off about 15 minutes from this without too much of a problem, and it, it would have improved it somewhat, but eventually like JD sent off to kill Leon and lets Leon go, basically. Uh, and says... I don't know if... No, it's not him that says it, is it? They find out that the Elders gave... Um, no, it is him, yeah. The Elders gave Los Plagas, and the Elders are barely ever mentioned again. They, yeah. they come up like once, twice like, from the president. The, yeah. The Elders are like background people like um the old guy that was shot is an elder but you don't see any of the others or you don't hear uh, hear from them or anything it's literally like yeah we'll give you these like leader las plagas things um you go out fight the wars and then it's literally it's brought up towards the end like yeah they were kind of dicks as far as we all know, that it's just like a statement of fact. They are the oldest people there. It's like fucking. Who do we get our advice from? Gregor. He's a lollipop man, but he is in his eighties. <laughs> I'm sure he'll know. Yeah, it'll be fine. Probably. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the best way to start fighting in your wars. Get some old men, escort them around the place, give them leader las plagas, and then get loads of liquors to kill stuff for them. I'm starting to see whether we're losing. Yeah. But also, like, I kind of see that this would work in real life as well. Kind of yeah. sad. It yeah. would work. It, it's... it would happen exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know for a fact they'd be like, well, the old people are going to die anyway. If we give them Leader Las Plagas, that will kill them slowly. But they can kill other stuff while they're, you know, doing yeah. the fun stuff. People would still try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. As we push through, I'm going to kind of get through a lot of... I think go through Leon's stuff and then deal with Ada. Um, mm -hmm. I suppose, to be fair, they coincide quickly here, where you get Leon yeah. meeting Ada in the parking lot, and that's where you get the whole um, carry-on any time but now. They should meet up, and Capcom have confirmed that's what Leon was doing in RE5, or during the period that's still around for RE5 before RE6 comes along. Uh, a few problems I have with the music. I didn't mention much in the last one beyond the violin. The music in all three of these are pretty generic. There's nothing really special to talk about, so I've only got complaints, I'm afraid. Uh, there's some like Final Fantasy-style fucking music that's placed over the backstory scene um, for Sasha and a load of other stuff. Yeah, It's just generic tripe. So, so Sasha's another guy that lost his wife because... Yep, because... They need someone to have like a tragic backstory. Um, that's kind of a bad guy, but kind of a good guy slash whatever. Um, Just on internet, have you ever seen that um, YouTuber who does like DC and Marvel clips and Smurf stuff? Weirdly, for laughs, Free Stooges stuff. It, it's like short one-minute scenes taking the piss out of superheroes, 
and there's one with the rhino where Spider-Man's going around. And then turns up to the rhino and says, oh, why are you doing this, rhino? And uh, have you got, like, a family that you need to feed, uh, save? Have you got someone with an unnamed illness? Um, were you abused as a kid? And the rhino just goes, no, I just like running through walls. <laughs> no real reason. And then Spider-Man says, you know what, I'm going to let you go on this one. <laughs> Fuck it. It's, it's refreshing. I, I wanted something like that in these films. I just wanted someone who was, yeah, I'm evil. Why am I evil? I just am. That's, yeah. that's it. I it enjoy this. Like this. Yeah. That's how I, I think they kind of wanted to have this with the with the third movie. I think they wanted to go for someone who's just like insane, because that's I think what their intention oh, was. They but still had to tack up on. on it. Yeah. Yeah, and and they totally fucked up on it. So. I I just want someone who's unabashedly just I do this because I like fucking twirling my mustache. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. sort of fucking is. I, I, I get a hard on from controlling liquors. That's fucking the be all and end all of all of this. Or even just money. At least Ada's just yeah. money. That's yeah. fine by me. I don't quite understand. I want money to spend on what after you've destroyed the world. I'm yeah. Kind of short sighted, but yeah, it kind of works. It, it, it's better than this whole, yeah, my wife died, my child died. Everyone's fucking wife or child. It's a wonder this planet still has people to reproduce with is everyone's fucking wife is dead <laughs> no wonder curtis had to fuck his sister i mean to be honest being a therapist in this world must pay you like, <laughs> really well yeah uh, it's probably the only other fucking job other than bsa agent the, and... the good thing is like you can't just be a therapist because you can apparently fake your cv <laughs> anyway so <laughs> Uh fuck. Yeah, it's just it's just annoying. Um And I think it goes to say a lot that Sasha I didn't care about for this film and Steph got his name, so I'm presuming you didn't give a shit either. Not really. Most of this. Like he's he's a dude for me. It's like I don't he's not like a main character or he's not like anyone of interest. He's never gonna show up again. So I mean at the end of this film, he's crippled. So, meh. Yeah. Um, so, JD, right? He he's annoying at the start, and he doesn't. Yeah. His wife's not fucking dead. His brother's not dead. He's not tried to avenge his village after they were slaughtered by Uroboros. No. Nope. Not gone on some rampage. He's just slightly annoying, slightly endearing, and he's doing this. He says later he's doing this to have time with his friends to yeah. enjoy that, which is that, a bit that stupid. Is like... But, that's yeah. the part that annoyed me. Yeah. Okay, that that's why why yeah. go into a fight just to be with your buddies? Like that yeah, doesn't it's make like, any sense. It's just at a all. touch psychopathic. <laughs> but yeah. I'm only here because I wanted to spend time with you guys. I, I, I can die like, like the very first second, but that uh, doesn't keep me from spending time with you. Like uh, what are we doing today, friends? Is it Monopoly? No, it's taking child skulls and putting them up around the village. Lovely. It's fine. I mean, yeah. they could have like, stayed at home and like, played poker or something and drank some wine. I don't know. But my point is, right, uh, despite all that, despite all the irritating elements of his character, the stuff doesn't quite work. His death is more impactful than anyone else in all three of these films. You actually started to like a character because you actually started to like a character and they haven't been able to do that with any other character before. Yeah, guess what, Capcom? You didn't need to kill his fucking wife off. Didn't need to do shit with him. It was perfectly fine. He's the most tragic character 
than the, the whole fucking franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah, him, him dying, I, I genuinely felt quite sad. It does strike me as a bit harsh that Leon cripples Sasha later in the film with one mm. bullet, which, fuck off. Is that possible? I think, yeah. like, surgery, maybe. Not fucking, yeah, yeah. I can shoot you in I the mean, spine, because Leon's the best shot in the world, apparently. If you're really lucky. I mean, it... Maybe, like, with outer fire and, like, just, like, going on a straight line, like, through your spine. That, that might work, I don't know. Oh, no one can pull that off. And really yeah. lucky, Leon just does it off on a hat. He I just think he fires. To actually shoot the liver and he just, like, failed and then he crippled. But all yeah, I, I, meant, was, right? I meant to shoot you in the head, but I accidentally hit your spine. Sorry, bud. Leon was that confident in shooting Sasha. Why the fuck didn't he do it for JD? Like, yeah, Sasha, I'll say. Could he, could he not do it? Was it, like, a different infection? Am I, am I missing something here? Wait. Like, he, he crippled Sasha, right? Yeah. Shot the thing off Sasha. Why didn't he do that to JD? Because it already infected him. Hasn't it, like, already infected Sasha, though? It was already in him. No. So, um, the leader, the leader Las Plagas, and the, like, general, like, soldier Las Plagas, like, works in a different way from what I can tell. This is just hypothesis at this point. I, I don't know, because... Let's face it, in the games, they're not really explained that well after the fucking T and G virus are created. Las Plagas just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, it's a thing, fuck off. Um, but <clears throat> the, leader, the leader one, you still have some kind of cognitive function. It can still take over you if you aren't bonded with it properly. I think. But once once the once the Las Plagas does take over, you basically become a generic soldier Las Plagas. That's why when the old guy um started losing himself, he started to get the red eyes like the normal soldiers did. Um and basically just tried to attack anyone that was around him. He regained his kind of cognitive function and then was like, yeah, just shoot me in the head because I'm fucked at this point. But I think the Las Plagas thing attaches itself to the spine anyway, which is like attached to the brain and all that shit. So, eh? Okay, I think I'm on the same page. Right, so JD was fucked. Yeah. That's that's a shame. Yeah. Leon isn't a prick this way. Yeah. Leon isn't a prick. He did actually just, like, kill the dude, because... <laughs> but, like, <laughs> then again, like, how did he hit... No, okay. I'm not going it. Like, he... Uh, could have tried, and then, like, if it didn't work, like, yeah. okay, it's I mean, too far or something. He could have shot him in the spine, and then he would just be a useless soldier, Las Plagas, lying on the floor, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it started, like, walking on its nose then, or so. Yeah, never know. it starts dragging itself across the floor with its tongue, like... <laughs> it would have been actually funny! Yeah, or his, or his head would have just exploded, and... Oh, wait, it did. Yeah, he's had to exp- I mean, at that point, I'll grant Leon. Not much you can do there. <laughs> yeah, there's no point saving him then. <laughs> and to be frank, if you could, I, I wouldn't want to be saved. 
I wouldn't yeah. want just tentacle if heads. My head, if my head was a large slug face tentacle monster, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Don't. What are your fucking job options as a tentacle head? I'd actually Do don't don't even yeah don't even answer that question. Yeah, because there's only there's only <laughs> one fucking answer to that question, and no one. <laughs> no one wants to see that. You know what? I, I guarantee you, there, talking wrong. Yeah, yeah there's some people that would want. To. Each their own. I mean, if if Nemesis made the rounds, that definitely made the rounds yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's your piece of advice for the day. I think we said this in the last one. Then don't look up Nemesis on DeviantArt. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Right. So uh, with all that, Sasha infects himself, much to the. A disagreement, yeah. disgruntlement right. of Leon. Right, I, I want to point out. So there's in his like militia. There's about thirty, forty people, right? Yeah. The church is attacked. All like twenty nine of those people are dead. There's just Sasha left. He still continues the mission to attack the president's like like base of operations, where it's completely heavily fortified. And he's like, yeah, I'll get this done on my own. Fine. He's got liquors. No, I'm with that. Even if it's a suicide mission, um, it's clearly something that he's so headstrong about, so decisive oh, yeah. that he wants to push on it. Yeah. It's just there's smarter ways to do it. Yeah. No, that, that will grant you. I mean, he's kind of on a ticking time bomb, to be fair, once he's infected himself with the Lost Plagueis. I don't know yeah. what I mean, the it's, span it's is. Not- yeah, it's not like he would be like, all right, I'm going to infect myself now, and now I'll think of a plan. He could have been like, I'll think of a plan first, then I'll inject myself, and then I'll carry it out. But, but the problem is he was kind of like in a desperate situation. So I kind of get that, because I think he did not see like him walking out there, and like he was in a kind of desperate situation. So he was mm. like, okay, I'm just going to grasp the last straw. And probably his thinking. In retrospect, he did win. So Yeah. Yeah. I oh. mean Right. Uh, all right, there's a bit towards the end that I want to get into, but I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. He, he technically did win for a long yeah. fucking time and it looked I mean obviously he won. But yeah. It looked like he was winning for most yeah. of it. To, to, to be, be fair, fair. The, the president's Security shit. was shit. President security made up of stormtroopers. Actually, not even storm. To say the president security made up of stormtroopers is disparaging stormtroopers. These guys, these guys make stormtroopers look like Clint fucking Eastwood. And it's like a fucking cartoon where you just see bullet holes, <laughs> creating an outline of the person. Yeah, they shot every every square Everywhere inch. But- but Everywhere then. but him, yeah, yeah. Basically, Sasha, fuck knows who's driving the band, but either remote control. Oh, a hundred percent. I hope liquor with a disguise yeah. on. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a liquor with a with a fedora on because let's face it, his brain would be out. Fedora and, and trench coat. No, 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 no. He's yeah. he's wearing a hat like like yeah. one of those trucker baseball hats, like very old. Baseball head. Yeah, 100%. Even yeah. better. Yeah. And, and a wife beater with his arm yeah. out, still sticking it, with the claws. And he's got a pipe, his pipe smoking. Because fuck it, why not? And he's it's, playing Willie Nelson. Like, he's yeah, it, <laughs> just got the And then the guards at the front of the gate is like, hey, stop. 
there's no one in the driver's seat, and then the back door's open. At that point, I'd be like, open fire. Yeah, but you see, at the time, the the disguised liquor is um, just speaking of liquor. <laughs> it, it's doing a whole like BW, and yeah. for some reason, the gate guy's just nodding his head along, and this this uh, allows everything else to get in. Yeah, so the liquor's attack kill all of the soldiers that's around, which, let's face it, we've already seen one infected, so it doesn't take long. Then there's, like, at this point, Ada's fought the president, and the president's like, yeah, I used to be, well, I still am a fucking instructor in Krav Maga or whatever the fuck I do. Um, Can we talk about this fighting, because it's so unrealistic? Yeah, this is. I, I hated this fight, and also like Ada in this skirt, it's not working. Like how she fights in that skirt, that's like technically Im- Im- impossible. I thought you were right. going to be like the fashion place then for a sec. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, Sorry. Were you going to say that that girl needs to get some better trousers? She looks awful yeah. in that. Exactly, because yeah. like to be fair, like if if you're wearing like like one of these suit skirts, they're like made out of like the same material as any other. Sk- suit is made of it's like not stretchy at all and there's like run yeah cheap yeah so we're talking about a a cgi film where zombies are a real thing no 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 100 percent. i'm going with this i i i don't take that i need the realistic in the little part so i can accept the full-on but you you can't you can't like you can't be like Maybe there's like an elastic material that uh, that bu- looks like satin <laughs> or whatever. Bullshit! They have to shove pants. that in. They have to d- explain that stuff. Did the, no, I'm, I'm with pants, like I, I mean, pants. suspension of disbelief I, only works within the universe. You can't suddenly go, "Well, there's zombies, so there must be other stuff as well." Suspension of disbelief I mean, works to what rules they have established already. I, I I'm a hundred percent on this. I want to point out, in every game, she's in a fucking skin-tight dress. Yeah, that's for boys to yeah, jack off to. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. Actually, and... no, it works. Sorry. No, it, it's for its intended purpose. It definitely works. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But... yeah, I get so... that. Like, I, I totally get that. Realistically. This is, this is the same universe as those films where she's in a skin-tight red dress. Oh, no. Compare her to Jill. Compare her to what Claire wears. Which is far okay. more reasonable. Okay. Okay. Did this this conversation happens in number th- uh, in in the next one because she'll she'll say it. I will say it. It will come out. But I in number f- in number five, in Jill is wearing a skin tight, fucking like latex outfit with her boobs hanging out, and it looks stupid. Well, the yeah. thing is, they are not hanging but, out, and that is the problem I have with that, but, because you have to glue them, like, fucking, and it would not hold for but, a fight scene. This is still the same universe, so still don't wrong. these clothes, don't these clothes get a pass? No, it looks if, ridiculous. None of them get a pass. None of them. They're all, ridi- wait, they're all wait, stupid. Wait, wait, wait. wait, the clothes are ridiculous, but zombies aren't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going in for a zombie movie, so I'm expecting I, I, zombies right. to be there. Look, to be, like, this, in... is the, this is the word I'm expecting. Well, based on that zombies. logic, I could have seen fucking Frodo in a Sasha Baron Cohen-style mankini and gone, well, there are orcs <laughs> in the universe, so the Sasha Baron Cohen mankini makes sense. You don't, I mean, fucking orcs don't exist. Okay. Is that not weird as well? Is that, that's fine. 
That slides. No, it's stupid. I'm just, no, I'm just saying, like in a, in a in a in a franchise where this is a regular thing, where a woman is wearing a skin tight red dress, you're still hung up about the clothes. Yeah, I am hung up on the clothes, hundred percent. Which 100% is 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 a thing time. that has always happened. But in the games, you didn't have a problem with it, but now you do. Games, no, I have, a, have I have a problem with the games as well. <laughs> it, you see that it does not work in the live action because it, there you just like realize how yeah, random it, it, and right. ridiculous it in, is. In the live action films, they take themselves way too seriously. They're still dressed in the same way, though. In this... Exactly. In this, they don't take themselves very seriously. No. This one it, does it, though. The, this film yeah. does. I, I'd give you that on Vendetta or the I mean, first one, but this one skirt, does. Like ripped open or something. Like if if there was like something like that that she does a, like one of those kicks to the president and they are fighting right. and like something no. like breaks. I'm like okay, yeah. That, that, that. Something does, but you don't pay attention to it because you're still hung hung up about the skirt. She gets stabbed in yes. the chest. In the chest, but the suit protects her because it's like a combat material. No, it doesn't fucking matter. If you lift your leg up and you lift your other one in the other direction, a suit's going to rip. I know that because I've sat down in trousers hearing. and they rip. Right. It's basic Again, physics. Basic. Okay. Yes. But in this make believe universe where zombies are a thing and so are like. Giant squid tentacles yeah. that pop out of people's heads. Frodo Mankini. Frodo Mankini. You don't think Mankinis aren't a thing in Lord of the Rings, as far as I know. I've never fucking watched them or read them, but it's Yeah, but if thing. you're going on the basis but that zombies are skin fantastical. Tight, skin tight combat like elasticated combat armor is a thing in this. It's like going to Halo and being like, oh, that dude got shot. It doesn't matter if he's Master Chief and he's got like protein armor. It's not. Yeah, but that is like a different situation because that is like established in the universe. Like here is no establishment of their clothes are super functional. It is. It's just in the game. Oh, don't don't go. It's in the game. Bullshit. I don't care. It's in the game. You establish it in the film. It looks ridiculous. And it dress needs to be your women on. appropriately that... and everything is fine. Okay, at, at the very least, Steph, mm-hmm. would you agree that the purpose is to sexualize them? That's that's why they made these suits. The purpose was to sexualize the character. No, that's why they made the red. Okay, what? Why? Why did they? Right. Why did the creators do it then? Why did they choose a red dress raider? Okay, in the game, yeah, she's going to meet her boyfriend. So she dresses up like. She's going that, to. Then she that, never changes it, no, her is, dress is, in like five years. No, sorry, I'm, I'm curious now. Sorry, she, she, does... she goes to um, the Lost Plagas Island. What was what was the name of that? Sorry, just just so I get the right. The, the Lost Pla- the island in RE4. What's the name of that island? I don't know. She's, okay, fair enough. Um, well, she goes to that's when she's wearing the red dress, right? In right. Or so is it in, in, RE2 right. she's wearing the in red Resident, dress? Uh, right, in the original Resident Evil 2, right, okay. she RE2. wears the red dress okay. because she goes to meet her boyfriend, who isn't actually a boyfriend, but she's basically playing this dude to get into the uh, umbrella. Yep, I get you. So in 4, I believe she's trying to make a deal with some people. 
to get to purchase the Lust Plagas parasite. Right. That's okay. What she's on the island. I'm with you. But in she st- instead she steals it. Yep. So you've got to look nice for a fucking interview or fucking to try and purchase something. You don't want to go in there looking like a fucking spy, do you? Because then you'd be like, oh, that guy's a spy. You wear the same dress you have worn. It's not, the, uh, okay. it's not the same dress. She just likes the color red, and she likes wearing dresses. You see, I, I get where you're it's not, you're coming it's not from. The same dress, start. right? So if I'm making a I deal, I love that you defend this so much. Right, here's where we go. Right, I'm going. I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm making a deal with um, uh, an enemy insurgency, and I'm, I'm kind of a spy. Right, I go into that deal, and yes, granted, I may be wearing something fanciful, or I see a dictator. Let's say. I'm, I'm going to wear a suit. Of mm-hmm. course I am. But right, okay. when, when uh, the shooting starts, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that suit off. Right. Because mobility shoot- right. okay. is a problem. Again, again, the shooting hasn't started. She's still pretending to be a BSAA but member. When it does start, I'm going to take everything off. Right. Okay. And the, the problem is, right, in this, mm-hmm. all they needed to do, all they needed to do, and she could wear the suit, that's fine. All they needed to do was just rip it up a bit during the fight as she's they kicking did. up. Not they not did. just because they stab it, but as she's kicking up, as she's punching around, they needed to show that, yeah, the suit doesn't really manipulate that well and it tears at the seams as she's going around. She's trying but to it, manipulate it. But it does. It. But it, that's literally where I'm coming from. It, it's it's elasticated suit that has some ballistic properties oh. to... Right. Okay. I'll go over what, this. What, what other games? What other games are in the universe that have like skin tight armor that protects the user? Um, let's go with well, the fucking six ton proto protein armor that's in Halo. Like, oh, is that can't... explained and designed for? Yes, it is. It's yes, real. Yeah, it is. It is in the game if you pay attention. But because you don't, and you don't understand it, you're like, "Oh, she's wearing uh, a suit." This and, is stupid. No, no, no. I mean, we're not gonna, we're not gonna push anywhere on this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this I'll... is going on for way too long, I think. This is ridiculous, and the fight's shit. The fight just goes on forever. I yeah. like five minutes solid. Also, I, I don't, don't still get why the president is fighting so well because. Some backstory with like oh she's supposed to be like blah blah blah. Yeah, I get that, but then like well, you put her against who... like Ada Wong and Leon S. Kennedy, both of which have presumably been training for years upon years. Um and she yeah, somehow and, and matches and beats. This girl is supposed to be like in politics for like years and years and years. Like, is she spending all her free time like training or like uh in fact, it does remind me of um, a joke by, I think it's Bill Burr, who, who said something about Barack Obama and his wife, where he said, you know how much someone works, looking at Barack Obama, where he, he went into the presidency at like 44, and by the time he got out, he looked like 80. Yeah. <laughs> he just miserable time yeah. working day in, day out, and his wife looked younger when she got out. Uh, and the president in this... Looks good. I mean, you take the New Zealand president at the moment. She's she's put in hours and hours of work, years and years of work, and she looks like shit. It's not a smack against her at all. That's just stress. It's what happens to you when you go year by year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, President, this looks great. I think she just did fuck all. Honestly, I think she's just a mouthpiece and practicing Krav Maga in the sidelines. 
That's all she does. Sorry, can, can we postpone this meeting, yeah, please? Because I'm not, like, finished with my Krav Maga <laughs> class. Like, please come back, like, in half an hour, and then we can, like, settle this war thing. Okay, bye. Yeah, I think maybe she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. She's putting it through. Uh, because, realistically, she's the president of a war-torn country. She should look like shit. She should look miserable. Yeah. I get why in, in, in such a country you would select someone who has like a military background, but still, like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't doesn't go well, like, that she's like that good of a fighter. Well, yeah, um, Aid Wong, Ely, yeah, Wong, captured yeah. and all this shit, uh, speeding along a touch. She ends up getting out, uh, she has a knife in her heel, which is a cool little actually uh, tidbit they shoved in there and. That that I'll give you, Steph. That a hundred percent works with the uh, formal wear, the heel knife. That that's a fun little extra. Um, I was oh, you, one... don't to, you don't want to uh, complain how she can run in heels. No, because oh, yeah, if I, I complained totally about how she ran in heels, then I'll complain about every fucking film that ever existed. Have the, the heel knife, stupid in a Resident Evil way, and I like that. Maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I like that. Um, I did I did kind of wonder when she said all part of the plan. If it was really, or if she's just telling herself that, I'm sure it's the former. But I was wondering if like a leg was crippled, her head was taken on, and she'd go all part of the plan, just how far she'd take it. But uh, uh, and Leon pushing through into the capital as well, fights a couple of liquors. I say fights them more, just like throws one into an abyss, shoots the other in a frankly boring sequence, um, and then. The next, say, 40 minutes, pretty much, I think this is roughly the hour mark, is just fighting. There's some conversation here and there, but it's it's mostly just fighting back and forth. Yep. And this is where I switched off, more or less. I really liked the film up until now, and this is where it goes. Eh, great. And up until the research. point, everything gets nuked. Yeah. Yeah, research. It's a research station. It's just research fucking labs. That's all it is. Grey research lab at this point. Uh, with the one proviso being that the tyrant Mr. X's did look pretty nice. They look alright. For what they are, they're clearly just trying to emulate Mr. X and they did an okay job. I don't know how well they did on the mutations because I didn't see him uh, mutate. I haven't played with the second game obviously. Um, how close was that, Steph? Roughly? What, the... Mr. X mutations? Pirate. Yeah. Um, they're pretty spot on. Like one for one? Yeah, pretty much. The only one that they're missing is like when it turns into this fucking broided out dick face thing, but it it gets worse, but they've killed them before they can get to that point. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, that makes some sense. Um, because they take off their inhibitor. I was just reading some stuff about it, right? Take off like, the mutation yeah. inhibitor and then it can go wild, yeah. Yeah, basically the, the the trench coat acts as like a disguise slash in like uh, inhibitor for it to like stop being as fucked up and huge. Yeah. Um. Honestly, here myself beyond again a couple things that the guards do, like shooting in a circle at each other, which is pretty funny, and shouting, "Please stop, God, stop!" as they uh, kind of. Weeping Angel style take themselves out. And yeah. where Leon dodges about 15 men automatically firing on him. 
Fucking useless ass is killed by liquors, luckily, shortly after, so I don't have to complain about it too much. But fuck all happens now that I, I that I can really talk about. It's just action. It's liquors attacking um, tyrants. If either of you two want to mention anything, go right ahead, but I, I said I clocked out here. Um, there, there's only one bit at the end that uh, like towards the end of this large fight like when they get out to the city where Leon Paul like he, he aims a gun clicks it has no bullets he drops it and then pulls out a knife against like two of these misdirect <laughs> things that have taken the inhibitors off and it's like um, I don't think you win this one Leon but I mean, fucking more balls to you, I guess. <laughs> he probably would have even won it because he's the main character. Yeah, I mean, plot armor thankfully would have been they they yeah that, 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 but... heavily they 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 rescued him and uh, everything is plot wise fine. So I think once again, I'd have given it massive credit if they'd have gone full games and just had him like swiping, then backing off, swiping, backing off, swiping, backing <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, the movie is like bad. one hour longer just because of those scenes. Oh, that's why he's an alcoholic. He's had to do that for fucking years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose at the end, country, as said right at the start, is downfalled, invaded by the Russia and the USA at the same time, which, no, it fucking isn't. And uh, Sasha's crippled. Running around yep. in a wheelchair. I said running around in a wheelchair, spinning around in a wheelchair. Rolling around um, in a happy Eastern European, presumably still war-torn, destroyed town. It's probably still a shithole. Like, tyrants, it's been bombed, it's been attacked. I don't... Yeah. I, you, know, you ain't rolling in a wheelchair around any of these fucking streets, I can tell you that much, but the amount of rubble that's going to be fucking caked. Yeah, they've had... They've had last, like, beta, the soldier last Lagos running around, killing people and fucking tanks rolling through and all that shit but looks good apparently. Yeah, I'm fairly certain this whole place would be fucked if you like a raccoon city, sod it, bomb it um, actually one thing before I forget uh, not quite sure why the hell she didn't use the Mr. X's before all this like why she, didn't she, just... want, she wanted it to make it look like the rebels were the ones that are bringing the ah right in the bioweapons in so she could be like, yeah, I'm totally against bioweapons and I want to join the UN and all that bullshit. And then when she actually, oh, she fucked up by letting Leon and Ada in there and then they all escaped. Oh, fair enough. Okay, that, that more or less closed that up. Excellent. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice uh, trails to finish. Ada does save Leon again. But otherwise, the last 40 minutes, if it does it for you, then you'll enjoy it. Uh, I don't think there's much more I can say to that. It's, it's a lot of action. It's got a very Japanese feel to it, actually, a kind of anime-esque style yeah. um, that really doesn't do it for me. It never has. There's a reason I've only seen, like, four anime projects, and most of those are pretty westernized, from what I've been told. Um. I think I've been told like Cowboy Bebop and uh, One Punch Man are pretty Western style animes, in the name of that whole pantheon. So, eh, whatever, whatever works. Um, but yeah, 
I, it, I think the first hour is genuinely really good. The last 40 minutes are still well made, but just don't do it for me, personally. It's a good film. Yeah. I think it's the only it's one good still. I think it follows kind of the plotline of a lot of action movies. Like, you have more of the plot in the beginning and then it kind of like goes up until you have like the major fight scenes and uh, in the end as as kind of the um, finale Um, so I think it just follows those basic plot lines uh, of of, of action movies I'm okay with that I don't mind the fight scenes I think it's still the best movies of all three oh yeah no doubt on that uh, Steph, you played mm-hmm. I mean all the games up right. Jack Curiosity, yeah. um out of four, five and six, the films obviously these are set vaguely around. How would you how would you rank those three the games? Uh four last because I hated four. Yeah. Uh six then five. Okay. That's kind of interesting. It's the same general um ranking for the films, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, technically, yeah. That's uh, kind of interesting. I was just wondering if there's any correlation. Actually, no, because I like, I like the first, I like Degeneration more than I like the last one. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, Which fair enough. The third I like more. No, I like the first 20 minutes of Vendetta quite a lot. And that that for me puts it above. He's, I don't think there was anything in Degeneration I actually liked, um, except seeing Claire again. Actually, the playing through uh, Veronica and seeing stuff from two, I did like having Claire come back because I don't think she's been in one since like Resident Evil Vendetta Veronica. at this point or Ver- Veronica. I mean, yeah, been what twenty years? Jesus. Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm talking roughly. Yeah, um, that's damnation. It's pretty good. As there's not much to be said for that. It's the first time I think I've said that about a Resident Evil film. Actually, no, I say that Resident Evil One's still good, and I'll defend Resident yeah. Evil Three till the day I die. One and two are good. To the day I die, I say that when Steph strangles me in my sleep for defending Resident Evil Three or Four. Yeah, I'll just. So now, new episode comes right. out of this podcast. We know why. Okay then, uh, jumping into Resident Evil Vendetta 2017, I actually haven't wrote it down, I think it was that roughly. I'm just going to go straight to the cast and crew to push through because we are pushing on time. Uh, directed by, you know what, fuck it, Ronya, please God. Takanori Tsujimoto. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Hart, who was in Hard Revenge, uh, Millie, I, I have no idea, Bushido Man, and uh, Red Tears 2011. Hasn't actually done much, if I remember rightly, when I was looking up his stuff. Then writing-wise, we've got f- two people here. Makato Fukami, uh, who... All of these are books, by the way. Uh, or manga, I suppose. With most of them, based on the covers. Got mm-hmm. Berserk, uh, the Flame Dragonite, which I've just been told is the worst one. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> Taking on that, I think the author... The actual author died recently? Yeah. Yeah, he died literally after... Uh, no. He died like a week before I got my berserk tattoo, so I don't think I was the cause of that. But <laughs> I planned it a week before. Oh, that's a universal karma. <laughs> Come out of yourself. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's a good tattoo, though. Yeah, thanks. 
Uh, we've got uh, Succubus and Hitman Volume 1. That sounds shit. I mean, to yeah. be fair, it doesn't sound as bad as Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka Volume 1. That sounds awful. That's That's got yeah. proper fucking um, like high school DXD vibes going on there in that title. I can just I can see the girl now. She looks about twelve, but turns out she's twelve thousand, and that's that's the excuse that she has that she can sleep with anyone she wants. I, I fucking hate manga sometimes. I know I'm stereotyping, but it exists. Then the other one, I don't know to be fair if this is um, the Japanese uh, fella wrote everything and then the American translated, possibly. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look into it. I don't think there's anything around to really tell me. But uh, Joan McLean, who's done the Drama Club, uh, Life Tracker, and Demon Resurrection, nothing to do with the Demons franchise, all of which are shit. And I looked into like five minutes, a couple of them, they are terrible. Like species level, just trekky shit. The worst, yeah, the worst fucking Star Trek episode you can imagine. That's what these things look like. Production-wise, I don't usually mention this, but kind of interesting. Uh, Takashi, she is Shimizu, Shimizu, let's go with that, Shimizu, who did all the Grudge films, directed them from the first one onwards, and I I really love the G1 Grudge films, so it was nice to see. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, not saying that's a mark of quality, uh, Sam Raimi's produced a lot of shit, including the Grudge remake from 2020, so producer mm. means fuck all sometimes, but uh, yeah, I do still respect the guy massively. The Dillard's Grudge films are amazing. Uh, cast wise, we've got Kevin Dorman, who's Chris Redfield, uh, who's also in Avatar, Avatar 2, the recent one, Beowulf, and Real Steel, which is a Hugh Jackman film about uh, boxing robots. Uh, Kevin Dorman, actually, I haven't checked. Do you know if he voices Chris, Steph? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. He, yeah. he does it in 5 and 6. And Village, I'm presuming? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think it sounds similar. I think that's... His... Yeah. Okay. I've seen clips of Village. He's quite cool. Cameron, I can't deny. I like his character in those. I think yeah, I think he's like 50 now as well, so it's got a slightly different dynamic to it because it's obviously been years since the first Resident Evil. Uh, which always, always fun. Uh, Matthew Mercer coming back as Leon S. Kennedy... You again, RE6, Critical Role, all that fun stuff. Erin uh, Cahill as Rebecca Chambers, who, there always has to be fucking someone who's been in Christmas films. In all of these lists, someone has touched some romantic Christmas shit, and that's all they do. Every time, like, if they've had one romantic Christmas film, they're in about 12 of the fucking things. And it's no difference, like, she's in A Timeless Christmas, Christmas Bedtime Stories, also in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. I've seen the first one. It's not great. I think that's understating it. It's terrible. But this point, I think Beverly just Hills like Chihuahua. Christmas movies must pay very well. I think they're like Hallmark films. They can just be shot out, just splooged out in like two days. And so you get, you get paid for fuck all work. Basically, it's all done. One take. Right, that's good enough because no one cares. In and out. And I've never seen a Christmas film trailer that made me think, oh, that looks worth watching. There was the, the Amelia Clark one a little bit back. That, again, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have any fucking good expectation on that. Uh, oh, and yeah, Power Rangers, Time Force, 
if anyone was curious, she was the Pink Ranger. Um, yeah, I haven't actually watched them, but I know that's important to some people for some reason. So I looked into it. Uh, and John Demi Demeter. Demeter. Uh, I know there were spaced out between the two, who plays Arius, the villain, basically, who's in Leprechaun 3. Great film. Absolutely great. Uh, Pet Shop of Horrors TV show, um, Megiddo, The Omega Code 2, and Princess Mononoke, uh, one of the Ghibli films. He played, I think, the coward, the husband of one of the wives in Irontown, um, who's a pussy, all the way through it, if anyone's curious. I uh, actually do have a budget box office for this situation. Budget, surprisingly fucking low, at 1.2 million. I don't know if I trust that at all, to be honest. That that was just gathered from one of the sites. I, I can imagine that being far higher, to be frank, uh, given how much work goes into animation. I, I just can't see it being 1.2 million. Maybe 12, maybe it was a typo, but hey. And then made a total of 1.8 million at the end of all this. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I just don't know how to pinpoint these things. Uh, and then trivia-wise, just set after Resident Evil 6, I did look up a quick timeline. Um, there's one sitting on like Quora, basically Reddit. There's no official timeline from what I'm aware of. But uh, basically, of the, the last games, if you're like me and you're a complete layman, you've got, um, yeah, of all the films we've talked about already, then you've got uh, RE6, and after RE6, there's a game, I think, called RE Revelations 2. That, shit, it was either just before 5 or just after 6. I can't remember which, but somewhere around there. And then immediately after that, you've got Vendetta. And then um, RE7, which is pretty much immediately followed up by Village. I know the RE6 timeline as well. The games, from what I could tell, the chapters um, are all over the place in terms of the timeline. It, it's just convoluted timey wimey stuff <laughs> jumping straight into a scene by scene start with Leon in kind of a dream sequence which reminded me quite a lot of the Batman Arkham games the you know Scarecrow segments in those oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Asylum actually why am I saying I think I've platinum those games on fucking like every platform it was Asylum the first meeting you had uh, after going through the not the treatment ward the one after that where you unzip basically his parents and shit and ah scarecrow. Um this scene has been done a lot, or it feels so generic that I feel it's been done a lot, which is probably just as bad. Uh, it's still done decently well here. I'm not gonna completely uh, disparage it on that note. He shoots into a bag, it's kind of paint by the numbers, but still, hey, it works for what it is. It's like PTSD thing sets up a backstory without needing the fucking exposition at the start that the fifth film decided to lean on. Whereas um, when you're leaning on Leon, it, uh, it works. Show, don't tell. Who the funk? Right, and then we get pushed over to the other protagonist. Uh, good old Chris Redfield and the squad. He gives a whole... Um, be ready to shoot your friends line that you get in a lot of zombie films that you were telling me is bullshit and he's never had to kill anyone he likes. Yeah. Pretty much his family has died. His mum and dad died in a car accident when he was still a kid. His sister's still alive. 
pretty much all of his friends are still alive except for the ones that betrayed him which he didn't really shoot um uh i mean the only thing i know with jill he didn't shoot her when she was yeah no he he actively he actively went against trying to shoot her and freed her from a mind control device yeah that was a thing um I literally don't think he shot anyone that he's friends with. I mean, I think that's says oh, it all. Oh, wait. Mm, yeah, he didn't even do that. Uh, there's in six, one of the teammates is called Piers. He didn't shoot him either. Uh, I mean, he left him to die, but he's never had to like actively point a gun at him and shoot him. Eh, fair enough. Here's a question, actually. Um, so you don't like Resident Evil 4? That. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which protagonist do you prefer? Uh, in in everything. Oh, um. I'm talking about overall. I still think it's Leon, because he's been given more background and backstory compared to the others. Like Chris is just like a frat boy douchebag that's got muscles for days. Um. Is Chris the runner-up, or is that Jill? Or does he Jill's not even prob- fit that? Jill, Jill is probably runner-up, then it's Chris. Okay. Okay, that's... that's Yeah, maybe I've just got... I, I, I love the um, old grizzled man kind of concept too much, and I've seen Chris in Village and 8. See, in in Village, they try to make it, they try to make it seem like he's the bad guy. Well, with the very first like opening scene of it. I've seen the scene, yeah. I've seen scenes yeah. from Village. And and then they absolutely go back on it like, oh no yeah. no, we did it because this really happened. But like you don't need to frame it in a way that makes him look like a bad guy then. Because then it just makes him look like a douchebag. Which to be fair, he looked like anyway because he punched and headbutted boulders, but at least he was still a relatively nice guy with some kind of like with some like minor background, whereas in village it's just like meh. Yeah, and he was great in um, Resident Evil. After like you know, I can't even finish that sentence. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think my throat was trying to strangle me during that one. That just closed itself. My larynx. That that was my mind power. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Ron here. Um, I know you mm-hmm. you've gone through a couple of the games here and there. Have you got a favourite Resident Evil protagonist? I mean, I like playing as Claire. She's like kind of like jump into the situation and you just have to deal with it. And I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Just like she's pushed into all of this and kind of like characters that are not like well trained from the beginning, but you like kind of like as you pick up the skills in the game, your character does. That's what you get with her. I can tell that kind of like the underdog story for everything. It's always nice to have that outplay on it. She's got a fun character as well, proud of it. Um, it's a shame that in Resident Evil, Ben uh, Veronica, you have to play Steve fucking Burnside. Yeah, as your B story, pretty much. He is. He ha- he has an actual line in it. I'm not shitting you. 
I'm presuming people who even played the Resident Evil games might not have touched Veronica because it's very PS1 era Resident Evil. There's a line in it where he literally says, um, after you, milady, or all for you, milady, I will defend your honour. Some shit like that, a proper like fedora tip moment. Like, uh, poor Claire. It's like, of all she's been exposed to, the tyrants and everything, she's not been exposed to anything more fucking toxic than Steve Burnside. <laughs> and yeah, Claire's good. Uh, it's a shame they've just really butchered her when you're going through these yeah. films. And may- maybe I'm coming at this just mostly having watched the films, and I've played Veronica, which has a bit of Chris in it as well, obviously, where you do play as him for a bit. Um, and I haven't actually played one where you play as Leon, I don't think. I haven't gone through two properly. I've seen bits of it. I haven't got... Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, but... Oh, no, I've played a bit of Six, where I just wasted ammo and pissed stuff off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Passing the controllers back and forth, yeah. Uh, but I, I prefer like Chris in this as well, and Chris through most of it. It's just, I don't know, a, a slightly more interesting impact in this film, at least, um, compared to Leon, who's not one note. I don't want to say I, I do like Leon in the previous two films. I just, I like the, the outlook, the outline. Stoic, rugged man. Same with Barry Byrne. I always like the idea of Barry Byrne. So, uh, with this, with Chris Redfield's section, I think it's fair to say it's the most horrific in any of the three films uh, with the children and I can't really say the most reminiscent of Resident Evil, Spencer's Mansion stuff, the first Resident Evil. I think it was trying to elicit that to some extent. To be be fair, it looks an awful lot like the Spencer Mansion to the point where I had to check if it wasn't. It isn't. It's just, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's got a Mexican name or a Spanish name or something. Um, Fucking fanboy Arius trying to rebuild it because he's yeah, it it almost it pretty much looks like the Spencer Mansion, and it should have clicked in my head that it's definitely not because Spencer's Mansion blew up <laughs> at, the, at the end of the first one, but I still had to check. Yeah, yeah, I I, I just fanboying over at the fucking Arius, who's yeah. who's a pointless villain. It's just Albert Wesker, but we can get Albert Wesker because he's dead. No, and we're yeah. not putting Jake Muller in because. We have some dignity still. They could, they could have put Alex in. <laughs> they could have fucking Alex would have been a fun villain to uh, throw around. The, the kind of smart side. I, I think you can get away with that. Just what, about uh, Albert's sister. Yeah, I think she was still alive here. Because I know Resident Evil um, Zero is set somewhere around here. Uh, um, where all that goes down. Zero. Wait. Maybe I'm way off. Yeah, Zero is set before one. Okay, maybe not Zero I'm talking about, because I know it's got Barry and Jill in it. Or Barry and... Yeah, Barry and Jill. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, with Alex as the main villain. I can't remember what fucking game oh, it is. Oh, Re- uh, Rev- Revelation? Revelation. I think Revelations Part 2 is set after yeah. this. Yeah, it's set after this, I think. You could have got away with using Alex and she'd have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't have to kill her at the end. Yeah, you could have left her be. Yeah. I mean, really, you could have done the exact same sequence and just let her walk away. Yeah. Pretty much. It, 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 I think it would have added something. Here and yeah. There. E- even if it was literally like a little... Uh, see, I don't, I don't know if this would work, actually. 
But a little cutscene at the end that was like Alex had manipulated the situation to be this, like this Aerus guy, Aerus guy, to be the full guy for it. I I can kind of see that, but it wouldn't have it would have tied into like um, Alex's butt in Revelations two and shit. Like you could have manipulated the, this film to be a manipulation for that. I, th- I think it would be more interesting than the whole wedding plot. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot more, and um, it'd get rid of one of the major gripes I have, and how they use Rebecca's character in this, mm-hmm. where she's a damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. almost worse than that. She's borderline a um, oh fuck, I can't remember the trap name, but locked in the fridge, a body in a fridge. I can't remember the exact term. Now, but basically, someone who's meant to die just to give necessity to the, the heroes. She's almost that. Oh right. And, okay. and she 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 didn't have to be. She could have stood on her own. And I'll get into that when we get into that. Uh, yeah. Uh, find out they're flying over towards the Spencer Mansion stuff. We find out that one of the agents, Kathy White, along with her son Zachary, who for some fucking reason, while Kathy White was sent undercover, they sent her son with her as well. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, the only thing that I could think of for that is like, oh, you're going to be there for a long time. Do you want to take your son? Plus, it's a better cover if you're a family woman working for this arms dealer company sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, she's not exactly winning a Parent of the Fucking Year award, is she? Yeah, no. And honestly, if it was like, you're better off having a family, I'd I'd have gone with, okay, you're better off having a family, so we're going to give you five midgets. We're going to yeah. pretend to be your children. Run around, go like, um, shit, I was about to spoil a film there. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be an arsehole. Go like Children of the Corn. You know the acts from that's like 29 when he did that. Yeah, just say the name. We'll completely ruin it. If, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I've, so they're both fucked. We know that yeah. kind of on the off. Yep. They're, they've, they've been captured at some point in, and it's kind of wondering when they're going to pop up, basically. Uh, Zachary pops up earlier than Kathy and he, he comes in a really fun way. Uh, can't deny it at all. The spe- yeah, with the, yeah, with the um, the remote controlled car and the bed like occasionally twitching. So the soldiers go over to check it. I don't know why they'd pick it up and be like I mean it's a remote controlled car, what why do you care? Um but you should see where it's coming from, like see who's controlling yeah. it, because if it's twitching and shit, you know. Um, they turn around, and Zach is completely covered in blood, like from head to toe. Um, of course, you ask, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, uh, yeah. "Just shoot." Like at this point, you know that, like, again, zombies are a thing. Just shoot. If you see yeah. a kid like covered from head to toe, like dripping blood from his mouth, like, it's not just on his shirt where you like, okay, yeah, probably he just like I don't know got hit or something. No, it's like dripping from his mouth. Like just shoot immediately. Yeah, like um, they even give him time to like look up, smile at them, and his like jaw descends as he like screams, and that's like a. Reaction times for soldiers must be fairly quick, I imagine. I imagine it's quicker than a kid looking up from his like remote control 
looking at them, smiling. I imagine he would have got a bullet to the head fairly quickly. Oh, 100%. It'd be um, like the uh, scene from Dog Soldiers. She'd, it, this thing would just be shot immediately. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, that all happens. And then instead of, like, because zombies aren't clever, they can't set up traps or anything. Um, everyone goes to check on the room where they've just heard, like, three people screaming, oh, we're dying. Um, they go in look at the remote controlled car on the te- on the bed it starts twitching again um and zach the zombie has gone back to his corner and he's still fucking about with the remote control car he's got a favorite toy i'm not gonna push him on that yeah i, I actually go back from the reaction thing i think it's worse than that and um, I think the Chris says the two main objectives are something on the lines of get Arius, uh, capture him, which that I agree with. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And find the two operatives. I honestly think they should have gone, no. Nah. It should have based on Chris's statement about you kill Fred. He should have just said shit to kill. Ignore everyone else. Um, and that's how it would be, I feel, for the, um, was it BSAA? Is that the acronym? Yeah. Yeah. If I was going to design a team like this, it would be shit to kill just because the end of the world could be pushed into place. You know what you're getting into. Like, it's not a secret. Yeah. Like, everyone that's there should know what zombies are or, like, bioorganic weapons are. I don't see them being, like, scared enough to be like, "Uh." Like, I imagine if it's one of their first days, then fair enough. Then you deserve the horrible wire. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's one person that's like on the plane and is he does the fucking dickhead thing where it's like oh yeah you fucking you're the, you're the the hero big hero Chris Redfield are you and then Chris does the whole fucking have you ever killed a friend sort of thing but unless that's like everyone's first day on the job I don't see why BSAA would be like right yeah let's fucking send everyone into a situation where they don't fucking know what's going on. Well, you know what? If it Presuming it's not their first day on the job, right? That means that mm. everyone before them is dead. Um, I'd be shitting myself and would learn as much as possible. Yeah. If they go, yeah, what? welcome to the BSSA. Um, we're not going to give you a name yet, we're just going to give you a number, because you're probably going to be dead <laughs> within the night. Yeah. Actually, thinking about it now, I think it's the it's the same as what the first one was, so we're sending a specialist with a group of untrained fuckwits. Basically. And I don't know why, as as a company that's the BSAA, I don't know why they'd be like, alright, let's send some untrained people that don't know what fucking BOWs are, send them into a fucking that situation, because they're just going to come back dead. Yeah, I mean, I presume it's like an XCOM thing. Like, they've got the best of the best, but they're still getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. Maybe that's like how they do it. They do like kind of like a natural selection with their soldiers. Like <laughs> you see, like they they just drop them into these situations without knowing anything, and the ones that actually survive are going to be like the super soldiers coming up. That's that. There've got to be easier ways to do that. <laughs> got to be simpler <laughs> designs on that. Is that it's got to have like a naught point naught one percent success. It's got the same success rate as grabbing a two year old and throwing him in the deep end. And go, whichever one swims, that's mine. 
Yeah, maybe maybe one will swim. You never know. And this will be the super soldier of the universe. And it's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Ball the punching. Yeah. I, um, I mean, and Claire. Claire takes on so many. I, Just... I, yeah, I do want to say, because this is technically set after six, at this point, he's he's fist for Wesker. He didn't win, fair enough, but he's Wesker is a legit super soldier. He is legit created to be like super speedy, super injury, like super high fucking damage threshold, but all that shit. He has to be like RPG twice in a volcano. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Chris did that, but he can't fight a slightly aging dude that took his weapon from him. There are lines you cannot cross. <laughs> He's pulling his punches for the geriatric. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Elder you abuse. Fucking, you you punched a large fucking boulder that literally has been scientifically proven that you could not do. But unless you exerted like a force of like fucking, I think it was like sixteen megatons of TNT or some bullshit. It was something fucking men mental. And this dude fucking whips your ass with your own weapons, he's and he's old. Yeah, I presumed he was, like, yeah, but... enhanced and some shit. Yeah, um, or maybe you get sued if you hit him, because you're hitting on older people. <laughs> Film 4, BSAA, I mean, sued for I mean, discrimination. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't think drama. the US, uh, especially in this film, they've dropped a nuke on a wedding. I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we'll, hold, we'll, we'll allow this to go to court. Never know. You know, uh, I... I'm just trying to reasoning here, okay? I've just realised I got drunk last night and asked um, mm -hmm. someone I called a scientist. I think right. she's a mortician. Just how fast you have to run at wire to cut yourself open. Don't think it's her yeah. specialty field, now I think about it. But um, she's, she got back to me, uh, mm -hmm. just quickly checking, and she said, not, not human can't go fast enough to manage it. Yeah, I, I'd think that. Like, they take, like, three steps at like jogging pace and they're diced into slight like small cubes. Would have just Include, off. including their weapons. Yeah, it's like a proper cube thing. Yeah. Uh style. Should say that this was absolutely a method of killing people using wire. And very thin wire to cut people apart and trucks apart actually. But, yeah, but if they go by high speed, or if you're like on a motorcycle on high speed and there's a wire, yeah, I see that yeah. working. That was the thing, yeah, that we were at high speed. This was during, um, I think, the Suez Crisis. They used this uh, kind of booby trap stuff. I know they used it before. Yeah, you'd have uh, a wire set up, nice and crisp and clean, a truck would go past, and before anyone knew it, loaded decapitated soldiers going around, and the truck would be sliced. Some of these wires are genuinely thin enough that they can manage that. But you have to go at 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour to even try to attempt cutting through something. Well enough. So, what we're, three. What, so what we're saying is these two soldiers were the Flash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or the wires were so thin like, thinner than any material has ever been created, so that they were able yeah, to but actually have you ever, cut have in you, slow pace. 
Have you ever ran into a spider web and just gone, <laughs> fuck? That would have like Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because if that would have happened, I would be dead by now! <laughs> talking about maybe like a micrometer thick wire, I suppose, but even still, it, the wire would snap before it do yeah. damage to you. Yeah, you, you, the wire would break yeah, before they, you they, break. They would have just like bounced off. But then again, like, I don't even see why they need the wire in this situation anyways. Why can't they just like have this uh, bunchy torso have its way? Because they needed this, the villain to look really creepy by standing at the other end of the hallway. Yeah, the other yeah. problem with any of this stuff, yeah. like when, it's, it's the same Star Wars problem when uh, they had someone in The Last Jedi had someone um, light speed into a Star Destroyer. All I can think now is, why use guns? Should it be more effective to just have like a really long wire and have two soldiers at either end just run at the enemy constantly? <laughs> That's the new, the new um, thing. Replace guns with wires. That's how we do it now. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, overrun, because we need to speed this up. Uh, Chris yeah. is overrun. He jumps out of a window. Uh, which I guess will make him lose a fight against an old man. Ah, bollocks, um, he punched a boulder. Yeah, so he jumps out of a window, he gets fucked up, Glenarius takes his gun, starts beating him to shit with his own fucking assault rifle, leaves him, like, crippled on the floor to the point where he can't even fight off a zombie, apparently, um, which is literally his only, like, fucking good point. In this, like, like he is made to fight zombies at this point. That's that's it. He can't do that. And then it shows uh, Glenarius's massive villain point, like turning point, where his wedding gets blown up by the U.S. because he's still an arms dealer. But they blow up his wedding because that's when they know he'll be there and they have his uh, wife's hand survive. Yeah. And hold on to him. Basically, everyone dies except for the person that they want to kill. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's not really a smart bomb. To... It's just a yeah. Like also, like who does like just like bomb a wedding? Like there are so many smart ways to take out one person. Like literally, like people are being assassinated by drones at this point of time. And if we like they. This timeline we are in there, they have some pretty advanced technology and shit. They could have come up with something more efficient and just like dropping a heavy bomb that doesn't even kill the dude they wanted to kill. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't fucking work anyway. I, I, I do love the arm that's just sticking off. Yeah, um, other, funny. Other survivors, uh, it's not his mom. I looked into the yeah, biography. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, his sister-in-law? Yeah, I think something like that. Um, Maria Gomez, who's still dressed like a complete slut, which he designed, presumably. Yeah. You creepy bastard. Uh, along with her dad, uh, Diego, yeah. the tyrant who um, just looks shit. Yeah. It's generic, boring, looks kind of like one of the berserkers from uh, Borderlands 2. Not berserker. What am I thinking of? The, uh, the tiny headed things. The buckets on their head. Hey, you know what I'm on about, though. Yeah, I know. What you're on. But yeah, it's just got no real charm to it. It's, it's got none of the um, silent, stoic terror that Mister X pushes into you. Neither has it got any of the the proto uh, tyrants. That kind of 
just vivid gore that they had. Um, mm. Outright horror. Neither does it have Nemesis's uh, single-minded devotion and the kind of terror that induces that he's coming for you no matter what, and he'll keep coming back. This pussy gets taken out by like one grenade. Yeah, in and it's just a drop to the ground, and then after that, granted, he uh, he does mutate. But from what I remember, both Mister X and Nemesis take a lot more fucking beating before they have to go into mutation mode. Yeah. And they, they take more of a beating as well after. I mean, fucking Mr. X in the last film managed to grab a rocket midair, which was fun. Which was good. I did forget to mention that. Um, not actually killed by an RPG for once. So mm. uh, this guy's just shit. It's just awful. Yeah. Um, I thought that is getting way ahead of myself. Yeah, Chris loses the fight against Ares, uh, but is saved by a uh, helicopter. Uh, so, plot armor, yeah. Massive plot armor. Helicopter size plot armor. Yeah. Uh, I do like as well that Ares says his price is reasonable. That's just a yeah. nice addition in there, and it's uh, very small. I have good products, and my prices are reasonable. Yeah. You're a fucking arms dealer. You don't have to fucking sell the BSAA on that shit. Do you think that means you just like a two for one off? And I like you buy the time. Yeah. <laughs> you buy one you assault one rifle, you'll get a handgun free. By one tyrant will give you this fucking zombie as well on top. Yeah. Doubling up. Um, By Ebola will give you chlamydia. It's not as effective, but hey. Does if some the good zombies job. are not selling well, then you can just give them as freebies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how much would a zombie cost, realistically? One zombie. It's going to be a bit trash, it- isn't it? I mean, it depends on, like, how you, like, recruit your zombie humans. Like, do you just, like, abduct people? Are you just, like, randomly infecting people? Then you have, like, of course, like, the, the um, virus uh, production cost, which is, like, pharmaceutical costs are always very high. So, uh, it's not that cheap. I think you can get a cheaper assault rifle. I think he offers it out in the general market as well. Then, like, the average person just buy one zombie. Yeah. yeah that's uh, the question. To take revenge on people. Oh, yeah, that would kind of, like in this world, that would kind of like work. So, I feel like that's getting a touch now. Have That'd you be been, funny as shit. Have you been betrayed by your husband? Use the T virus now <laughs> to eliminate all your problems. Hey, it's the A virus in this. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, who true. gives a fuck? <laughs> it's, it's all the same, isn't it? All ends up with. By that, I mean there's no like fun difference that you get with Lost Plagas or Ouroboros. There's no yeah, interesting they're just, they're tentacle just addition. They're just the, it's the same as the fucking T-Virus, just controllable. Such a minute difference, it's pointless. Did they just add, like, I was like, okay, but they, it was the fact that they ran out of letters because now we're in A and we start with T. Do we go through, um, like, Excel? We go AA, AB. Or they start having to go through numbers and shit. It's going to get confusing eventually. Yeah. I said, uh, hey. if they keep making this shit as well, there's got to be like a few hundred viruses that were just minor and did fuck also, all. Like, do they mutate? I mean, the virus itself, isn't it mutating as well? Because yeah. like, if you have like a normal, like speaking of normal biology virus, you have them like naturally developing and mutating. So 
Isn't that happening with these viruses as well? Or have they some kind of like genetic blocker on that? Because then you would have like, oh no, there's a new uh, variant of that uh, T-virus again. We call it G-virus now or Z-virus. I bet bet you there's like viruses G through T just give you the fucking hiccups and we're just failures all the way down. Like fucking virus K, all it does is make your skin slightly itchy. And so they shelve that shit and then they get to virus fucking L. And all that does is slightly enlarge your big toe. Just useless virus after useless virus. So they get just like walk around, like not being evil and eating brain, but you're just like basically a zombie in your brain. Yeah, there has to be useless ones. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be pointless fucking, well, this virus failed. Great. Back to the fucking drawing board. I mean, yeah. I mean, so how it. How they technically work it is there's T virus, then there's the T Veronica virus, then there's the T Abyss virus. So they're basically variants of the same virus, it's just they've like slightly tweaked it. But does it like can it only be tweaked by the um people like working on it or can it just like naturally also well you, you get the um genetic mutations from the tyrants at least because mm. they get they get our inhibitors taken off the trench coat and for nemesis i don't know what it is that mutates him or what his inhibitor was but it he um, definitely mutates it's literally uh like uh basically his body has taken so much damage that it's can't hold itself together so it puts itself into whatever form it can okay yeah all that that works but yeah there is clear mutation i do want to give like very quick props to be fair to the cgi films and the games um actually (laughs) in reference to the uh alice films at least the cgi stuff as much as i complained about the a virus and shit and the games um they have different viruses throughout it and so they can have different monsters and have a bit of fun with it and still have it make sense. Fucking Alice films, just T-Virus, 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 t- fuck off. And they're, they're just, yeah. They're, I mean, I know they go yeah. nuts with it, but it just makes no sense. There's no consistency to any of that, at least in this stuff, that they do follow a narrative properly. And it's, it's fun to have different letters and shit, even still. Um, with all that, anyway, Chris saved. We get introduced to... Uh, resident damsel in distress for this one uh, who is Rebecca Chambers uh, looking like an actual human as opposed to her RE1 counterpart which looked like an anime girl frankly um, no offence to RE1 Steph <laughs> she just did yeah she didn't look like a, a proper like hardened military either which was a paramedic I've seen female paramedics um they're buff. Like the proper the proper really high up ones, the ones you use for like special ops. It's like you get like Vasquez, you don't get fucking the spindly arm Rebecca Chambers. It's probably she... why she moved to like actual research and is not killed on the field. That's fair as well, yeah. And yeah, she's developing uh, or has developed I mean has, I suppose, developed a vaccine for all the A virus shit that's occurring around. And then with this, we get to sit properly testing in action. Does work. The whole section is attacked by gas by uh, Maria, telling everyone except Becky. For some reason, doesn't quite turn her immediately. But hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing on it too much. 
uh, into a zombie. And she heals herself up. I, I honestly think they wasted this a little bit. I know this is underground grey lab and I've complained about that before. Um, but she's not got a gun or anything and she's in tight corridors. I think you could have done quite a lot with this. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think they wasted yeah. it on just a couple tables with a zombie being catapulted around. Yeah. Or more jump scares. They think, could have been like good jump scares, but yeah, they did not. Yeah, pretty much. Like you could have had doors opening, lifts opening with more of them piling out, um, seeing that your options are being cut off. Which I think went out. Uh, sealing yourself away as they started bashing on the glass. And then you actually, t- Rebecca taking the fight to them rather than just having Chris save her as well. Just doing a bit more with that. I, there's a lot they could have done here, I think. It's some wasted potential, and with this film being as bloated in certain sections as it is, a lot could have been cut out in various places. It takes like 48 minutes to actually get to uh, the midway point, where you get to Leon drinking whiskey, which feels like the the prelude, really, where you actually introduce yeah. Leon finally. It, it takes ages to get to that point. Um a lot of that panning could have been cut and given to this section and allowed Rebecca to shine a lot more really I think uh, and there are more problems later in that I'll get with the writing around her character uh, but yeah otherwise the scene was it's generic I can't say much I've seen this in every other zombie film she kills a yeah. couple she kicks a couple <laughs> she stabs one with a pair of scissors yeah. And for X stars, she's just a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, she was the medic of the group, and I think she yeah, was. But you still rookie. have basic training. Yeah, there are combat medics. Or you sent out. 100%. Yeah. And if I'm putting. Yeah, I'm not together. defending them. So. Yeah. How was she in RE1? How were she, was... she wasn't. She was the rookie, so Chris had to protect her. How like protective we're we talking? Like she couldn't even like, shoot a gun, kind of level. Like she doesn't have a gun. Fuck me, but bollocks. So she, would she be so sent she's, out on that? So she's the uh, protagonist of Zero, um, in which she can pretty you play as her, so she holds her own against like zombies and like leech monsters. But um, yeah, apparently she loses that. And in one, in one, she's just like, no, you have to take me to this place and let me p- play the piano and shit. Um, yeah. Sorry, what? She needs to play uh, the piano. Yeah, there's like a little, there's a, there's a puzzle where you have to play uh, Midnight Sonata on the piano. Uh, and Chris can't do it because he's a man. Um, and ah! basically, Rebecca has to do it. To be fair to Steph, wow. there, I'm presuming Jill can play it as well. Yeah, based on that, yeah. Jill, Jill, Jill's Bang able on. to play it first, first off, like straight. Um, so, uh, what happens after you play the tune? Uh, just a wall opens up. Just a wall opens. A, yeah, uh, uh, you can grab a uh, like a a placard that goes into the main hall. That's it. Quick follow-up question. Why the fuck did Spencer design his house that way? Um. Money. So, no. He he paid someone else to do it, 
and basically he did it so his house was a maze, maze so no one could ever find like his laboratory, which makes sense because technically the stars get there and instantly find his laboratory. But <laughs> basically, he was like, "Right, you got you've built this, you've built this house to be basically like a fucking puzzle maze sort of thing." And he basically went, "Right, you made it." No escape from it. If you can't, you've done a good job. If you do, you die. Yeah, sorry, if you don't, you die. So basically killed the person that made his mansion just so that no one else could like have the blueprints to f- his place. I feel like it'd been better spent just buying a massive vault door. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, because, I mean, you can say it's a maze, you're not going to find where my lab is. But when they come in, yeah... I, w- I might not be able to go through the maze, but I do have a demolitions crew. I'm going to cut the yeah. fucking hedges down now. Yeah, you've got one of the stars members whose main weapon is a fucking grenade launcher. So yeah, just a blood of walls up. <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah. Um... What a moron. Um, okay, pushing on from that. Yeah, uh, Rebecca said by Chris. Um, mm-hmm. All of Chris's fighting in this, I love. I, I like the style. On everything he does, especially um, in the last little section, I think he he, he does really have an impact. On everything he he pushes on, he's got a certain bruiser kind of fighting style to him, which yeah. uh, I appreciate quite a lot. There's a, there's a difference as well between him and Leon, which I, I do like. Uh, it, yeah. It's not all the same style all the way through. There is a clear push. I'm presuming that's a little bit of a nod to some of the. Um, different protagonists you get through the games where there is a distinct style between the two characters in every game you do, from what I know, from what I've seen. There's always like some difference in the, the characters. To keep it fresh. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm talking up my arse and maybe they just did it mm-hmm. because Chris is big. Who yeah, knows? Chris is big, Leon's small, Leon does flippy shit. Chris doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> well... Get a plane going out, taking Rebecca away, meets some of the other uh, members of the BSAA, none of which you need to remember. Nope. No, they they serve zero they purpose beyond dying. They reference Breaking Bad to make them seem relatable, and then they die. Yeah, the problem is like the reference Breaking Bad at about 25 minutes in, 30 minutes in, let's say, after the whole mm-hmm. Rebecca thing. And then they die about an hour later. Yeah. And, and honest to fuck, like, when this chopper turned up, when the helicarrier turned up again, who the fuck is that pilot in it? And when it killed someone inside, I said, who, who is she again? Yeah, so there's four, four members of this team that Chris has got together. Two of them die, and one of them is critically injured. <laughs> so, eh. It doesn't really matter who's who <laughs> at this point. Their teams are just working so very well. Yeah. You think I swear to God, it's, it, I, I stick by my uh, theory that they just like put in like rookies and just let them survive or not. You think they'd be more it's worried whenever uh, they're assigned to Chris? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Oh no, I'm on a suicide mission. No! What's your name? Chris Redfield. Yeah, can I get a transfer? <laughs> I'd love and then to Chris see, uh... is like sitting there alone and is like, why does no one want to come with me? 
Like a lonely kid on a playground. Poor Chris. How, how, many, pe- how many of your teammates are dead yet? Oh, right. All of them. Um, yeah, I, I'll like, I'll have a transfer, please. Someone that's less, like, killing. Yeah, maybe people. there are, like, actually cool jobs where you be able to, like, drink pina colada on a beach or so. I mean, yeah, I Leon's Leon's yeah. job. Leon's job, he's literally, he's always on vacation and he's always pissed. Yeah, so apparently you need to choose the right need, person. Yeah, you need to be a special agent for the president, I guess. And then you get shit whenever you want off and you can be fucking pissed. It's working for him. Yeah, he, like I said, he's a high function, like extremely high functioning alcoholic. That's that's why, honest to fuck, I don't think he drinks whiskey or vodka. Yeah, I, it's it's a, all a cruel ploy. He drinks flat Coca Cola, really. But he's like, <laughs> no, yeah, but, whiskey. Oh, just just imagine like Coca Cola out of a flask. There's nothing more dis- disgusting than that. He thinks it makes it, him seem mysterious. I <laughs> yeah, I hope it's just water, <laughs> and he pretends it's vodka. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he's poured it into a bottle of whiskey, just a load of coke, just to make himself seem <laughs> more cool. And it, he's shaking it so much that the bubbles are out, because apparently, like, uh, whiskey does not have bubbles, so even more disgusting. That's why he doesn't mind his vacation ending constantly. He's not really doing anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> shaking bottles of coke. <laughs> Poor bastard. Uh, uh... Might as well fair move over towards him. Rebecca, obviously, uh, finding all the research. She's got a load of stuff into vaccines, and that's eventually how Ares found out about her. Uh, the Great Lakes, she put two and two together because there are a load of incidents around the Great Lakes, which wouldn't fucking everyone, but hey-ho. Uh, and eventually she takes it to the water that comes from the Great Lakes, obviously, and that's causing some of the outbreaks around that. Yeah, Basically, bump into Leon because they say, um, I can't remember what it is they say they need Leon for. I think he was, I think it's about Lost Plagas because they say Ares might be an ex Lost Plagas. Yeah, so... basically, it's, basically, it's the whole controllable thing. Um, they think that it's basically the same as the Lost Plagas um, parasite, and it's not. Uh, but they're like, well, we'll go see an expert about Las Plagas because he's the first one to discover it, I guess, or to fight against it. Um, and then, yeah, they go to him in a bar, and he's completely shit faced, and he's like, Isn't yeah, he at a hotel or something. Wasn't that a hotel? I don't, I don't I think, think it so. Was it, a hotel. Wasn't he sitting in this living roomy area kind no, of? No, it's li- it was literally a bar. There was loads of d- other tables in there. Yeah, but I, I okay, maybe I'm wrong. I just thought it was like more like a breakfast hotel or like dinner hotel area. So um, I thought that he was still was no on vacation guess. there. That was my assumption somehow, but I might have gotten it wrong. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a hotel thing. Uh, oh, bar, sorry, bar. I mean, fuck me. I think it was just a bar thing. That looks a nice one, definitely. Yeah. Um, right up in the mountains uh, and yeah, Chris is an arsehole yep. just stops him drinking berates him for some reason Yeah, I, I can't help but th- I mean, to be fair, it's Chris, he can actually punch boulders I wouldn't do this, but I'd like to think I would I'll pretend I would, I would go, fuck off mate, I'm drinking, yeah. I'm on holiday go away yeah. 
Basically, that's what Leon almost does. He's like, um, yeah, I'll have another bottle, please. And then when Chris is like, yeah, no, you can't do that. He grabs the hip flask and starts drinking from that instead. And he's like, for fuck's sake, where are you pulling these bottles from? That's just, uh, yeah, like, as yes, a, pockets everywhere. As a proud alcoholic, I do resent everything about Chris in this scene. <laughs> proud of it. We've got to stick by our own. We're uh, casticized by the rest of society. Yeah. Uh, so, Rebecca goes on a tirade at this point, basically telling the two people that can protect her um, and have protected her in the past, uh, calls them children. And then fucking storms off. Like, I'm going to go wash my face because I can't deal with you children. So she storms off like a child. Um, and then she sees blood coming from underneath a like toilet stall. Which, let's face it, if you think zombies are a thing and you see blood coming out of a toilet stall and you're not armed, would you check? Nope. Yeah, you just get the fuck out, go to the people that are armed, and then tell them, hey, there's blood coming from this toilet seat. Just, just, I, I didn't check, because if there was a zombie inside, I don't have any weapons. Or what? at least, like, get a knife or something, like, yeah. from a kitchen, or, I don't know. Yeah, do, do something, but instead, she's stupid, she pushes open the toilet, she gets, hot, like, jumped from behind and choked out. Um, I'm trying to think of the three options it could have possibly been. It's either um, murdered person on the toilet seat, yeah, person who killed themselves on the toilet seat, and this is going to sound terrible, but this is the only thing I can think she must have thought, because it's the only thing I can think in my head to justify actually opening the door, the worst PMS of all time. Yeah, I can cl clarify that no period is that strong. Yeah, also, I think, like, why, I think like, a woman's you can, point. Yeah, and you can still, like, kind of, like, I mean, you know where it's coming out from, so you would not just, like, let it drop in the, uh, next to the toilet, like, mm, yeah. I'm talking, like, gushing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is there not how this works. <laughs> there are serious gynecological problems. She needs to see someone. I cut myself I while shaming. So she's fucking unconscious at this point. Um, a guy stumbles in that we're supposed to know, like um, Leon's backstory from the like opening credits uh, comes in, and like, oh, I was part of this terrorist. Uh, sorry, I was part of this group that was stopping like a terrorist explosion in blah blah. I don't it fuck knows where because they don't explain it. Um, and this guy sold us out, and this guy walks in. And then he's like, yeah, fuck this guy. I'm going to fucking stab him in the fucking heart because blah, blah, blah. And then he has everything to do with Glenarius's plans, his fucking home bases. Apparently, he, he gives that out freely. Um, and then, obviously, this guy who sold everyone out clearly has a family. So... After. Yeah. Uh... Fucking everyone like, in this. You, you have to save my family. Every everything gets fucking minigunned. Also, but, like, but how? Like, I did we just miss this? But he never actually talked about the actual location. No, it's really fucking funny. Actually, Leon just hangs up on the family and they're never mentioned again. 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Gonna fucking dead. <laughs> I'd say it with me, everyone never seen or heard from again. And yeah, Leon abandons them. It's the only presumption yeah. I can make here. They're never mentioned, never shown. Leon just goes, you know what, fuck it, I can't be arsed. <laughs> this dude could have just, like, not been there. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, where was I? Uh, so, yeah. Everyone's getting, because uh, the bad guys turn up at this point, and they're like, well, we need to take care of that guy who's that backstabbed them, but is backstabbing us now. So, they minigun the whole fucking bar for that, instead of, I don't know, just shooting one person with a sniper rifle. Um, and, oh, the waitress's arm gets blown off because, oh, I love holy it. shit. Yeah, yeah, that was actually cool a really shit. good thing. Um, and basically, fucking, Jesus Christ. So, as soon as the father dies, his family call him and it's like, hey, uh, just wanted to let you know, did you manage to talk to that guy that um, you said that would help us? And then, obviously, Leon doesn't talk because, I mean, why the fuck would he? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, "Hey, sorry, uh, your husband just got minigunned." Um, probably a bit nicer than I would say it, but he'd he'd pr- he'd probably tell him. Instead, he lets them worry, and then cuts the call, and then again, then they mention. Uh, and they um, die. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I imagine they've gone. They've gone to Glen Arius and they've gone. Yeah. So this guy, um, like my my husband was going to talk to these guys, and then he's just like, bang. Yeah. <laughs> they're the they're they're the zombies that come out of the elevator later on. Um, yeah, I mean, we so get yeah. all the wedding shit after this, um, which is my biggest plot like problem, writing related problem. They had such a nice setup to be able to just go through Rebecca and say that, look, yeah, you're you're a great scientist. You've created this um, vaccine, and you're the biggest yeah. threat logically. You, you know, the biggest problem to Ares's plans. That's it. That's where you end it. You finish finish there, and just it's all. Yeah, you're incredibly competent. You're a Stars member, so you know you're dangerous. You, you know what you're doing, and Ares is threatened by that. And that's where you finish it. You don't do this bullshit of, oh, you look like my dead wife. It's utter contrivance crap. I, not only is it insulting, it's... Um, I, I, don't, I don't decry this often. It's sexist, for one. Yeah. It's just the implication that she can't have, you know, got... Um, been a problem without this whole fucking wife shit. She has to be attached to him in some way, shape or form. She can't just be her own person. And it's it's pointless. It's entirely unnecessary. And I can just hear how clever the fucking writer thought he was being shoving this in. It'd been so simple just having him be fucking mental. Yeah. Um... So, I know, I know everyone's like, great. I mean, well, there's probably some people that are like, yay, we like all the science talk. 
but I fucking can't stand any of it. Like, you don't have to explain to me how she figured it out. You don't have to explain to me how it works. Oh. I'll just take it on faith that he's in. He's bought a water company. He's fucking infected that water with like this, like, like prior uh, tree fucking virus thing, and whatever. I'll I'll take that on fucking faith. You don't have to explain to me that she's figured it out, and you don't have to make her sound smart. You can just make her look smart and fucking get on with it. The yeah. thing is, like, I don't think that viruses do actually work like this. I'm I'm no biologist or virologist by any means, but like a virus triggering another virus, and then like I, I don't think that works. No, I no. haven't heard of anything like that before. That's why um, Los yeah. Plagas doesn't explain it. That's why uh, Uroboros doesn't really explain it. First, that means it's it's show don't tell. It's a film. You don't need yeah. to explain to me all this shit. You could just show me a load of um, the trucks later in the film where he releases the virus. Just show me a load of water treatment trucks. Yeah, and release it from that, and I'll go. Oh, okay. So it's it's in the water. That's that's what Rebecca mentioned earlier. She said, "Oh, they're they're spread around like, the Great Lakes." As like simple they, like that. Spread around the Great Lakes, so it must be something to do with the water. That, they do it. One they, line. They do it, and they go. Um, right. So when she's in the lab, she grabs a bottle of water that's got written on it, "Agua, Agua A," of, and it's the fucking symbol that he he uses. Yeah, and it's got underneath. It's just got written, literally written on the water bowl, um, water from the Great Lakes. That's literally <laughs> yeah. all it says. They don't have to go. Oh, we found all these fucking the all these these incidents are happening around the Great Lakes. I wonder what that could mean. And then have her go. Okay, yeah, I I realized that uh, you were infecting for people from the water from the Great Lakes. Just I'll. I, like I made that connection in my head. You don't need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Well, I mean, the, the dummies in the back. Yeah, they showed a map as well with like a load of X's yeah. around the Great Lakes, and that that's enough. Yeah. To go okay. Yeah. So it's even if you don't know it's the Great Lakes, that's enough to go. Okay, it's water based. Yeah. Got that. That's fine. That's literally all they need to do. But no, they do the whole fucking. I think maybe to just extend fucking runtime. But um, then Glen Arius's whole plan is get her in a get her in a wedding dress, make her love me, and if she, when she refuses, not if, I'm going to remove her arm and put my dead wife's arm on there because that will make you love me. Clearly, yeah, um, that's the only reason. And then. He basically goes, okay, that's not the plan now. I'm just going to infect you and you've got 20 minutes to live. Well, so, 30 minutes to live. Sorry. In my head, it was like, I'm going to infect you because that makes the arm stick on easier. I don't know. <laughs> that, maybe, maybe, <laughs> Is the, the virus uh, kind of like makes the blood... Uh, yeah, I don't know, like necrotic flesh, the necrotic flesh. Slightly yeah. easier to stitch along. I mean, um, he's kept he's kept her arm in a fucking like ice box for like maybe six years. To be fair, year, like maybe? I don't know how he kept this because if you just like put it on ice, I don't think you can actually keep it that long. I don't know. But then again, if you put it in alcohol, like 
I don't think that would like be very good for trying to stick it back on. I don't. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. No yeah. Also, like if you like have this preserved arm, why are you waving around with it like all the time? Like, is he yeah. just like walking around with with the arm of his dead wife and like presenting this to everyone? Is it like kind of like I don't know? It, like it's, his, just, uh, it's just it's just walking at, stick. It feels like they've tacked it on to give Rebecca something to do, because at the start of this film. He was this respectable, well, not probably not respectable, but he was this like sane arms dealer, like completely fine, fucking kick the shit out of Chris. Then he does all this stuff that's somewhat logical. Then he goes, right, let's go insane when Rebecca's around, and then he switches it back to sane once. Like Chris and Leon get into the building. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> it's it, it's fu- it's bullshit. But he's the worst villain of all of them. Yeah. I think like, he doesn't make any sense. Like I think he was supposed to be portrayed as this psychopath who like has like no feeling for anyone else but his wife. It doesn't come off right. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical at all. Yeah, he's the one. To me, most resembles a Dead Rising villain. It's a Dead Rising psychopath. I, I could fucking see someone, a, a psychopath you just come across who says, I want to strap my wife's dead arm to your body. Yeah. That 100% could be a plot in those games, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Not, not that I'm disparaging. I, I fucking love the Dead Rising psychopaths, but it's just the tone. <laughs> so yeah. far off. Okay, right. Uh, just for sake of everyone, in case I'm slightly off here. Um, Steph very rudely had someone else interrupt him. Uh, how dare he? Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, living with people. Um, so, yeah, so, someone else did something to him. Uh, fucking having a relationship with your family. How abhorrent. I know. This yeah. Um. <laughs> right. Uh, that's that's pretty much the Rebecca stuff done now. The only other thing you need to know, she's strapped down on a table, injected in something, and then she is a fucking damsel in distress. Yeah. That's, that's all she is. And it's it's a little weird seeing Chris... Um, actually, no, to be fair. I was going to say there's almost a romantic thing. There really isn't, to be fair. There's, no. It's just friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm really grasping at straws there. Yeah, thankfully this one has removed the romance plot from its... It's film. Oh, did uh, Resi Resi One didn't have that, did it? Yeah, it had Leon and Angela. No, I, sorry, I meant um the actual game. Resi One didn't have oh. Rebecca and Chris. Oh no, 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 anyway, no, no. Yeah, is the problem? I I know she's not that much younger than he is. I know we're talking probably like five years. Yeah, I think she's eighteen in the first game. Yeah, which again makes and... no sense, but. Yeah, fair enough. And she, uh, he's like 22, 23 maybe? He's 23, I know that for a fact. I love that up. Uh, pushed on. But yeah, she's she's somewhere around that, so five years. They don't look it though. She looks yeah. like perpetually 12. Yeah. Or perpetually 16, let's say. And he, he looks, as, he actually ages chronologically in forward time, second by second. Uh, yeah, with all that, she's just strapped down on the table 
and then we get into the last 30 minutes, which is mixed, I'll say. Uh, there are bits of it I liked, bits of it I really didn't like here and there. Um, should I mean, start with the plan, I suppose. So uh, Ares decides to infect New York um, pretty much in its entirety, starting with a homeless guy who, hey, at least he has food to eat now, so some benefits <laughs> of being a zombie. I, yeah. I, yeah, I love Chris and Leon's fucking uh, trying to work out where Ares has the um, cure as well. Mm-hmm. And they go, right, where would he store it? It'd be somewhere nearby. Yes, it would be. Have we thought of Ares's personal secret hideout? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think anyone thought of that. No, yeah. yeah. Secret hideout. At, Jesus. Yeah, we know exactly where his secret hideout is. <laughs> I like, I, I, I've. I worked it out because obviously that dude's phone had everything about Glenarius's plans and whatnot. But um, yeah, so that's where they get his fucking secret hideout. What the, what the fuck do you need to question that? If you found his secret hideout, it's going to be in his secret hideout. Where else would it be? <laughs> why, why are they going? Oh, where is it going to be then? It's probably in a storage locker downtown somewhere. Yeah, for, for left. Just, yeah, he probably just paid like a month's rent on like a fucking storage. So the fucking Amazon courier, where do you think it's going to be, you twat? Um, so, the Leon and Chris's plan is destroy the, the vans that are spewing this gas everywhere and turning people. Um, oh, also, a very quick thing. Uh, a dude turns, uh, he falls to the ground, and his, I assume, wife is calling an ambulance for him. She can't get through because everyone's calling for an ambulance, which makes sense. He stands up, eats her, and then, let's face it, we all know that everyone's going to be cured by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. So he, he has to go through the PTSD of knowing he ate his own wife. You know what, fuck um, it. We're going to push on this now. I was going to leave it till the end, but fuck it. Um, yeah, this is the funniest <laughs> shit in the world to me. The idea that immediately after this, there are going to be so many problems. Yeah. So many fucking <laughs> issues. Like therapy. If, like if you eat a policeman while as a zombie, would you get sued for that? Like like what's what's like the like global ramifications of being a zombie and just killing a load of people and uh, eating all them? the job opportunities. That's like I mean, there are yeah. going to be people uh, out uh, there who ate their own kids. Yeah, are there, uh, is there someone that's going to come out and do a TED talk of the time he was a zombie? <laughs> it's, it's Probably. Just, yeah. And then at it's some there. point there will be like jokes about the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have like stand-up comedians who are like, "Haha, that time I was a zombie," and like uh, going on of that. It's going to be yeah. just off-color then, shit like, like a week later. Still... Bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I still believe that everyone eating a zo- uh, as a zombie eating someone else can, in court, still plead um, with insanity. Yeah, no, that, that's more than reasonable. They're that's not, my belief. Yeah, sir. accessories. I mean, it's, you can plead that on a court case and probably win. Um, but at the end yeah, of the day, then, like, if I'm married to my wife, right, I turn into a zombie. First thing I do, I bite her face. And she, let's say she gets away. Well, she, she becomes zombified and she's cured later, okay? She's still A, her face is bitten, and I did that at the end of the day. I, someone isn't just going to get over that because I was zombified. Sorry, honey. And now let's add on to that, say I ate my children as well. On top of all that shit. 
she's not going to get over that. We, we're getting divorced. That's fucking happening yeah, definitely. immediately. Definitely, and then you have to fucking pay for the uh, face reconstruction. Yeah, I'm going to have to go have... through all that. And uh, you're basically, because you can't, like, go... Because you don't go into prison if you pick for insanity, you're just going to be locked up in a facility. Oh, yeah. So we have, like, facilities for zombie, ex-zombies, basically. Yeah. It, where, like, they have, like, group therapy sessions. Or... And they're, like, all sitting all together and, like... Or it's the people that, obviously, the police open fire on the zombies, probably shoot some major arteries or something, like major organs and stuff. So when they convert from being a zombie to human, they bleed out or instantly die. So, eh? Yeah, there's going to be loads of them. They're going to be dead people on the streets. I see as kind of like collateral damage. I don't know. You know, even fucking worse, right, after I've ate my kids and wife, like, bit her face off, ate my kids, presuming I've, I've moved out to New York or my family aren't in the area, I'm then going to have to phone up my parents, phone up her parents, <laughs> and say, yeah, sorry. Sorry, um, I ate her. <laughs> I, ate, I ate your grandkids and bit your daughter's face. Um, uh, why did I do it? I was a zombie. You don't believe me. That's fair enough. That's that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to talk to me ever again? Yep, fair enough. Can't honestly blame you there. I think at this point you don't want to even do the talk. I think it's just like basically like they, they look at, like they get into human form again. They look at each other and then know what happened and they're just like it's basically like throwing the ring on the ground and like going into separate directions and they will like just send an SMS um to, I'm at the house cleaning it out. Don't be here. Like I'm gone in two hours. Then you can step in. So that's probably how it ends. Yeah, this is one of those films where the sequel would be far more fucking interesting. Exactly. I want a sequel. I want a therapy full-on PTSD sequel. Just like a plate madhouse, do a proper um, girl interrupted style thing. Just have a load of ex zombies trying to stave away in an insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> We just like have therapy sessions, and then we have like some little flashbacks. But after, uh, all in all, it's like a cruel mixture of like horror sequences, but also like comedic fun. I can see that. I can see that. Capcom, <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Yeah. So my dog, my, my dog was a zombie for a bit, and it chased this dude on a freeway. Um, and he he dropped the sign on it and blew it up with a grenade. So I. I'll never see Fido again. And then uh, what did he do with Buster? Oh yeah, with Buster, uh, he shot Buster in the head um, directly in front of another car and killed several people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that happened. Um, but yeah, so Chris and Leon's plan, if you can call it a plan, it's basically common sense at this point. Stop the vans from spewing gas. And apparently they've got the same burning point as gasoline, so hey, just toss a grenade at it. Um, then get to Glenarius's hideout, get Rebecca, save her, uh, cure the planet, and then get Glenarius. That's their four-step plan. And then walk into which, the sunset, holding hands yeah. as best friends. Which which is very basic for a military strategy, but sure. Um, and then, They're not the smartest. They're not known for their intelligence. They're known for their uh, 
yeah. perfect shooting skills. Like you can't, come on, you cannot have all, okay? Like there cannot mm-hmm. be like brilliant strategists and shoot punches. And again, he, he punches boulders. And do the twirls in the yeah. air. Yeah, all yeah. the punching. His brains have gone into his muscles. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, Rebecca is given uh, the f- super speedy infected the uh, virus. Twenty minutes. Five hours. It's Wait, fucking no, shit. Yeah, it takes thirty minutes. But when she got, uh, when she got infected in her laboratory. It was taking like five minutes. Let's face it; she was gonna die very quickly. Um, so yeah, so the fast acting one takes twenty minutes, uh, thirty minutes. They they destroy the vans in ten minutes and get to his hideout. Um, then uh, there is a very cool scene where Chris and Liana kind of just like standing back to back in a hallway, fight, firing guns at zombies. Which I I enjoy that. But... Oh yeah, it's great that that scene. Um, I prefer Chris's side to it. Yeah, and Leon's like the pistol. fucking power slam and shit like yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and using the fucking bayonet for what it's actually meant to be used for, like, but there, yeah, fair enough. You know, the sound design as well on that bayonet was really crisp. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, Chris kind of fights all this shit, uh, fights his way through. They split up to try and find uh, Rebecca. Um, So Chris finds her, and the surgeon that's trying to replace her arm tries to attack Chris with a scalpel. And let's face it, if you're fighting a dude with an assault rifle and you've only got a scalpel, you might just want to go, yeah, Lay on the ground, like just like let the let the yeah. scalpel fall. Why are there I mean, so many fucking films out there where the scientist who or the surgeon is willing to put his life on the line against James fucking Bond? Yeah, why let's face it. Is willing to do that? Why? Let's face it. We've all seen the ending of Last of Us. <laughs> One. We know what happens to that guy. Okay. <laughs> what, I just want to know what his fucking benefits are as a surgeon under Arius. Does he get like the best dental in the world? Is that why he's willing to put his life on the fucking line as a surgeon? I imagine so. I mean, the payment is Chris... probably good. Yeah, it's I imagine Chris great. punches his teeth out. Oh, he's, he's dead. If you get punched by those arms, you're just fucking on the ground, cold, stone right. dead. Unless you're an elderly man that's an arms <laughs> dealer as well, I guess. Maybe he thought but... he was like already on that edge to being like elderly. So he was um... like, nah, I'm probably safe. And then like he got killed anyways. Right. So here comes my favorite scene when I was watching it with Kieran, because Kieran like uh, left when the tyrant came on screen. <laughs> oh uh, shit! Yeah, it yeah, wasn't even that so... I left. I think I just looked at my phone for a second. <laughs> no, you actually left the room. You, I think you went All to right. go make a drink, maybe. Um, I think you went. You went outside for like maybe thirty seconds. You saw the tyrant enter the room, you saw it punch Chris to the other side of the room, and then you left. When you came back, the tyrant was in flames, on fire, and you went, oh, that was quick. I was expecting that to be, like, the end fight. You were like, I went, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, 30 seconds. That's it. It's just yeah, fucking, it, you know, it, it. Actually, actually kind of realistic. So... Uh, yeah, realistic, but... Like, <laughs> basically, I mean... Chris takes a punch, 
flies to the opposite side of the room, and as he took that punch, he pulled the pin on an incendiary grenade and dropped it at the dude's feet. Um, yeah, that's and, it. Yeah, that's it. He's he's like out of fight at this point. Uh, so Chris is like, right, let's get Rebecca up to the roof because he thinks that's where the cure is. Um, yeah, I. You do. I mean, why not at this yeah, point? Why sure. not? Um, so he starts a fight with Arius. Um, obviously, there's a massive skylight, so you know someone's going through it. Yeah, with that, like Aries punching down at Chris. Obviously, Chris ends up just like tossing him over into the skylight. Mm-hmm. I just want to make one mention on um, Arius punch, punch, punch. It's all fun. You feel the impact, and then like he stands up on his punch and starts screaming at Chris. Yeah, he's he he does like a manic scream in the air, like ah, like I mean, just keep punching the guy. You've literally got him. Just it's fine. Um, and that gives Chris the like wherewithal to be like, oh, this this screaming guy on top of me maybe needs to go through this skylight. So, um, yeah, he throws him over his head, basically, um, and he dies. That's that's yeah. it for Arius. Right, Glenn Glenn Arius <laughs> makes a fucking amazing splatter on the floor. <laughs> the sound design in this is great. I, I've got to yeah. give it to it. Like the gun shoot, like, uh, the shooting's good. The explosions are fun to hear, and the splatter, odd splatter. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Um, so, basically, that all happens. Chris goes back to Rebecca. I would have loved if he'd fallen through the skylight as well. Yeah. Glenn Arius is, like, apparently still not dead after falling, like, 90 floors. Um, So, the tyrant turns up. The one that got exploded by the incendiary. Um, he turns up. Fucking Arius is like, yeah, dude. The last plan that I had in place for my inevitable death, which I didn't plan on actually doing because I expected to be alive. Um, then basically they have to fight this weird fucking tyrant thing that has two faces and a large, large glowing weak point. On his chest that no one shoots at, and big um, nails. He has fucking nails. Yeah, he's got. He's basically got the generic nails. Shit. Yeah, he's got extendo nails. Um. So, Chris fights him for a bit, gets his ass kicked. Then Leon comes up on a bike that he was. He's been driving for a while. No one cared. So, um, he hunted by these dogs. Yeah. Really. He, awful scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I completely forgot to mention, actually, the CGI in that scene is the worst in all of the films. And that, yeah. that bike's with the, the dogs. Um, yeah, he, he, he drives the bike terrible. with his feet. So, uh, yeah, that all happens. Then Leon takes over, so Chris runs away like a scared little girl. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> that is what happened, 100%. Yeah. Chris runs away like a scared little girl. He's like, yeah, Leon's got this. I'm going to run away. Um, Chris finds the the Healy's gas, whatever the fuck it is, the vaccine. Cool. Um, Leon's firing a desert eagle at this dude, and clearly he's shooting him everywhere but 
the large glowing weak spot. Um, and then Chris tag teams in. <laughs> no, uh, t- Chris's team tags in tag teams in with a rail gun. Shoots oh, yeah, one yeah. of his head. Blows up buildings, Man of Steel yeah. style. Blows up like three, four buildings behind all this. Which, you know what? Given the fact that Aries' stuff was all cured, there's a fair fucking chance that Chris's team have a higher mortality rate than Aries yeah. by the end of this because of that <laughs> rail gun that just went through buildings. So to be fair, now I understand why the surgeon would have maybe thought like, hmm, I'm still in the right team. I might survive. <laughs> And then, because they shoot one of the heads of Diego, the the, the dad of the group, I guess, um, he goes fucking mental and jumps at the helicopter like, that's a good plan. Um, and then, oh yeah, Leon drives his bike at him and explodes the gas tank. Uh, Which ex- and then exposes the weak stuff and... Actually, no, it no, doesn't. It the weak spot's no. been there the entire time. No one's just, yeah, just no one's shot the at it. Been, yeah. The only person that's for some reason clever enough to shoot at that is Chris. He fires a grenade launcher, a, a, an undermounted grenade launcher at it. That kills him. There's loads of chunks, loads of chunks hit in the ground and his ring, like we're supposed to give a fuck. Um, and then, yeah, everyone's cured because they, they put all the they put the tanks on the back of a fucking helicopter, uh, uh, like a uh, a VTOL fucking plane thing. Yeah, they just uh, put gas everywhere and shit, and yeah. um, it's the most awkward thing ever after. Yeah. So, I just want to point out, he uses an entire tank for Rebecca, and for the entire city, he's like, yeah, we'll just put them on the back of our ship. And then, like, twist the nozzles till they like spray gas, and then hope it gets everyone. He's getting those simp points in. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's incredibly awkward to finish. Like, especially when you think of the ramifications. Like, they've destroyed three, four buildings in one shot. Um, there's people that have eaten their family members. A homeless guy finally got a full belly. But... <laughs> You know, hurry. I'd say they, yeah, they failed. It's not, yeah. it puts it off like a happy ending and beyond, like, um, fucking Maria grabbing the mask back up on Vengeance. She's never seen or heard from again. Don't fucking worry <laughs> about it. Yeah, it, this is miserable. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Just awful. Yep. Also, can we point out that they are doing like a very good job with every enemy that they are like pointing out to where to hit it? It's like in the third, it's also. Iris, the heart. It's very big. Oh, it's it's very yeah. beating and glowing. <laughs> to be Please, fair, that, that's me very here. different evil. It that doesn't translate, weird. though, at all. Yeah. I, it just doesn't work. The little glowing fucking weak spot. It's, it's yeah. stupid. Um, I will but, give him enough credit that at least they didn't do that prior to him um, undergoing the mutations. That yeah. would have been really stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Resident Evil Vendetta, and Jesus Christ! Finally, I was about to say finally, every Resident Evil film. Um, very quick point of order, very very quick, uh, since we've run uh-huh. five hours, just a minute or two on Resident Evil. Um, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, it's it, it's fine. 
No, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, okay, bad. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Didn't think. Have you seen it, Rania? No, I haven't. Okay, fair enough. You take the mid ground on That's that then. Missing. Maybe, maybe I, I will torture myself with it eventually. To be fair, I did buy it to eventually do it for this podcast. Of course you did. Mid ground. Yeah. But the... I don't believe that you did it for the podcast. I believe that you just wanted to have your think, collection. What's the, the mid ground on Bad Fine? It's Brian. There we go. Just go blend. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> They're not going to do a sequel. That's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, they're not going to do a sequel for that. I hope they don't. A, They've set I still it up want like to have the PTSD sequel. There's I want to have it. There's a better yeah. chance of them doing a PTSD sequel or a sequel to the fucking Netflix show at this point. Oh, yeah, there's oh, the Netflix mm. show. Okay, you know yeah, what? A quick right. like, yeah, one no, sentence on no. that as well. That's one of the worst things that was ever made. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, I'll do. That's got one of my favourite actors ever in it. It's, it's got Lance Reddick in it. Such a waste. Is that Wesker? Yeah. Such yeah, a yeah. fucking waste. Have, right. Have you sit Right. Uh, okay. I think on Nothing. this fucking podcast as well, I was praising that choice of putting him in as Wesker. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think he did that in maybe the live action one. They fucking messed it up. Of course they did. After I said that. Oh, yeah. And then um, very quickly as well, I watched the other animated Netflix stuff in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's okay. It's not great. So there's not, rapid you know. fire reviews of all those, so I don't. Well, I probably have to do them <laughs> at some point, but you understand now. Uh, so wrapping up every one of these as well now, just for your sake, Ronya, the way we usually do this, just give a quick recommendation of each of the films, whether you'd recommend to watch it or not, and then uh, go over a little section where we recommend films that are vaguely similar. If you enjoyed these, what to watch after kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll kick it off, to be fair. Uh, of the films, I'd probably... I'd probably recommend like uh, Damnation to anyone. Probably not anyone, but if you've got any mild interest in Resident Evil, or zombies generally, Damnation at least, and Vendetta for Resident Evil fans. It's got enough fan service in there in the first 20 minutes are pretty decent. First 40, actually. It's got enough. Um, and Degradation is awful. I despised it. Uh, Steph? Ronya? Uh, degeneration, awful. Vendetta, awful, but nice graphics. So, if I have to recommend one, it would be Domination. Uh, still don't think it's the best plot, but it's the best out of the three. So, if anyone wants to watch any of these three and, and seriously has to do it, then, uh, yeah, watch the second one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I'm jumping. You know what? I'm going to wait for stuff. Fuck it. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm shit. Here. I'm on the phone, but I'm here. Okay. <clears throat> right. Um, once again, just for anyone listening at home, Steph has very maliciously allowed his computer to shut down uh, and ruin what was happening. Yeah. And I'm yeah, that's me. Disappointed. Beyond anything, <laughs> should have control over so, this stuff. Okay, so recommendations I mean, are the, between the three films, anyway. Um, yeah, so I'd I'd recommend if right. So if you're a fan of Resident Evil, uh, like as entirety, watch all of them. But if you're not, and you just want like a really just fun, like 
Resident Evil-ish film, just watch the second one. It's not going to change anything. It's You don't need to go into it knowing who everyone is. You just need to know who, like, Leon is and that he has a love interest in Ada. That's it. Yeah. Cool. I don't even think you have to know that. It still makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can go into most of these blind, to be fair. Without much of a worry. Possibly the exception of six, as a fucking vendetta, I mean. I'm going to fuck that up every time. That, if things hey, went I, full I on think, blind I for think, that. I think one, on, one and three, you need to go in with some basic knowledge, because they mention Raccoon City a lot in one. Yeah. And in three, they mention, like, fucking Raccoons. Uh, sorry, they mention, like, the Stars team and fucking all that bullshit. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend raccoon. anyone watch one to start with, so that's it's a non sequitur, really. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, so, in terms of recommendations outside of that, uh, um, I went a bit different last week. Obviously, with Low, I did the whole theatrical thing with Dinner at Andre. Uh, I suppose I'll push, um, I'll, I'll go through something mentioned earlier, which is also video gamey, machinima esque. Um, it's a Red vs. Blue today, another kind of video game offshoot that's very, very funny and very good. Uh, Halo. You don't need to have watched Halo to enjoy it. Go for like season three to season 12. All good. And the film, the film's great. Uh, Steph, any recommendations? Um... Obviously, beyond Resident Evil, the games generally, of course, and Dino Crisis. I recommend wholeheartedly, which I will eventually take around to play. Uh, and you want like a film based on a game? I mean, no, anything. Just if you enjoyed these. Oh, if um, yeah, Resident Evil, Dino Crisis—they're kind of similar. I think they're made by the same people, maybe. Yeah, the Capcom. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I just mean like. It, the same they're studio. very similar games. Oh, like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you if you replace the dinosaurs in Dino Crisis with zombies, you could probably be like, oh, this is a great Resident Evil game. Yeah. I but, mean, zombies, um, dinosaurs, what's the difference? Something similar to that is very hard to do. So I tend to, with Resident Evil, I tend to link Devil May Cry to, because technically... Devil May Cry 1 was supposed to be Resident Evil 4. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a weird take. Basically, Dante was supposed to be Leon. Right. And I, that was how that game was supposed to go. I've seen but... some of the games. Um, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Just yeah. linked over. Uh, right, fair enough. Uh... Yeah. Um, but other than that, just play zombie games. Oh, Dead Rising, maybe? Yeah, Dead Rising is good. Dead Rising is a good show. I'd, to be fair, I'd, I'd probably Silent Hill, Resident Evil, if you're going to offshoot. Um, you can get around that, maybe just off from zombies. Uh, Ronya, anything? Mm, can, can be if you films as well and shit. To the same studio, like filming studio, then watch Guns. It's actually quite nice. If you like this, kind of the, it is kind of the same style. It's like very anime, very manga esque. Um, but still has a good plot. You have to like the styling of which this Resident Evil as well has, like all of them. And uh, yeah, with that, finish off. Cheers for listening as always. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Ta-ta! Thanks for having me!